One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on your YouTube, join our cult. I'll repel. Uh, <laughs> I had this big plan to try and, fool, long, <laughs> try and fool the audio listeners. It was Matthew still in the seat. I had it, had it nailed down in the car on the way here. I was You're nailing it. Upstairs. So I was, you were yeah. doing well. Yeah. Ari Paul, I was a con. I like uh, you. Did you do like a super cut down of just Matthew's podcast parts? <laughs> the last week you've been caning them like Eminem on bus. <laughs> Welcome to another girthy, juicy, and succulent edition of the Cultaholic Video Podcast. I am Matthew, joined by the sexual deviant that is. Jack the Jobber, how are you doing, pal? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right, yeah. And the ravishing, <laughs> and still always here, Ross Tweddle. How are you doing, pal? Aye, good. Aye, aye. Right, that's that bit out the yeah, way. Yeah, we'll move good. on. How are we doing, everybody? <laughs> Matthew is not here because Matthew, unfortunately, came away from the cultaholic cre- cross uh, triple jump. <laughs> Christmas party, <laughs> though. Christmas, so Christmas party. <laughs> cross, forbidden door, triple jump, uh, summer car- caravan, carnival, banana. Yeah, it was premium live. It was stupendous in every way. Um, he's come away with that with the COVID, so obviously, hopefully, Matthew's at home getting rested up. Yeah. There's a couple of people as well at work here, uh, obviously upstairs as well, who've got the, yeah. the COVID as well. So it's, hopefully, it's not a good week. No, <laughs> get well soon, folks. Yeah, get well soon, everybody. We've all tested in here and we're all yeah. negative, so we're all fine. Um, if, if Jack Atkins was here, no doubt he'd be saying, eat an orange. Just get an orange. Just, yeah, have an orange. Honestly, right, I swear <laughs> to God, you can walk into work, right, with a leg missing that you had the day before and Jack Atkins would go, eat an orange. It works it's, in it's football. A back. Bit of an yeah, orange slice. <laughs> bit of magic sponge. Yeah. Brand. Do you want to speak about the summer bonanza? Or is that something we should just keep to ourselves? Yeah, yeah. You want. let's go. Yeah. Did you both have fun? I had fun. Yeah, I had, had fun. fun. Yeah. It was, it was something, that's for sure. There's we something had... to be said for a British caravan retreat, <laughs> especially when you're a rowdy bunch in a family caravan park. There's, what, 23 of us? Yeah. Right? In a family caravan park with families around. Yeah. A lot of shouting on at two in the morning. But eh, it was fine, <laughs> you know? It was all going so swimmingly. Like, we were blending in with the families and whatnot because, of, of course, course, here at Cultaholic X Triple Jump, we are just one big happy family, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Aren't we? But then... <laughs> Andrew Hodkinson, and I think I might have done that. I can't remember a thing from this point of the night because I drank too much JD again. But I <laughs> too reckon, much. Yeah. You, you, Ross asked me at one point, "Would you like a whiskey?" And I went, "Yeah, why not?" Poured me half a red solo cup of whiskey, topped it off with the diet Pepsi. That is called the Twiddle measure. Yeah. <laughs> Myself and Jimmy Jenkins, um, as I like to call him now, Cocaine Jimmy Jenkins. Right. Because um, okay. he doesn't do coke. There was just this game we were playing, and it was like, who takes the most drugs out of Ben and James? And James. James is like the most yeah. well-to-do man I've ever met in yeah. my life. So, of course, now he's known as Cocaine Jenkins. Contrasting humour, I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, where were we going with that? It all was going well, but I, I, it might have been me. I remember being up there just saying to the, the lady, uh, the rebel, what you call, rebel Wilson, who was working the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Can <laughs> I can still recall a being there. Let's get rolling for this young man here. And Andrew Hodkinson smashed it. 
singing Limp Biscuit, rolling with all these kids around. Adam was for, up for there. context. He didn't just get up and start singing, rolling by well, Limp Biscuit. It was a, it was a karaoke Adam, event. Adam won a um, he won a, a a stitch from Lilo and Stitch on the yes. four machines while we we kind of ran down to the arcade going, oh my god! Uh, and I sank about nine ten quid into trying to get a Buzz Lightyear and I just couldn't get it. And he first time <laughs> Stitch grabbed it, though, didn't he? Got it stolen, yeah. so he deserved it for getting it, and I didn't get mine. So. To be fair, he sang "It Wasn't Me" by Shaggy and was passing over to the kids to do the rap they, they were into yeah, it they were into it yeah, yeah. Owen Morrison wins a rap battle by murdering a lady who had no retort whatsoever yeah there was no comeback <laughs> Cocaine Jimmy Jenkins singing My Generation by not by the who by uh, Limp Bizkit yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else happened there I threw a burger oh. you threw a burger oh, did throw a burger so <laughs> To Towards burger. the end of the night, we had a lot of spare food from the barbecue. Some people might have seen it on social media. Yeah, it's a good means of soaking up the booze. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of spare food. I don't know what happened to my burger, but for some reason, I lobbed out the caravan window. And I was like, I better go and get that. That's and then you went, Sam. Do. And then I turned and you just went... Through the window, through the burger like James Bond. It's with a quite, it's quite it was like headshot. <laughs> it was like full-blown noise. This not happened at the Christmas party. You threw some some chicken about. Chicken at Jack's. Burgers, head, yeah. burgers on the summer party. Yeah. Lost Tweddle, the drunken thrower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I might not go these anymore because that's two. <laughs> that's two big events we've had since COVID ended, and two times I feel like I've gone a bit too far with the. We'll just the have to get home. minders. Yeah. We'll have to get minders. Yeah. Every well, they'll put us behind like a little sort of guarded plexiglass area. And whenever we're like, ooh, 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 they come with us to the bar <laughs> and escort us back. <laughs> Just have mam behind us. Mam, mam. Keep us in line, will you? We should say, by the way, Jack is not ill. He's fit as a butcher's yeah, dog. He is, yeah. He's gone to see the Blue Knight. He's been to see the Wheezies. And he's been to see the Fallout Men. He's been to see all those hip-hop and happening bands, hasn't he? He has. I could have had a Glasgow. ticket, but I was, I was broke. Leeds Tattoo Convention cleaned me out and oh. I was like oh yeah I've got a big thing on your leg haven't you Sam yeah I've got Bob from Twin Peaks tattooed on my thigh now and thigh's fine except for the inner thigh inner thigh sucks so uh, not looking forward to eventually having that all done but yeah so we should remind ourselves this is a professional wrestling podcast and there has been a fair bit of news in this week that wasn't mm. the professional wrestling we should probably kick things off with the curious case of Sasha Banks because yeah. in the red corner, we have Raj Giri, who tweeted out to the day, here's what I know about Sasha Banks. She was released on June the 10th, and it came from Erica Schreiber, VP of Business and Legal Affairs for Talent Relations. As for why WWE have said nothing or removed her, the rumor is that leadership is trying to smooth things over. Fair enough, Raj. We haven't seen Sasha Banks in a long while. We've not had her ad addressed. We've seen yep. signs on SmackDown edited out of pictures yeah, and whatnot. There's which been suggests... all of the rumor, all of the speculation. And you know how it gets with these things. The more it goes on, the more the speculation train starts rolling. And mm. speaking of that train, in the blue corner, well, this isn't really speculatory. <laughs> this is PW Insider in the blue corner, opposing the red corner, who have said, for those who continue to ask, as of this morning, Sasha Banks and Naomi remain listed on the active WWE in, uh, roster internally. There have been no changes to their status made internally since they walked out on that raw taping several weeks ago. So there you go. We have two sides of the di of the, of the same story, but it, there's more. Oh, d more. There's more. More. Uh, Danny, our friend. I, I don't know who Good Danny is. Danny. Danny's my brother. <laughs> He's uh, at D-A-J-O-S-C-11 on the Twitter machine. He has uh, done a bit of research, like a good journalist would. And he says, I googled Erica Schreiber <laughs> yesterday, and the only thing that popped up was a locked Instagram account showing a woman in glasses with WWE in the bio. That account disappeared by this morning. No LinkedIn, no other sign this person exists. What you done with the Raj? <laughs> <laughs> Something, <laughs> something's going on. She's something's gone missing. Happening. Something's going on. But I, 
I guess we'll find out. And it's always the saddest, most crap answer, but we'll find out as things develop or we'll never find out at all. Yeah. But something's off. Either this individual works for WWE, does not utilize anything, has no other form of social media except mm -hmm. for that locked account. Or I, you know, I don't know. But I mean, he's just he's just given away who his source was. Yeah, you which don't is do that. that's another. No, that's not a good you don't do that. It's, it's sort of it's the type of thing you do if your backs against the wall, right? Well, not yeah. backs against the wall, but it's sort of like just to kind of prove. Like, so I I don't think somebody would come out and go, I spoke to this person. Yeah. If they didn't fully believe they were speaking to that person, right? It seems like career suicide though, from his point, because once yeah. you name one source, when There's is nothing, a, a potential yeah. source going to work with you? I guess if the if the source has given you permission, maybe I don't know, but th that's the whole thing. It's always an argument you see with Dave Meltzer, isn't mm -hmm. it, with all of the the Twitter folk. Uh, being all like, you know, oh, well, why don't you tell us who told you that story? And it's because you protect it's your Chris sources. Chris Jericho every yeah, time. You protect <laughs> your sources. When he says MVP back down from a fight, yeah, it's Jericho. It's Jericho. <laughs> but with this one, it's interesting. Raj has just banked his whole career on it as well because yeah. he'd said a few yeah. weeks back that, like, if he's wrong about this, he's not going to do any more scoops. That's a lot to put on this person. A hell of a lot. And it shows that, I, you know, from my perspective, Raj must believe that this individual is correct and that everything he's been reporting so far is correct. And I don't think it's not the type of behavior you'd expect to see from a journalist unless it was quite an extreme situation. So I, in my head, it's like, well, there's all sorts of stuff going off here. But for me, you wouldn't do that without it being, you wouldn't stake something mm -hmm. that big without it being something you believed in being true, right? Yeah. Come over to the aggregation station there, right? <laughs> the water's lovely. <laughs> AEW president Tony Khan has hit-outed people within AEW, calling the leak about Orange Cassidy's new theme ahead of the Forbidden Door big event at the weekend there. Shameful. This is big news, everybody. A report from Fightful Select <laughs> over the weekend revealed AEW were working on securing on the rights for Jane by Steph uh, Jefferson Starship. The theme used by Orange Cassidy on the Independent. Sorry for touching your it's leg. Sorry, cozy on the podcast. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, speaking at the post forbidden door media scrum, uh, Tony Khan confirmed the promotion were working on it. Blah 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 blah. As we've seen now on uh, this week's Dynamite, he came out with it, but that was allegedly going to happen on Sunday. But somebody working within the company leaked the news. How dare they? It's yeah. How dare they? It's worse than leaking a title. It's it's worse than leaking anything. It's worse than leaking, you know, a major feud or that an injury's not real. Or it's it's possibly the most disgusting thing that's ever happened in the history of the wrestling business. So I'm I'm with Tony on this. Yeah, yeah. How dare you? In the words of Tony Khan, he says, "All it does is screw is screw up a, a fun surprise for the fans." And then he gets all sassy and mean girls at the end of oh. this thing. He basically says it's, it's happened because AEW's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger as time goes on. And he says, and I quote, "It's like." really shameful and people shouldn't be doing it what it, it happened because you're a wrestling company and there are wrestling journalists and yeah. wrestling aggregators and people leak things to them and it's just part and parcel right it, it's just part of it it, sucks, it could just have been it ruins the surprise but jesus it could have been just like a throwaway thing someone's got oh yeah. he's getting uh he's getting jane back it's not as soon. if it's like something that's come from way over there, is it? Is yeah. it ever since Orange Cassidy got pixies, people have been going, oh, why not get Heads are going to roll yeah. for this. Yeah, Heads are going to roll for this. <laughs> they already have, Sam. They already have. But it is weird when you look at, because obviously Tony Khan controls us here at Cultaholic Wrestling by sending us five pounds. Each individually, and yeah. yeah indi oh, it's what, a really? lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. We only get the five between us on the podcast. Well, it's one show you in it. You shouldn't have. That was... Just between our deal. Well, man, well you, you you call him up, you talk to him. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. Take care. Um, but it is weird how, like, there was a big thing for a while, wasn't there, with AEW, that big surprises didn't get leaked until yeah. 
mm-hmm. the likes of Sean Ross sat this weekend who was putting out there that Claudio was going to get involved before the event. So that's now a thing that seems to have passed. But there was a definite period of time where big surprises weren't being reported on before they happened. It's like there was mm-hmm. a grace period because we'd been in a one company system really at that level. Because yeah, we've had Impact, we've had Ring, we've had a lot of companies going on, but there was only really ever at the very, very top WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think there was almost this grace period of, all right, all right, and now you're kind of out of the grace period and it's like, okay, normal rules apply now. Mm. So it's, I, I don't know. And also in the past year, we've seen so many people join AEW that they were likely sources for someone else in WWE yeah. that they've now come in and like, they've now gone, well, well, Claudio was backstage. Yep. So there you go. Like, <laughs> they're they're going to do the exact same thing. And, and they're getting got five pounds between them from exactly. either Sean or... I believe or this yeah. revelation. You're getting five or each. Five or each. Speak the take. Hey. Anyway, moving on to Brock Lesnar, who has been revealed by a source, which Tom didn't say in the news video, so I've got no idea who reported this. Uh, he's only going to be on WTV three times before SummerSlam, which is bad news when you consider Roman Reigns is only going to be on TV once on yeah. the go-home I roll, saw, apparently. I saw a tweet which was like, imagine at the start of the year somebody telling you that Brock Lesnar is going to wrestle more <laughs> than Roman Reigns. It is weird in that how things have completely switched yeah. in their dynamic from years gone by. If you're interested, the shows Lesnar's going to be on is Raw on July the 11th, SmackDown on July the 22nd, and SmackDown on the 29th. SummerSlam, obviously, is it the 30th? 31st? 30th. 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 Yeah. Uh, so that's the go-home for SummerSlam there. Strange. Do you, do you think, yeah. though, like... <sighs> If you're leaving to maybe go do Hollywood, like Cena, like Rock, when it happened, it was a bit of a, the first time it was a bit like, oh God, no, he's never coming back. And then we got the glorious heel run and all that stuff. Cena left to go do similar, you know, but because it was quite explicitly, well, I'm off to do this, but I will be back. And then when Brock got the belt and just went home and did nothing, do you think if Brock had just gone and done like two really bad movies, everybody'd be like, (laughs) yeah, fine. (laughs) <laughs> Not that any of the movies of Rock does bad. I just meant like if Rock, uh, sorry, if Brock just went in like his local film studies class and went, right, put me in two films. I was going to say, <laughs> forget about a big budget, like big proper yeah. film, just have Brock Lesnar with a camcorder on the farm. I'd hey, Sable, <laughs> I'd be a horror <laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar should really be like the patriarch of a, 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 a like Texas Chainsaw style family in a film. Yeah. 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 Be, you don't even need to dress him up. Just put him there in his butcher's uniform, so, get him in off the taxi. Yeah. Give him an axe. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. To be fair to Lesnar, we're acting like he does nothing outside the wrestling. He runs right. a bloody farm. Yeah. He's got the yeah. spas. He's, he's got a whole life. Yeah. He's got employees. Because I, I rewatched this thing on Pat McAfee shows recently because yeah. I find it fascinating. It's, me. it's always fascinating when Brock is just talking. Yeah. He's yeah. like talking free. It's, funny it's, guy. it's almost like you know, when Undertaker was starting to talk and it was like, ooh. Like, it's that kind of vibe, isn't it? He's got employees, though, Sam. That's crazy. Imagine that's your, that's your boss. Yeah. Just going up to him. Can, 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 can I get next Thursday off, please? <laughs> no. It's like the same, the same thing. He's like, I've got two sons and they need to learn how to work. Imagine that Brock being your dad going like, Bricks, stones that's over there. Son. How he was raised, though. He's a farm boy, yeah. wasn't he? So. He's a farm boy. With that uh, strength. <laughs> Kenny Omega. News from Kenny Omega. He was appearing on some sort of gaming stream. CEO. Yes. Wasn't it? yes. CEO. Is that the man who was involved in that kickoff show, Matt? that one time was that different... I believe so yeah there was a there was a very early AEW crossover with CEO they yeah. ran a show together Pink Street Fighter yeah, it was uh, Michael Nakazawa yeah there, there was something where they did like a cross promoted live wrestling show or something yeah but Kenny Omega briefly alluded to his future and basically he was going about how how painful his rehab is every single day and the quote is if I get another major setback that's it I'm done which is horrible news to hear I've gotten yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's horrible but it, I said on the news it's, it's also quite and this is 
going to sound really weird. It's also quite positive in the regard that, you know, it, it sounds like he's looking after his health yeah. and that it's mm-hmm. not going to be a situation where, you know, because it was already a situation where it was cumulative injuries on cumulative injuries and it was just building, building, building. It's not going to get to that point again where he's going to, you know, just keep working through that over and over again. It's like the AJ Styles, you know, I, I want to be able to walk away from the ring and the emphasis is, you know, on walk. Because yeah. that seems to be the, the common theme for Kenny Omega, as long as I've been aware of him, like on this level, that we're yeah. actually working on the wrestling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That he's always had these injuries and melts. It's like, oh, he's dealing with this at the moment, but he'll wrestle. Yeah, and you'll see him take some sort of spot in a match and you're like, oh. Yeah. He's at a level above everything as well when he's actually on form. Yeah. So it's like, if he gets fully healed, comes back and just works a very limited schedule to allow him to have those yeah. really good the matches. The schedule. Yeah. Have him yeah. jump off one thing every <laughs> six months. He'll be fine. He just gets slightly <laughs> higher each time. <laughs> but again, if he if he does, because obviously he's got stuff going on with video games and whatnot, yeah. you could, could dive into that. But if he does come back to wrestling, it doesn't have to be as a wrestler. No. I think his character work is the, the Triple H 70s He's an arsehole heel. It's going to sound like a bit crap, but I, I think that if that situation was to arise, and I know that there was a big, big kind of ruling on it, but Tony's sort of thrown it out the window. Uh, he would make a very good authority figure in a Jack Tunney-esque way if he was more like... Not like similar as in like... <laughs> present like <laughs> how they show up and when how they, they show up, up yeah. and when they show up <laughs> rather than having him you know having somebody like wwe star constantly there berating people yeah. having somebody who's only called in in big moments having somebody that's it's almost like the drake maverick thing right where yeah. it's like it's only a matter of time until he wrestles but how far is somebody going to push him so you could do that light schedule and have him do something else just imagine said. kenny omega sat there in a really light gray suit going <laughs> welcome to- <laughs> tonight john moxley will defend his title against brian <laughs> brian danielson just imagine Jack Tunney with that hair. Just everything about him the same, but with that hair. AEW stars who appeared on Raw this week. We have some behind-the-scenes news from Fightful Select. Mm. <sighs> a lot of spit in my mouth there because of that. That was lovely. <laughs> Swallowing that mouth. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> uh, Fightful Select are reporting the process of getting those AEW people via cameos or whatever uh, on this week's Raw. I wish John Cena a happy 20th anniversary in WWE was very straightforward with Tony Khan reportedly being the one who gave the go-ahead on AEW's side. A WWE source told Fightful... Raj, he didn't name them Raj. Eh? He didn't name them Raj. Uh, they were able to land every, uh, virtually everyone they wanted. So that's good to hear. Hopefully, it goes the other way as well. If yeah, that ever yeah. Comes fingers up. crossed. And I, I, I kind of wish it was cameo though. You tell John congratulations on twenty-five years at his job, please? <laughs> Matt's just like, hey, John, little buddy. How are you doing? We hear you've been working really hard over there. <laughs> a little cameo. Who was it on the, the It was on the impact, wasn't it? Someone was accused of it being like a cameo just because it was shot like... Was that scene. when The Rock, the Rock did one? For the Rock Shamrock. did, no. For that, that was Ken was Shamrock. The most recent impact oh. one. Oh. I forget who it was anyway. I mean, AJ. I remember AJ no, no, AJ was a proper It was a proper two cameras. Oh, it was, uh, was it not Kurt Ang- No. Sting Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle I think Kurt it Angle. was yeah, yeah. Look, Kurt Angle's like a cameo but you gotta do what you yeah. gotta do haven't you yeah. it was good to see them though and obviously hopefully it goes either way as well if AEW ever wants as long as people keep shooting videos vertically which Dan will agree with me is the devil it's the devil it's shoot sideways that's how screens are you sure on do TikTok that. TikTok should just go away uh, but yeah I, as long as we got that you're always gonna have those awkward kind of is this a cameo <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, now we have Dave Meltzer who is reporting that it was a minor injury that kept Kevin Owens out of this week's Raw and put to an end, well, postponed, we should say, the Elias and or Ezekiel and or Elrod match that was going to take place. It was supposed to be a... It's going to be... It can't be all... It can't be the same guy. I kind of hope it is. And then I kind of hope there's a Gilbert version. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back James Ellsworth. Although if we we were to have a match where somehow he, he portrays all three at once, that would be glorious. He keeps going under the ring and re-emerging as somebody else. Just three yeah, faces of Ezekiel. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a chance that, because there was, Meltzer was saying that it could take place on SmackDown this week, the match that was supposed to take mm-hmm. place on Raw, because it's supposed to be... It was apparently a, a super minor injury yeah, with a, Owens. Yeah. A, money, a Money in the Bank qualifier, and there was that one space left. Could it be a case where the three faces of Whatever his real name is appears. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like one gets eliminated, woof, out they come the second. Well, I don't know what might happen. And then Elrod yeah. comes out and it's Kenny Omega. <laughs> <laughs> Dressed as Jack Just, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Dana Brooke, big wishes, big best wishes to Dana Brooke, obviously, because she tweeted out the other day, much uh, heart to the WWE mm. w universe uh, for love and support standing up for me. Uh, the reason I was not on Raw last night was because I got into a bad car accident in the past week. I'm doing good. I'll be back in no time. I really appreciate the love and couldn't ask for better fan support. So I. Nice to see the fans coming out to support it her. is yeah, yeah. you never want to see anyone get an accident Mrs. 24-7 yes yeah get up there yeah, yeah. champion yeah, yeah. I just want to say that's yeah. big news in it being in the car accident and whatnot. Uh, Alan Angels is finishing up with AEW Brian Alvarez has confirmed that his contract did expire however he is expected to work for AEW on a per appearance deal Angels tweeted out excited for what's next he did. Sounds he like a, more of the same. But he had a little, a little thing with Fightful, a little interview the other night, and it was, he was saying that I think he, he said he signed with AEW when he was too sort of young and he hadn't made an independent name. Mm. But it was a smart decision. It was the smart decision over, oh, yeah, over the pandemic, yeah. some stable money coming in. Yeah. And immediately people know who you are just yeah. because you know, you're know you featured on a TV show. So even if you don't have that cred, like on the indie scene, you're, you're a name at that yeah. point when, whenever you leave. And he's still young. He's I think he's only 24, so he can still mm. go out and make a name for himself and then come back. It's disgusting, isn't it? It, it is, is disgusting. 24 and Far too young. 31 and I feel like I'm going to fall down the stairs yeah. every day. I'll get out of breath <laughs> walking out this What room. do you think of AEW's sort of um, shorter contracts as it's looking like? I, I like I, it, I, yeah. I enjoy it. I think it, it, it gives us this sort of like almost territorial thing where, you know, people come in for a bit, go away, come back, go away, come back. And it, it's better for everybody right that's the, the best indies. way because they've used it to their advantage very well so far I'm, I'm just thinking off the top of my head Nick Gage being involved in the yeah. the, Nick, yep. uh, the, the MGF and Chris Jericho feud you would never get that if everyone was just on these big long contracts yeah. and, like you have to be signed on so if they're going to do that and then use people to bring in for one shot deals and for little feuds and whatnot that, that suit the what's going on I'm all for that, that. makes yeah. it far more exciting like yeah. uh, Johnny what was it Johnny Dynamite that he was Called, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you get a little run from him, you'll get some some talents and that are hot in the end. So long appearing. as you stay on like good terms with the the talent as well as a company, you've got to think that well, you're just building a pool of names that, in a situation like say Forbidden Door, which we'll get onto in a bit, where it's like, oh, can't make it, oh, can't do, th-. you can quickly be like, hey, are you in the country? Can you quickly even do this? And it's yeah. like, yep, no bother, and you know, it, it's possibly one of the biggest positives for the industry moving forward that, yeah. I think because yeah, ah, they can then go out and just they're, they're a bigger name than they were before and yeah they've just been on to, TV they yeah. go to work some indies I've seen on AEW yeah, and that's yeah. it Alan like, Angels um, but I what was I going to say that's how it used to be mm, the thing that always used to stagger me was learn. I can't remember exactly how long it was off the top of my head now but how long Mr. Perfect was actually in WWE the first time around Right, uh, short two or three years, three or four years, something like that. But you think about him, you think oh, he must have been there for what, 12 years. It's when you yeah. look back to people like Andre. Uh, Andre would turn up at one, like, territory, do his shtick, 
move on to the next territory after getting banished, do his shtick, and he just goes state to state to state to state to state, territory to territory, and then after about however long, back to the first one. And it's like, oh, what are you doing back? And then the same shtick repeats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how AEW do it, because obviously us growing up when we are now and, and report r- reporting on the business like <laughs> we do, like the serious journalists that we are, we've obviously through NXT and the Performance Center seen a whole crop of mm. people go from ground zero all the way up to the main roster, yeah. which obviously AEW aren't doing at the moment because they don't have their own developmental thing in the works. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't get one, I as think, weird as that sounds. I think Ring of Honor will kind of play that. Yeah. They've said it won't be developmental, but I, I think, feel like it'll play that role. They'll move folk over there and go, right, you've been on AWTV. We don't want you there just now. You can go and develop yourself a bit. It must be 10 years of Sami Zayn and Dory at this point. I'll be over that. Mad, isn't it? But it's, I think when you look at it, I just, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that it, it's a benefit. It's just a benefit. Mm. Like, the, there's there's no other way to look at it. And if they don't have a developmental, then they're relying on other companies. And then if they're relying on other companies, other companies might kind of rely on them a bit, and it might see more of that ecosystem continue to grow. So, I, again, it's only a good thing. I'm going to like it, though, because WWE apparently shifted the mentality, haven't they, over the past year? Yeah, just get yeah. these athletes in. Big boys. Big muscles and That's whatnot. Aye, put your stamp on them, give them a name, <laughs> and make sure they don't have any indie connections, and then where are they going to go? They're going to go control the narrative? Oh, yes. Pocket. <laughs> um, Logan Paul is coming back to professional wrestling. He tweeted out a picture of, well, two pictures of himself, one like a swanton bomb, maybe, a big yeah. splash somewhere else. Hurricane was in the rings. It looks like Hurricane Helms is training Logan Paul. There was an unnamed man with a beard and brown hair. It wasn't me. Uh, he was also training Logan Paul to make his big return to the, to the WWE. It looks like it's going to be against the Miz at SummerSlam for a big old showdown. Yeah. I'm all for it, me. I wasn't before WrestleMania. Really, really like yeah, the WrestleMania no. stuff. He was I, really good. I can't stand him, can't stand his brother, but it brings <laughs> eyes to the it brings eyes to the product. If you want to throw Jake into some sort of CZW or IWA Mid South situation, <laughs> I would be all over that. Charge me Ric Flair pay per view prices, I will pay it. Uh, but you know, it, it brings people to it, and you could tell that he actually gave a damn. Yeah. Right? He, he That's could the do it as well. He, he got in there and yeah. he could actually wrestle. He was impressive. very, very good. And, yeah, I was like. Whoa, okay. Right, the little, fair enough. <laughs> the little things like no one went to post the crowd and whatnot. He yep. doing Eddie Guerrero's shtick. He just got it, didn't he? Yep. And if more celebrities are going to come into the wrestling, like Bad Bunny mm-hmm. and Logan Paul more recently, if they're going to be like that, that's what the status... I go back to Tyson Fury, I do every time. Yeah. He didn't give a toss, no, did he? No. He was no. rubbish. Well, <laughs> I think I think he did, but in terms of like fulfilling a personal dream or a personal goal, I think yeah. it was more like, hey, look at me, I'm out here headlining a wrestling show. And then it's sort of like, okay, well, you do the build to that and everything, but he's not really going to be somebody that's going to stick around, is he? He's Tyson Fury. Like, he's going to make more money in one fight than he would, you know, over a few years with WWE. You say that, but Logan Paul's got that that pulse water where they're projected to get $5 billion in three years. For throwing a fight. What, six (laughs) times? It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's like the new football. The money, it's astronomical. I don't mm. get it. I just don't like. I, I love boxing, but I I've got no love for like any of the kind of staged YouTubey stuff because it just feels staged. Yeah, it's, it's just the the impact's obviously real of the punch that yeah, finishes yeah, the match, yeah. but yeah. how they get there, I think it's staged as well. Yeah, I think it's more wrestling. Than I mean, he's he's, yeah. he's good at wrestling, so he's maybe just taking that over. Uh, and yeah. yeah, maybe it makes sense now. Unagi. <laughs> um, is that it for the news? I think it might I just be all for the news. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's all. That's the next segment, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Uh, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. 
in condescending order from last week, <laughs> which means ascending order from Ascend. last week. We have Grado's bum bag. Jack the Jobber still has Grado's bum bag, and he's taking it to, to, to the Blue Knight. He's in Glasgow with it. It's, it's back in its homeland. And home he's not going to hand it over? Hand it over where? No. To Grado? Yeah. Oh, apparently they don't want it. <laughs> it's a lovely, lovely leather number. I know. I remember, I remember when he was like, um, what do we do with this? Yeah. yeah. Really high quality. Um, but that came bottom with 11%. Then we had Matthew's latest animal nomination, the fuzzy crab that has just been discovered, 24%. Does it have a name? Uh, that's what he wanted the, it listed as. So just the fuzzy crab yeah. that has been discovered. Dorothy. Dorothy the Dorothy Fuzzy Crab. It's a wonder. It's, it's, I did it's, see the photo. It's, it's amazing nice that they've crab. just discovered that now. This brand new crab. Obviously, crabs have been around. The ocean's for like scary, yeah. man. If you look at it, we, we know <laughs> it's deep. But we know we, we haven't <laughs> smoked before we came in here. <laughs> we know Sam just went. The ocean's <laughs> scary, man. The I think it, there's some weird fact words that like we know more about space now than we do about like what's in space than what's under our oceans. And well, if you think about how vast it is, you can't just map that. And there's all sorts of submarines that you're probably just going to like get you if you try and go down there. And it's like, the, you know, you could probably find a corner in the ocean where there's just stuff you couldn't even dream like of. Like a fuzzy crab. It's like underneath the Arctic ice. I remember watching a documentary about that and there's all Anyone these like crazy alien things. <laughs> <laughs> there's like all these crazy alien looking things and it's like, what? Like, nah, <laughs> ocean's terrifying. There we go. The That's ocean's terrifying. Have you ever seen the giant squid thing that looks like a huge, like, silent hill monster? It's, the, the camera's, like, zooming around. Google that, please, Google, Dad. Yes. A giant, giant squid, squid thing from Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, just giant squid. Uh, giant sea squid. squid. Oh, uh, deep sea. Put in deep sea. Apologies to audio deep listeners. Deep sea world. Uh, images. Emi no. None of them. The no. giant squids are quite big and terrifying as they are. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, oh. And then oh. the long one. That, that one him. is terrifying. What the bloody hell? Yeah, that? The, the little, the little sort of, um, the little camera on this submarine or whatever's down there. This sort of probe is like looking uh -huh. around, and then it just pings left, and there's just that. It's and just it's that. Like, there. Oh! It's like and a... it's got these like long tendrils that run down. It catches things with underneath it. It's nah. I think a praying mantis nah. has just got lost alien. there. Alien, <laughs> alien all day. It's just That's a right. speck of dirt on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just... Get that rubbed. You should off. get reading up on USOs, Ross, on identified submersible objects. There you go. There's lots of stuff, man. There's a, lots of stuff. A, I'm tool. turning it to the truth from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, DM, the order I need I some DMT up on this mother. <laughs> <laughs> but the winner, of course, it was always going to be the winner. We have Adam Pachiti, guzzling horse, horse, horse semen, <laughs> horse semen during Hell in a Smell. Juice. Horse yes. juice. Uh, during Hell in a Smell 2022. Sam, you played a part in that. You got 65% of the votes. It was uh, brutal, that smell. It was was <laughs> it you dropping it on? Yeah. So... Talk me through what were you smelling? What was it? it was it heavy? It's yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a rather heavy bucket that then had to be divvied up into smaller buckets, of course, because I was not gonna with with all the effort that went to get it. Once, you, you, <laughs> you don't, don't want to accidentally drop it or anything by just pouring a little in. So it was like had to you know get into smaller buckets, and then by that point, there's already you know like curry sauce all over him. There's been about fifty stink bombs, and for some reason, like the stink bombs. I think me and Dan were talking about it fine. It's like, well, they're bad. They're really bad. But at least we, we experienced them last year. So it can't be any worse than that. So the first few sets went down. It was like, yeah, it's bad, but it's nowhere near as like, like bad as it could be, mm -hmm. I guess. And then the fourth set went down. And for some reason, they were like three times stronger. And that's the one where he starts Ugh. proper dry heaving. <laughs> yeah. And we thought he was going to die. We're just like, um. And then I'm above. And I just start catching a waft of it as I'm pouring something else in, nearly fall off a ladder. It was bad times. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you can still faintly smell the stink bombs when you walk faintly. in there. Faintly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. burned into my nose. About an hour before we started, I was just sat there and I was trying to remember what it smelled like the year before and the smell just went... Like right, straight back into my nose, and I was like, "Oh no!" I remember last year smelled being spicy because it was all the food that had been in the paddling pool with them, just sort of oh, just festering under together, the lights. Yeah. yeah, but there we go. Guzzling seaman man Adam Pachiti is in the Hall of Fame. Thank yeah. you to everyone at Patreon. Can't wait to see what the photo is for this. <laughs> <laughs> all the best. Uh, it'd be his personal collection, wouldn't it, Dan? <laughs> um, but thank you everyone at patreoncom holic for getting involved. Since I won this week with that shameless pick, yep. I'm going to go first this week, and it comes from. A news video that was published over the weekend on Saturday to be precise. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going, don't you? Yeah, because yeah. I initially thought, because it was weird the way the, way the world works out, because uh, I initially thought this must have been, because <laughs> Sam was presenting, Sam edited these videos, so I thought Sam must have done the thumbnail as well. But Fraser has put me right. There's the thumbnail for everybody watching on your show. <laughs> it's The Undertaker. But if The Undertaker came from Wish... <laughs> and was really angry and spray painted his own hair on and a few of his tattoos as well. I it's saw a... someone say that it's EC3 cosplaying as The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. I couldn't stop looking at it. But this was the work, ladies and gentlemen, of Adam Pacitti, who yeah. that was in bed, bleary eyed from the night before. Maybe just thought, oh, that'll do. Yeah, I'd had to, I'd had to get a like a thirty quid taxi back to get the news uploaded because it was getting on, and I'm like, the tether's not working, nothing's happening, there's no signal. So got back, and then it was like, oh, here's the thumbnails already waiting for me. And there was one with like normal looking taker. And then sometimes we'll send each other like a jokey one, just as like a, oh, no. like send that one. And I just couldn't stop looking at it. <laughs> I just couldn't. I could, And I was like, I, I'm using it. I, I've got to use it. There's no other chance I'm going to get to probably use that image at this time. What's happened like, to him? I don't know. I don't know where the image came from. All I know is I looked at it and I was transfixed as you both are. Now. Yeah. You can't take your eyes off. No. I like how all the comments on that video were just about the thumbnail, nothing yeah. relevant, nothing about the news about the no, Jungle Boy injury or Undertaker's returning at SummerSlam. <laughs> just whatever that is on the yeah. thumbnail. It's phenomenal. Because you look genuinely you phenomenal. You look at it initially and you think it is weird, but you think, is that what he looks like now? He's crying. <laughs> yeah. Is he coming back to wrestle looking like that? What the hell's well, going we'll find on? Out. We'll find out on his One Dead Man show. Yeah. One, yeah. one yeah. Dead find Man. Out intimate stories from behind it the It took scenes. me about 15 minutes to realize that they just stuck dead into One Man Show. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> that's a terrible name. <laughs> Where's Nashville? Go, go see him tell his story. Do you know what I mean? Smackville. 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 Yeah. That was, oh yeah, that was that one spin-off house show thing that they did, didn't it? No, it was uh, it was an episode of it was a random episode of SmackDown, I think, from Nashville, was it? and it wow. was it was rebranded as SmackVille for one night. <laughs> I thought they'd done it on like a Saturday and they'd gone. It was a house, a special it house show. Been, Jeff Jarrett's oh, I back. Can't remember. I just remember them promoting it, and I'm like, SmackVille, are you for really? <laughs> It's like, it's cool, that. It's like the smackadillas that they had over WrestleMania. Smackadillas. Smackadillas, you mean? Smackadillas. Smackadillas. Yeah. Sounds like a form of money in the Old West, doesn't it? That'll be 15 <laughs> smackadillas. <laughs> so second place last week, of course, was the fuzzy crab called Dorothy. So I guess you can go since you're in cool. my seat. Well, second. It's, uh, it's first time in the Hall of Fame. So I'm, I'm actually going to nominate something that I think will actually annoy Jack, mostly. Right, because I told Frick, because for... I understand why Jack gets annoyed at Fraser <laughs> because how old are you? I'm 23. For and a 23 so year old, handsome. For a 23 year old man, he's handsome. He's well put together. He cooks meals uh, multiple like, times yeah, yeah. a week. Yeah. He visits the theater. Sculpts, sculpts, yeah. the rice. sculpts his rice into the Teletubby house shape. For goodness' sake, <laughs> he's disgustingly well assured Thank for you, a man of such a young you. vintage. 
Um, I can understand why Jack hates it. Yeah, so if, if you've been watching the podcast, Jack likes to little little digs sometimes. So and I, we, for, I forgot we're going to do. You're going to stand up on the desk and call him out. There's a lot Pat of things McAfee that style. I want to get off of my chest, <laughs> Jack. As you're sitting there in Glasgow, as comfortable as uncomfortable as I hope you are. No, there's nothing I want to I want to dig on him, but I'm going to put something in that annoys him, and it's the arrogance of youth. Just the concept <laughs> taking a page out of Jack's book, uh, and the arrogance of youth, because it's just his, his little comeback for everything. It's, it's, I'll say something and it's ugh, the arrogance of youth. Yeah, but what's the point in being young if you can't be arrogant? And can't be arrogant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there we go. The arrogance of youth. Yeah, that's you how you learn and develop as a person. I you can't you wait completely hit... wreck your life and then you go. I hit 24 oh, this year. No, no. When you hit, no, when you hit 25, that's yeah. when everything starts everything going. Everything starts going down. I was saying I earlier, get twice Andrew as worse. was talking about turning 30. I was like, I think I woke up on the morning I turned 30 and was just in a fit of blind rage for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I've got that to come. Two months time. Oh, enjoy it. Like yeah. oh, I, just over a month. I just didn't want to do anything. I was just sat there like I'm nah, this is it. Middle aged. Middle aged and crazy. Yeah. Through a Rachel. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I could have because I, I forgot I asked you to do that. You did, I yeah, asked yeah. you to prepare a five to ten minute promo on Jack the Job. I've not got a five to ten minute he promo. He slandered your good name for many months. I'm trying months to go through the, the things he's he's said before. What's he he's you mentioned my coffee last week. Your coffee cup. My coffee cup. Because he's got a reusable Starbucks cup, yeah. which told me. That he has multiple Starbucks a week. Obviously, the arrogance of he's playing part once a game. That's a monthly treat for the twaddles. It's um, it's filled with instant, pretty much every single time. uh, Unfortunately, you are an arsehole. Moonlighting. (laughs) I found uh, the the place near my uh, my new flat is is it's called like Pacific Northwest Coffee or something, but it's like a local company. Northwest banging. Like it's like uh, like Seattle style coffee. Oh, like, it's like a Starbucks. Like it's like a Starbucks type. <laughs> hey, oh, we're in Manchester, thing. but they're like amazing, and they're not too expensive. But yeah, mm, there you go. go. Free plugs, send free, free things. Plugs. I want a coffee sponsor. I spend so much time awake late at night. I spend so much on coffee. Please, somebody give Please me free. I, would, I take. Yeah, I have been Please. responsible for at least three sales. Of three bags of Skull Crusher coffee. So if they're watching, oh, that's good. They're the, that's oh, a strong yeah. one, right? Yeah. See you later. Uh, Sam, what's your Hall of Fame pick this uh, week? Well, I was originally going to go for John Cena's little ankle click because I just thought it, it, it was so ridiculous before he what? ran out. <laughs> like, so on, you don't know, see it when he, I think it was just he was talking to the Street Profits and he hypes them up and they do the never give up and he's about to go out and do his promo. Uh, just before he hits the curtain, he just goes, it does the Clicks little, his ankles, little, little yeah. like, kind of the little like. I think he did it earlier as well when he did the high. Oh right, yes. I thought he yeah. like, just clicked his ankle. Yeah, no, just yeah. clicked yeah. uh, But instead, I as I as I watched on through Raw, I um I discovered uh, Natalia and Ronda Rousey segment. Smackdown. Oh, was that Smackdown? Smackdown? Sorry, as I watched on through Smackdown, <laughs> Natalia and Ronda Rousey segment. Um, and I'm just gonna go for the balls on Ronda Rousey because she walked in. After that, he was dressed as Ronda Rousey with a little push chair and everything, just, you know, pretending that she's tapping out and being horrible. Uh, Ronda then comes out and accuses Natty of having zero charisma. <laughs> and the crowd just kind of apathetically went, mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's because so, Natalia balls it up, I'm sorry. Because she was dressed as Ronda Rousey, yeah, but yeah. her promo was just Natalia saying oh, yeah, what Ronda I mean, Rousey I mean, would it's, say. It's, yeah. hardly, you know, it, it's hardly like a David and Goliath situation here, but it, it's it's like... I, I think at least Natalia coming out dressed as Rousey and standing there with the push chair shows that she has more charisma than Ronda Rousey. Ooh. Because I don't think Ronda would dress as Natalia and do the reverse. No, I think you're right there, yeah. Because uh, maybe Natalia's sister would come running after Ronda if she was dressed as Natalia. With, oh, cupcakes. Yeah, with cupcakes. Yeah. Cup- sexy cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. You learn how to make a sexy cupcake, Nan? 
Got na- yeah, go Natalie, Natalie's, the, the uh, Night Hearts YouTube channel. Yeah, you'll have you'll fun. See, you'll see two biological sisters dressed in their negligee, um, being a bit raunchy, it's making very sexy cupcakes. Making cupcakes. It's kind of like, uh, uh, <laughs> you, you, if you sit down and start watching Total Divas, it's like, nah, you know, sister are a bit funny, aren't they? They're just like always having a crack on and it's ended here. And it's like, how? Yeah, how have we wound up Natalia here? Natalia going strong style on her sister's tatty vagina. Yeah, That's yeah, the that was, running joke of the entire... You sent me a timestamp and you were like, you just watched my reaction. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, that's their sisters. Yeah, so there we go. Up the night hearts. Um, I don't know what to say now. That's the Hall of Fame segment done. To run through your fantastic picks once again, which you can vote on by getting involved at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. You could pick Fraser's pick, which is the arrogance of youth. You could pick Sam's pick, which is the balls on Ronda Rousey. Or you could pick my pick, the thumbnail from the news video over the weekend. That's it. Great choices. That's it. What a wonderful hall. What a wonderful hall of fame. What a wonderful segment. <laughs> On to the next one, Byron. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, this week in wrestling. That's not what he says, is it? This week in wrestling. Let's watch some wrestling. Smackdown was last Friday. <laughs> That's the first place we're going to start. And we kick things off with Drew McIntyre. These are notes from Jack the Jobber, by the way. Thanks, Jack, for all your Cheers, hard Jack. work. Uh, Drew McIntyre opens the show, but is interrupted by Sheamus. They argue about who's going to win Money in the Bank ladder match until they're interrupted by Paul Heyman and Adam Pearce. Heyman admits that Roman Reigns could be vulnerable to a cash-in following his last man's standing match against Brock. So he's convinced that Adam P- uh, convinces Adam Pearce to remove Drew and Sheamus from Money in the Bank. Pearce tells them they can go back into the match if they beat the Usos tonight. Thoughts? I think it's pointless. <laughs> completely pointless. roundabout it's completely way of, of getting there, but it fills time on the show, doesn't it? Yeah. But we, like, I, I don't like when you pair two random people against, or two non-tag teams against each other, and you've got the, trying to go over the Usos. They're the champions. They should not be losing. Mm. Yeah. Or in concept, losing. Um, I guess you've got the weight class kind of thing to weigh up in it, but WWE don't really care about weight classes, so it doesn't really matter. No. But if it's like, oh, well, they're two much bigger guys, you know, they're going to cause a lot more damage. So maybe they could pin them, but at that point, it's just you, you're jumping through far too many hoops. Yeah. I kicked off the segment by thinking, oh, Drew McIntyre is still moaning because pissy, <laughs> whining, little bitch Drew McIntyre who doesn't get his own way, so he goes, wah, Adam Pearce, wah. That's become a thing on SmackDown. He's been a show in the UK. Oh, yeah, man, he is, he? Yeah. He's become unbearable recently as Drew McIntyre, but then I realised he's got a point because he hasn't, he keeps like, Roman's dodging me. That's, Roman's dodging me. And Roman is dodging me. And I was thinking, no, he's not Drew. You faced him recently, haven't you? But he hasn't. The last time they had a singles match was Survivor Series 2020, best of the best. Was that not the oh, last time it? Roman turned up for work? <laughs> <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> no one will understand that. <laughs> so Dan behind the camera here has been trying to get a series of catchphrases going in the office and bada bing. Can we get a Dan saying it? Dan? Bada bing. Might have to be a bit louder. Bada bing. Wonderful. That's nice. fantastic. Heyman stopping in his tracks at the sight of Butch was an underrated highlight for me in this segment. He sees yeah. Butch and he goes, whoa there, buddy boy. Butch is fantastic. Booch. Really Booch. 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 Hey, yeah. Butch. 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 How are you saying this? Butch. 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 It's like it's like I say buffet, not buffet. Oh. Butch. Highest and bouquet? Bouquet. Mm, that's right. Uh, um, I also <laughs> think Adam Pierce, right? He's a right twat. He has ma- these massive pauses. It? Was it Drew called him a little bitch or something? Just saying, like, what are you just doing whatever he wants for? Yeah, and he has yeah. no comeback. <laughs> he has these massive pauses in his sentences, though. Allowing folk to kick off. It's like, neither of you will be in the Money in the Bank match. 
then they start punching each other. But you will. Like, what are you doing, you psychopath? Sort yourself out. Sami Zayn says he will win the briefcase to protect Roman Reigns. His thing that ties into a pitch I did on our nine pitches for Money in the Bank, which is on the channel right now. Go check it out. It's a right hoot with myself, Jack, and Andy. Little Andy. Andy. You know, little Andy. Oh, on the point of little Andy. Um, do you did you did you catch what Vince McMahon said about um, about John Cena? No. Well, it, it it completely you know destroys your concept of real life superheroes not being a thing because he literally describes John Cena as a real life superhero. Vince McMahon's always taking the pisses. <laughs> but Sami Zayn says he'll win Money in the Bank to protect Roman Reigns. He has a Money in the Bank qualifier against Shinsuke Nakamura and he bloody well wins, doesn't he? Yes. Later, Sami Zayn promises Paul Heyman that he'd never cash in on Roman. I believe him. Maybe on Brock Lesnar, though. Oh, and then I see what he did Heyman's there. got like, his arm around him like, yeah, he's never going to cash in on Roman. And then he says, Brock, and he just kind of goes, yeah. yeah. He really awkwardly takes his arm off. As for the match itself, I thought the spill over the top rope from Shinsuke Nakamura was gnarly. Yeah. So like yes. it landed on his head. Yeah. As was the Michinoku driver a bit later on. I was a big fan of the finish because Sami Zayn is a very clever little boy, as I've written down here. He played Shinsuke like a fiddle. Hey, diddle, diddle. I like the fact that you've, you read that one verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith, Fraser. What do you think of the match? <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy it for the most part. <laughs> so as you said, Sami is a very clever boy. Uh, I'm glad to see Sami get that win yeah. and push there as much as I would like to have seen both of them in the Money in the Bank match because yeah. Shinsuke is kind of getting wasted at the moment I think Sammy's just so wily and I you know whenever he's on TV now I, I can't help but just be transfixed he's fantastic like everything about him you I sort of thought that his heel shtick would have ran its course really quick no, but no, he's just no. evolving it and evolving yeah. it and evolving it and and the current thing with you know the honorary Uso it, it's just fantastic and I think especially with somebody with that much experience in ladder matches throughout you know his WWE time alone mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer I think he's the most interesting winner on Sunday yeah just yes. because of how it ties in with Reigns and his relationship with the bloodline I think we're always like to Drew out there uh, winning aren't we and going up the, the clash I'm, in the castle I'm Torin I'm Drew or Riddle or Riddle. Or Riddle. Ooh, yeah, I, I kind of would like to see Sammy get it and then have the bloodline maybe control him a bit, make sure he can't cash it in, keep hold of it, and then maybe we get a gentle face turn without changing the character when Sammy's like, no, and then challenges and loses anyway. Really, but playing at the conspiracy thing that he had at the start of the year and yeah, what, come back out with some signs. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my pitches actually is for Sammy to win the briefcase and then just sort of go, oh Roman, I'll keep you safe. And he's yeah. doing like giving him massages and whatnot, but he'll never give the contract over to Reigns. Right. And then and he eventually flips, he flips Roman over for the for the, the pectoral part of the massage. Yeah. And wanks him off. No <laughs> just puts his hands on his chest and the referee gently comes in and goes 24-7 champion <laughs> <laughs> no but I would love it if he just cashed it on Reigns and just played him like if the master manipulator yeah. used to get called back in the day didn't he mm -hmm. so that'd be good next up we have the New Day who don't want another match against Jinder and Shanky because they do pointless rematches on Smackdown and the New Day called them out well up the New Day uh, instead they want to do a dance concert because <laughs> that's I just had a stroke there saying they want to <laughs> dance do a dance concept. contest <laughs> Um, and Woods plays his trombone while Shanky dances. Jinder gets angry, so Shanky shoves him and he leaves. Uh, Shanky continues to dance with the New Day until the Viking Raiders run in and beat everybody down. That's the positive part of this one. New yep. look, well, the second week of their new look, I think, because they had a promo package last yes. week for the Viking Raiders. That's a, a, a welcome thing where they've made them look a bit more scary. And they were booked here like War Machine was mm -hmm. back in the day, just beating down fools for the fun of it. Yeah. The rest of it, I could I could leave it at, leave it at the table. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to see Shanky dance and 
It's funny though, isn't it? Because it like, is. He dances, he's and then Jinder turns around, yeah. and he stops. He stops, and he's oh. tall, and he's got long arms, and he can dance. <laughs> the the thing with uh, Viking Raiders, I it was just as the you know the horn sounds, and everybody's a bit confused, and the second horn sounds, and then boom, the Tron comes on. And their Tron is just a picture of their face. I didn't like, like it. Can we not just <laughs> like it? Can we not just put? Did. Can we not just put shots of wrestling back into people's Trons, please? I think I'd said that to you when I was watching it. I was like, "This looks daft. It's just a PNG of them on a blank background, and then sent, it just gets closer." It just if they in. sent me the footage, I'd cut it for them for free. <laughs> the, I, I just do it. Put wrestling back in the Trons. It makes it so much I'll more exciting. Though, who has a, a good new Tron? It was on Raw this week. Carmella, she's there with a Lamborghini and yeah. all the different mm-hmm. little bits that the place to her character. More of that instead of just PNGs. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. But I can't now wait for SummerSlam where, of course, we're going to get the big blow-off between Ginger and Shanky. I hope that main event's the entire Shanky's thing. Bollocks to Roman and Brock. Shanky for the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, just him and Omar just going, <laughs> who gets there quicker? Like a basketball game. They have a dance-off. Yeah. To decide who wins. It's only a matter of time until Omos starts dancing. Because that's what happens to yeah, every giant. Yeah, I don't know. I, something's telling me they're going to protect Omos a little better than that. Mm. He'll because yeah, they've already no, well, they already ran him through the ninja phase, and it was like, <laughs> and but then they start getting more serious with him, and you know, keep him with MVP, keep it going. Like I, I, I'm enjoying it. I make him a credible threat. You know, we had Undertaker say that he, you know, given him advice and talked to him about how a big man wrestler should be in the ring, and you know how they should present themselves mm-hmm. and how they should work. So part of me feels like maybe they have very big plans. But ultimately, it, it is just a case of if Vince wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, he's going to be like, Funkadactyls 2! And it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Sonny Deville, who berates Adam Pearce backstage. So he puts her in a handicap match against Lacey Evans and Raquel Rodriguez. Deville is accompanied by her best friends, who are now Shayna Baszler and Zia Lee, but she loses anyway. The faces clear the ring, and they stand tall. I liked Sonya's promo backstage because she makes sense. I know it didn't really make sense how she got in the position of the authoritarian thing yes. to begin with. I mean, we know what the real reasons, like yeah. real life stuff, but you know, kayfabe-wise. Um, she made a lot of sense there. I've been back for weeks, Adam, but you've done nothing, and I feel like you've just taken out your failed in-ring career on poor old me. Ooh, Ooh savage. Um, but that was a weird segment because Pierce didn't really get what he wanted, and then Sonya had back up and outthought him. And it was his birthday yeah. as well, wasn't it? Adam Pierce's. Yeah, I thought oh. somebody said happy birthday to him or something. Fair enough. There I missed are. that one. Yeah. As for the match itself, I, I there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing to say really. Say, is it? Yeah. Just yeah. Sonya's. I like Sonya. She's good. Yeah. yeah I don't know why fast. she's pals with Shayna and Jaya. If anyone knows that, the, uh, they're, they're all bad. hard hitting. Yeah, like they're all kind of strikers. So it kind of fits in that. That's how friendship works. Shayna and well, Sonya, they're could, both MMA, but M- again, MMA, MMA like mentally jumped to they train together because MMA passed and it's easy enough. But to we do shouldn't that. have to fill in those gaps, Sam. No, they we need, shouldn't. But you know, <laughs> this is where we are. They need tag teams for this apparently upcoming tournament that's never going to happen. So I still think they should just turn that into a storyline, like address the fact. When is it? When's it going to happen? Just address the fact that there aren't many and make it a storyline thing of we need more. So we need people to team up and see what comes of it. Or just have the women's tag team titles disappear. Yeah. No, but then NXT's got one and the main roster doesn't. The NXT's fine. Yeah. NXT's is fine, yeah. It's good. The main roster ones never got going, did they? Well, apart from that summer of 2020, I'll go back to for Sasha and Bailey. They I were good f- then. I feel like they were just props for the world, the women's champions yeah, to, maybe. to just have. They just don't care, do they? They just don't yeah. care. Next up, we see the Street Profits who bump into Mad Cat Moss backstage. Dawson tells a joke. Why did the coach go to the bank? Why? Why? To get his quarterback. <laughs> Moss and Ford <laughs> don't laugh. 
it's, it was a, it was a decent attempt. Dan falling asleep. Dan, that bad no, the joke I was. Dan was <laughs> keeling, keeling over and laughing there. <laughs> but then we get to a Hall of Fame worthy segment as Natalia comes out to the this ring dressed as Ronda Rousey with a pram or a stroller, as the bloody Americans say, as Jack Jack's written down here. <laughs> Throw a push chair in there. See push what they chair. do. Push chair, yeah. a buggy. Uh, she comes, buggy. Yeah. Buggy. Yeah. A buggy. That's what we call them. Oh, 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 oh no! Just, behind oh, the scenes, just reminds me of Jim on Friday night dinner. Buggy. 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 <laughs> 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 Shalom uh, 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 she cuts a promo this is Natalia about how much uh, better she is than Ronda until Ronda interrupts accusing Natalia of mu- mutilating her body to impossible beauty standards uh, she gets into a brawl uh, the two get into a brawl I should say Natalia hits Ronda with a prank to escape Ronda stares her down from the ring this segment was crap from start to finish it starts with Natalia who just said things Ronda would say in her own voice do a crap impression yeah. how are you doing pal that wouldn't be as good if I was just going how are you, how are you doing pal yeah I'm yeah, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to try it yeah you've got to try it Natalia it's effort fun. In. Jesus wept what do you think of it I, I completely forgot about this segment until Sam brought it up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> to be can... fair, Lana, I've written down here, because this is something I saw on Instagram over the weekend. She loved it. She yeah. was going like, oh, my God, like, Natalia's so evil. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God, it's, yeah. It just wasn't, it, it, was, it doesn't get me interested in their match. Yeah. Like, at what all. What are you talking about? She sort of threw a pram at her, and then Ronda sort of caught it and didn't really sell the Plus, pram. Mm-hmm. What's, like... <laughs> Unless it's like a pram on a pole match. Ronda said that she mutilated herself to impossible body standards. Now, impossible body standards are bad, but if somebody wants to get some work done, you sort of live and let live, don't, innit? Don't shame Ronda's them for that. Ronda's a natural yeah. beauty. But you, you don't shame somebody if they want to get some work done, unless it's like something really extreme. Are, like, you, getting, are you getting some fillers? I'm going to... Well, I'm 31. <laughs> Botox soon, mate. I'm going to have a face made of stone. I mean, it doesn't move much anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I did quite like some of Ronda's promo when she was like, you're a sado for not missing a day of wrestling, not to have kids. Yeah. Haha, ha, take that one, you dedicated lady. Um, she didn't recognize her without her rack out, which I thought was very Geordie of her. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah. As some Chava boys would say up here, oh, sorry, Chavi, I've got to say for the, the people down so south. Yeah. Toot Chavs. Was it Toot Toot Rakut? Is that what it was back in the day? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny, as I mentioned earlier. You've just like flashed me back to, I got the keys to my new place and I was like, oh yeah, when a log had a look came out and I was like, I'm just going to have a walk around the the area, see how it is. And as I made my way down the steps, there were these like two people with a little push chair. So it was a, a guy and a girl and she was like talking, but they were talking so loud, you couldn't not hear them. They were pretty much shouting at each other. And then it was just like, well, you'll have you'll have money in your account next week, so everything will be fine. And without even looking at his guy, he just went, "You sweaty bitch," and then just walked <laughs> off. And I was like, "Eh?" Like, but yeah, just talking about old kind of Chavarisms back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, n- I haven't heard a voice like that in so long. I was no. like, people still talk like that. Wow, <laughs> I miss it, me. I miss those halcyon days. Another bit, a good bit of Ronda's promo was saying the closest thing that Natalia will be to being a main eventer is by dressing up like her. I thought it was a good oh, line. Guys, yeah. that guy is a, a good line, line but yeah. that's where it ended. It could have been a lot better than it was, but it yeah, wasn't it it's, I just don't know what they can do to make it more exciting because, you know, there's only so it's many Natalia. times you can have Ronda. It's, I know, but there's only so many times you can have Ronda come out and beat somebody up and yeah. only so many times you can have Ronda come out and, you know, speak from the heart and do like quite a, you know, straightforward, you know, just... Because she's no nonsense, right? So the whole thing with Ronda is she shouldn't really have to talk much. So I, it is probably the fact that, you know, you've got Natalia in there with her. It's going to be, you know, pretty good in the ring potentially. But without mouthpieces, I don't know. I, th- I think you need something there to help this just feel a bit more. Because 
ultimately, I mean, the crowd speaks volumes, doesn't it? When the crowd's just kind of ambling through it, it's like, you should really be excited for this, like, given the the kind of titles and the picture and all this stuff, like... We'll just I, do a reverse of the promo this week, have Ronda dress up as Natalia and then do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's, that sounds dangerous, that does. <laughs> that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so dangerous. I hope it goes on after 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's because it's Natalia. Natalia's been there for so long and been yeah. so inconsequential for so long. I know there's a nice story there because uh, Natalia was one of those ones who trained Ronda uh, before WrestleMania 34, yeah. but I don't think people just give a just about that. I wanted at one point, and I don't know if I'd still want to see it, but I did think that if you gave, if you had nothing else to do, you, if you gave Heyman Natalia, you could make her a credible, believable, like intimidating threat. Mm. Because Heyman is able to just capture people and then Natty's just got to go in there and stretch people imagine, and do what she can do. Imagine Natalia in the bloodline. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we've all done. Yeah, that's of. what we want. <laughs> anyway, mere minutes after the New Day slandered rematches on SmackDown, we have a rematch on SmackDown as Gunter defends his Intercontinental Championship, his newly won one, by the way, against Trevor Ricochet. In a match that was War very Trev. short, but had a couple of highlights for me. The little fly up against the massive man. It yeah. was like a little, mm-hmm. just, Gunter was a big man with a big fly swatter, and Ricochet <laughs> was a little fly trying to avoid the big man with the big it's good fly way to put it. swatter. <laughs> it's very good way to put it. After losing his title last week, I thought Ricochet would have got a lot more in than he yeah. actually did. But then again, <laughs> I don't know if I can say this without it being uh, demonetized. But you love to see the big Gunt being that dominant. <laughs> He was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was quite a, a squash match of, or close to that you could get because he's done now, Ricochet. As far as, far as Gunter right. goes, isn't he? He's done. Yeah, he well, can, yeah, can. it should be kind of line drawn now, right? Yeah, but it was, it was good. I'm glad, I'm glad that he got another big win over him. And I'm glad they're going all in, solidified on Gunter. Gunter. Yeah. yeah, good on them. Well yeah. done. Next up, oh, here we go again. Tamina screwed. Once again, by WWE. You're still on the Tamina train. No, we, of course never I got off You the never get off the Tamina train. That would be fickle. It would be fickle. <laughs> it would be fickle. Because Shotzi defeats... Are you just angling for a free house from The Rock? Yes, yeah. I am. No, I'm not. Honestly, right, Tamina was screwed in this match because she takes on Shotzi in a Money in the Bank qualifying matchup. And if you look at the final bit, right, where Shotzi goes for the pin, yeah. they're in the corner of the ring. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say this, this is the corner here. Tamina's laying down here. Where does the referee put himself? right in between the ropes. So if Tamina wanted to get a leg on the rope, she couldn't do the refs there. She wanted to reach out for the rope, she couldn't do the refs WWE there. WWE printed their own version of the rules. They should be giving them to every copy. There, yeah. there was a whole book, wasn't there? There was a brown book yeah. with the WWE rules. But I just think for a lady who obviously was flying high on cloud nine after The Rock bought her a lovely house and the video was all so nice. She hit yeah. a textbook power slam. I'm sure she'll go home to a lovely big new massive free house that's probably amazing overlooking some beautiful vista but you shouldn't let this go because she's angry (laughs) at the last you shouldn't (laughs) let this go this was the Austin screw job because they were in Austin Tejas 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 but I yeah it was yeah just a load of bollocks I'm really 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 just devastated by that get get a cameo send one to her yeah, send, send her a cameo. Send her a cameo. Yeah, someone request a cameo for Tamina, please. Yeah. And I'll do it. <laughs> she needs cheering up. Next up, we have Max Dupree, who promises once again to unveil his new model, but they don't do it, do they, Sam? Because the first reason, the lighting is exactly the same as it was last week. That's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over I and over again. I can't wait to hear you say the next word. Huh? I can't wait to, see, uh, to hear you say this week's word. This week's for the word. reason. This week's word? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the big one that you've got written. 
Oh, the big one I've got written. Uh, yeah. The, red the accoutrement. There was no... Uh, I'm, I've got to be in French, <laughs> GCSE. Uh, well, there was no dressing room accoutrement this week. There wasn't any 68.3 degree temperature. There wasn't any of the finest uh, waters locally sourced from the closest spring. It's not like we're asking for green M&Ms, for goodness sake. We just want some 68.3 degree weather in the, in the dressing room. The M&Ms line, I, I've always been led to believe. The whole thing was... I think it was Van Halen would request only a bowl full of only brown M&Ms. But essentially, the crack was there'd been an incident where they were told by their rigging crew, everything is fine. And then a part of the stage fell into the audience and I think killed some people. So they said, right, on the rider, <laughs> on the rider. And it was it's something I think got banded about as like, how diva is that? But it's like a bowl of just brown M&Ms. And if you arrive at the venue and that's not there, or there's just a bowl of multicolored M&Ms, and they haven't informed you ahead of time, they couldn't do whatever you asked, then you know they haven't read the full rider. Therefore, you know they haven't done their job properly. Therefore, you know your audience is going to be safe because you won't do the show. So technically, oh. he should have asked for the green M&Ms to protect all of the people around the, the ring yeah. from dying of sexiness. That's, you heard it here first, See, Max. I, I woke up dazed and confused <laughs> on Saturday morning as we were about to go and shoot news, and I saw the stuff that he, he'd requested. It, it wasn't 68 point... Was it 68.3 degrees? Point, point 0.3, yeah. Um, in my tired and confused... Being in that morning, I thought it was the angle of the room. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Are we, that's quite particular. He's got a protractor out. And everything. He's got to like wait the until they're on like the, the exactly correct <laughs> arena. Yeah, yeah. They only work in one <laughs> venue in the country. It's only one of them. The sun's not quite right. It's 68.3 degrees. <laughs> but once again, this for me just proves Adam Pierce is an idiot because it's almost as if he doesn't want his juices titillated by his guilty pleasures. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to have my juices titillated by guilty pleasure. I'm still hanging on to this theory that I've been putting on the podcast for the past three weeks because we've seen recently on NXT, before this week's two weeks was recorded yeah. in one go. So this third week, Roddy Strong's hair is still long. Weeks ago, Max Dupree said there's a diamond in the rough coming to the, the oh. MMs, and I think it's Roddy Strong. So long as they all come out to a redone version of American Males where it's just maximum yes. males. Yes. And it is the most oily, spectacular thing yes. you could ever see. Oh, yeah. And you put it on first. Gonna... That's my main event for the week. Oh, my God, yeah. That's it. I'll watch it and then knock it off. So it, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. But, uh, maybe, maybe I will. Uh, but, you know, if they just put it on first, I can watch that and then go to bed and, and not have to watch any more SmackDown. Is she done for the night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we see Pat McAfee cut a promo on Happy Corbin saying he's going to kick his ass at SummerSlam. It's really hard to hate Pat McAfee. I mean, it I is. really like him. Even though he got The Rock to write his promo for him. <laughs> well, it's a really interesting story. Because Pat had written in the millions and millions and millions and millions <laughs> uh, lying in it was promo already. But because it's wrestling, he had yeah, the, he felt the needs permission. to ask The Rock, yeah. could I use this really inconsequential thing in the middle yeah. of my promo? And Dwayne was like, yeah, go it, for it. It depends on what era that, like, that would have been a thing that would get you I kicked think it, out of the locker would, room. It would get you kicked out of a locker room today if you just walked in and stole somebody else's shtick. Yeah. For sure. Like, I, I, no, it, not with these young it's, whippersnappers. If somebody just came out games. and was like, I'm just going to do what Seth Rollins is doing, grow the beard out, Start and Vince's just got no control over them. Chelsea, start wearing the crazy Chelsea suits. Green pitch that. Like I, I <laughs> think like straight to hell with Chelsea Green. I think yeah, I, I think it'd get you heat because it's an honor based system and it'll always be an honor based system, right? Yeah, but I'm I'm excited for what he's setting up here. Yeah, Pat, Pat McAfee versus Baron Corbin at SummerSlam. Quite like Looks Happy like it's going to be a thing. Huh? I quite like Happy Corbin. I, I, I love, like Happy Corbin. Yeah. I love Happy I Corbin. Yeah. I don't care who knows it. Yeah, I think he's amazing. We said like we Happy said on the Corbin. news people should stop the slander against them. So that's... Yeah. 
All three of I us. Who's what? Slander's being a fan of Happy Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Stop stigmatizing. He's, he must be uh, Happy Corbin fandom. Just going away from his stuff on the cameras. Yeah, he mm. must be the least prob- problematic wrestler going today. He, he likes, likes meat. He likes booze. He likes watches. He Cigars. likes being at home. He yeah. has a big dog it's, called Xander. He <laughs> seems like the coolest person to hang out with on that entire roster because you know you're going to eat and drink well and you're going to like chat about music probably. I've said this multiple times on camera, but I'd love to go around to Happy Corbin's for tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should have got him over for the barbecue for the summer pie. <laughs> next time. Next time. He would have probably... And what would he have done if he turned... I'm going to have to post-production He'd have cut Dan. the top off of an entire caravan and turned that into a single barbecue. Dan, could you make a timestamp now and I'm going to send you after the podcast the picture of the sausages Tom Campbell cooked... <laughs> They look like the skin of Ed- Edward Scissorhands. That shade of grey. <laughs> they were absolutely terrible. They're on the screen now for the YouTube audience. But bloody hell! What would what would Happy Corbin have made of them? He'd have gone a pot. Yeah, he would have been wouldn't, sick wouldn't be of fan. Even the burgers. I feel like Joel took a bite of one, and there was smoke just still coming out. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, shout out to Ashton and Adam Pacitti who did one for the troops with their oven skills. Yes. And yeah. it left all the washing up for me to do on the Saturday morning. Hey, I cleaned as much as I could <laughs> as it was going. My hand smelled of like stale meat. Yeah. I had to get Jack's fancy um, after shaving go just my, get rid of the meat. My bag of clean clothes still smells like oily yeah. meat. It's just like, <laughs> it just hung around, didn't it? It was yeah. very musky. But anyway, we look forward to Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin at the Summer Slam with an interference from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, obviously. Um, in the main event now, we see Sami Zayn who tries to help the Usos beat Drew, uh, Drew and shit. Dramus, as I was Dra- to say yeah. that's a good name, yeah. Dramus, uh, but is stopped by the Street Profits. Drew and Sheamus win, meaning they are back in the Money in the Bank ladder match. What do we think about that? How will they coexist? How will they coexist? With their common goal. Oh, and terrible. their years-long friendship <laughs> outside of the ring. But they hated each other last year, to be fair. <laughs> they did, yeah. 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 But they're good. They're, of course they're going to win. They're going to win. It's, but the Usos should still... No, but you say that, this... but the Usos are very, very rarely... I'd love to see if someone could put the statistic in the chat down below, in the comments down below. They hate seeing the Usos pin just because they are associated with Reigns. There were so many finishes recently with the Street Profits involved, and I forget who was the feud mm. before the Street Profits. Who was it? Four of them. Was it? Oh, my God. I mean, Whoever it was. RK Bro and... RK, yeah, yeah, there were so many times where the Usos could have been pinned clean on TV, but they would do some sort of screw finish because they were associate with Reigns. To see him get but, pinned here was a little bit of a shock. I guess me. it, yeah, it does work in their favour storyline-wise, doesn't it? Because the, the last thing they want to do is get pinned or submit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they will do anything they possibly can to avoid getting pinned or submitted because Roman will be angry with them. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, it's odd to see them lose. But again, you can maybe do the mental gymnastics to be like, well, um, they're bigger, so yeah. they beat them. But really, the Usos are smaller, wilier, and should have dominated them. Our actual <laughs> tag team. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's that thing called where Seamus has them on the shoulders and does the roll through into the corner? Because oh. that thing looked like it legitimately effed up Jay Uso. So I hope Jay Uso's okay. Like fireman's really carry Bloody squished thing. and he rolls through yeah, onto the yeah. shoulder blades. But there you go. That was Smackdown. One down. 17 to go. <laughs> AEW Rampage. We see Andrade who defeats Ray Phoenix after interference uh, from his old stable mate. Grush. Yes, Rush. Well, put it in there, with there the, for the yeah. accent. Yeah. Bruschetta. Uh, they rip off Phoenix's <laughs> mask afterwards and reveal T-shirts saying "La Fasion Ingobernable." <laughs> well done. Pen, Penta chases them away. Yeah. Thoughts? So we don't have Los Ingobernables here. We've got uh, De Japon. 
the uh, well, there's also the original Los Ingobernables. De Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it, it's it's the ungovernable faction. So uh, this will be AEW's take on it. But legally way, distinct because it's already it's already a thing. It's been a thing for quite a while now. Yeah, I think it's kind of like when you see Peros del Mal uh, de Japon and stuff. I think it has to be like you know mm-hmm. worked and 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 ran through whatever. So I think Rush started it in. Oh, when he left, was it? He left AAA, yeah, and then went to CMLL, and that's where he's. But the rights may stay with the promotion depending on the deal, I yes. guess. So, like, yeah. if a promotion signs you up and they're like, "Oh, we'll take your gimmick as well," then then you're kind of screwed. It's just a legally distinct, yeah, different faction. That he's that is, the and same. it's going to be it's the it's same. just going to be absolute <laughs> the same filth. people. I can't wait to see how far it's going to go. Speaking of absolute filth, Sam, I thought it was an honor, an honor and a privilege, a pleasure to see Andrade's jockstrap. Uh, through the whole <laughs> oh yeah and the side pants. of his pants did you, the fan kicking off at him and the, the fans like mouthing off and mouthing off and he was like come on just slap him and Taz is just like slap him go I thought on. it was a plan he, he had an AEW shirt like over the top of yeah. his actual right. shirt so I thought he's going to slap myself maybe he just went <laughs> Taz just goes like he's got a fizzy drink there <laughs> uh, Ray Phoenix doing that delayed thingy on the top rope uh, from the roll through thingy I've just seen thingy a lot thingy the roll through thingy what these two lads do boggles my mind so it you does you just shout thingy and then occasionally throw in a plancha <laughs> yeah <laughs> Topic on hello. Um, no, to- hero, isn't it? Not hero. That's what we said at the start of the podcast. Topic on hello. <laughs> uh, Jose, the assistant, cracks me up though because it feels like every single time he gets involved, he does. He has to take his shirt off and show yeah. his muscle tits yeah. and yeah. proper do them. Yeah, get his muscle tits out every single time just to prove he's got the muscle tits. The muscles. So it was a good. Start I mean, in fairness, if I got in shape, I'd be in the office topless all the time. <laughs> Suck my nipple all at him. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we see Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez. How will they bloody well coexist uh, as they beat up Leanne, Luke, and Sierra? But things are very tense between the pair. Oh, you see, because they're trying to one-up each other because they're both really hard. Yeah, yeah. but the thing that didn't make sense to me here is the finish at all. Hmm. It didn't make any sense. Reminds me what happened, Sam. So Serena Serena Deeb's on the outside. I think Mercedes Martinez is on the inside, getting ready to line up for like, you're getting near the finish. She goes to bounce off the ropes. But for whatever reason, Serena Deeb has just stood, not in the corner, not holding the tag rope, not doing anything where she should be, in the middle of the ropes, in the middle of the ring. And so she acts surprised when she gets gently bumped into by Mercedes Martinez and then proceeds to act like she just like took a dump in her cornflakes. It was mental. I was just <laughs> like, you can't be angry. You were stood in the where you were. What are you on about? You, you heel. Hey, Get out a, of it. It's AEW tag team matches. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone does. Just you just stand, stand in, in the, the middle? Stand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but there we go. We'll see where this one goes. I mean, I can't wait to see the blow off. Yeah, uh, Serena versus Mercedes match. It should be good. Yeah, very. very I started very, saying that ironically, and then realised it, it will actually yeah. be good. <laughs> Hard hitting affair for sure. Um, shout out to Keith and Swerve, who at this point were still having difficulties in their relationship. They were based. Keith basically was doing Michael Barrymore, wasn't he? I'll, I'll see you <laughs> when we get there. If we ever get there, I hope they coexist because they're a good tag team. They so they are. And then we see the. Is it the debut of Tully Blanchard Enterprises? In AEW, yes. Yeah, we okay. saw them in Ring of Honor. Um, I think, what was it? What was their last show? Was it Death Before Dishonor? Uh, yeah. I think there was, that was the one that they did like in April. With the, the, oh, is the, that? They debuted uh, then. Supercard. Supercard. Yeah. So it's Supercard, they, they debuted then, but this is their first time in AEW. Breaking news, everybody. Brian Cage is still alive. Whoa! 
Oh my god, I've missed him. I nearly fainted when I saw him. I thought he was dead. You missed him? Have you, have you glad to see him back? Yeah, I am. Well, yeah. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. No. He's a big man, isn't he? He's an impressive big man. It's yeah, a, it's I, weird there's how nobody there's him. nobody that looks like him no. right now. And it's it's very unique and I, they just need to utilize him more, right? Yeah, and I've not written down who else was there. I'm sure one of them follows me on Twitter. The the, the, the one with the long hair, mm-hmm. the fella. I can't remember the names. Should have written those either. Down. <laughs> Jack hasn't written them down either. How dare Jack not write down everybody that follows me? <laughs> no, I was thinking you might, you might have written down who the stable was made up of, but he puts uh, uh, Gresham and Lee Moriarty of an interview backstage, but Tully Blanchard rubs them and sets up a future match between the pair and his team, and his Tully team. Blanchard Enterprises. Well, it's that Tully makes me and think Tully. That, that, um, on, Jack wasn't, wasn't sure either. Oh no, he must have been sure. He'll be, he'll, he'll be sure that we knew, and now we are <laughs> embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> on the, no. on the Tully Blanchard got Enterprises on a mission to bring back the real American values displayed by Tully Blanchard under the Rock and Roll Express. Tua Leona is currently one of the... That's not the one that... Corn. Corn. Yes, that's one of them I recognise. Corn. Corn. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'm very sorry, but that's the one who follows me on the Twitter machine. Big impressive man. who else? To a, to a Le- Leona. Leona. Yeah. That's who they are. So go. we've made a butchers of that one. <laughs> it was a week ago. Um, <laughs> Hook, or as some people down south might say, Hook. Hook. As, uh, Hook. He's defeated the DKC Hook. from New Japan's LA Dojo, which means he's really cool. He's good. And hard as nails. Um, the uh, To be honest with you, I thought the Kaochi Makitomi was absolutely fantastic, as was the uh, Ujimana in a, in a thigh throw. I thought they were both textbook by Hook. Yes, um, and yeah. I've got no idea if anything I just said there was right. I was trying to keep all, up with Taz on all I know yeah. is that All I know is that, is that Hook... Um, you ever see the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa gets addicted to calling the Corey hotline? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hook just reminds me of Corey for some reason. So every time I see that now, I just picture Hook on that poster. Okay. Is he cold-hearted and devilishly handsome? Uh, he, he is, yeah. He takes a lot of money from your parents' account and just tells you oh, pre-recorded hook. messages. Ding-dong. Internet scams. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have... Well, where are we going now, Jack? We're going to Jeff Cobb, who beats Cash Wheeler in the main event of the show. Afterwards, there's a huge brawl that erupts on an AEW show. He must oh, be joking. God. Oh, Japan no. people yeah. running in as well. Between oh. members of the United Empire and the JAS and various baby faces, including, but not limited to, Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and Rapongi Vice. Thoughts mm. on this match? Mm. I thought the three Fs which I'm going to try and make a thing here on the podcast, okay. were at show here, Sam. What are the three Fs I hear you ask? Fingers. No. Flooring. No. Fiberglass. Fundamentals. CZ, that's CZW. <laughs> Fundamentals. Footwork. And four. What a good match. Four. That's, that's good. That's, three Fs. that's a P there, mate. Come on. I know, but it's, oh, it's a... It's a, it's a f- <laughs> that might be the joke. Uh, nice to see Jeff saying pay extra to the fans who are gagging to have Cash Wheeler thrown at them for some weird reason. I wouldn't want to get Cash Wheeler thrown at me. He's a chonky no, boy. He is a big yeah. boy. Like, he's a big boy. And you he's don't a big really, boy. You don't really want folk landing on you. No. Uh, Cobb Moonsault as well, where, which had me going because Jericho was like, I had no idea he was that agile. Even though if you go back to 2020, Jericho hired, hired Jeff Cobb to take down John Moxley. <laughs> I thought it was a really good match, though. Just just flawless professional wrestling. Both really talented. Cash like, is one of my favorites at the moment. Just mm. FTR in general. So getting to see them in a singles match is always uh, always fun. I've written down here, the end was like a game of it's a knockout. Where everyone was dressed up in the blow-up costumes and they'd just knock each other just over. Each other. Remember it's a knockout, Dan? Are you too young? <laughs> Channel 5, Keith Chegwin. Oh, he's missing out. Forbidden door we move on to now. Sam, you must remember. Uh, yeah. It's a, a knockout. Frank bit. Bruno as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I didn't catch the... 
I was too young for like any of the classic stuff, but they did bring it back for a bit, didn't they? It I, was when I used to record. Because I remember, uh, I think Worldwide my mom going like, "Why they brought it back?" And we'd we'd watch it. Yeah, it was used to go. It was it's a knockout worldwide WCW, yeah. and then Fort Boyard. With, oh, Fort Boyard. With Melinda can, Messenger. Can you describe Fort what it's Boyard. a knockout is? What, what? It's a game show where adults uh, just have these. They just have all. It's based, like Takeshi's Castle. Okay. But not as good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. It's probably the best way to describe it. Imagine like your local fair's inflatable area. Yeah. Right, game okay. Show. So like kind of total wipeout esque. There you are. They get them dressing up in big costumes. Oh, like that. It's okay. sort of Fall Guysy. Fall Guys, yeah. yeah. So it utilized a lot of treadmills, I seem to remember back in the day. Those costumes are horrifying. Yeah. This was like 1999, 2000 sort of time. Okay. Come along. There's Frank <laughs> with Keith. Keith hasn't got his dick out, so that's a good thing. That's good. Um, <laughs> forbidden door we go on to now. Little checkers. <laughs> <laughs> we see on the pre-show match one there was a lot of matches on the pre-show uh, Hiroki Goto versus Yoshi uh, and Yoshihashi be QT Marshall and Aaron Solo QT Marshall what a, what a man what a man he was <sighs> I thought he was very good in this match I thought because I, I was surprised at how good of a, a, a well-oiled machine the factory were here yeah they did because well, they did a lot of tag team offense didn't they they did for, uh, considering they're just dirty jobbers only thing <laughs> this match seemed to take forever it did, and it, it was oh. good though because at least QT got his SHIT in. Yes, yeah. he did his weird. Not his weird. It's funny. It's funny because it's crap, but it's also very impressive because I could never do that. His Sasuke special, right? It always looks very like. Oh, is he going to make it? Is he going to die? Oh, I, he's hate, made it, I hate that move. I hate <laughs> watching people. It's like Jericho's uh, lion saw. I, I can't. I can't watch people do it. It's nah, nah. <laughs> And then QT Marshall going for the 450 that set up the finish was fantastic, yeah. I thought. But there you go. Uh, Hiroki Goto. Am I saying that right, Sam? And Hiroki Yoshi- Goto and Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Yeah. They won the match up there. Pre-show match two almost again started with another death as Lance Archer <sighs> landed headfirst off his own thing into the ring. See, I didn't see this, but <laughs> I, I saw nothing but tweets about it. Literally. And I was like, oh, God. It was scary. He, he comes right down on it. I was saying he? that's why he called, he's called the murder hawk because he killed his own mohawk in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Just squished it on the mat. Rest in peace. It was like for a, for a brief second as well. It's like if Nick was Nick Comaroto was sort of like because it's not the first. I forget what movie he was doing on Rampage, one of the early Rampages, but when he injured himself as well doing his own move. On his like, was it not just he tried a moonsault? Was or it something? a moonsault? Something like that. But he injured something himself. Something like thinking, that. Please be okay. But he was okay. It was a good. I thought it was a decent enough big man match. I was shocked that Nick. Got little to no off. Wait, apart from a little bit in the middle of the match, you got little to no offense. It was in. less squashy than I was expecting it to be. Uh, we were all sitting watching it, expecting it to be straight away a couple minutes. It, yeah. it still went. It went six minutes, which yeah. is longer than I was expecting. Um, but I was after that bump that he took the start, and then he did the moonsault DDT thing that he does after old school. I'm sure he's like 45 years old it's, as well. Is, yeah. Shifted. Put an incredible, incredible specimen. Uh, next up on the kickoff show, or sorry, the buy-in, we see uh, Keith Lee and Swerve uh, Strickland defeat uh, El Desperado and Yoshi Nobu Kanimaru of Suzuki Goon. Kanimaru <laughs> likes a bit of a drink. I thought that was yeah, grossly mistake. irresponsible of the event organizers having hey, him out of the ring. He can't get by in that ring without his weapon, and he needs it. He needs his whiskey. He needs his whiskey. Is he just raising his spirits? Yeah. <laughs> Second time I said that that's this good, week, that's Dan, good. Dan edits WTF now. That's why he's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, the, the stuff with the whiskey was fun. I thought uh, Swerve was taking the piss at times during this matchup with mm-hmm. the stuff he was doing, that bit where Desperado had his like uh, feet hooked on the bottom rope and he did a stomp over the top rope. Liquid wrestling, I thought that was. The stuff with, uh, am I saying this, Kanimaru? I don't know who these Kanimaru, people are. Kanimaru, yeah. Yeah, the stuff with, that's just kind of... Uh, 
bloody calamari there. Calamari. Calamari. With it back to the squid, the giant squid that's discovered <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> His stuff with Keith at the start, I thought that was fun where he was like, pretend to be a big man, but he wasn't, and Keith eventually got him. Yeah. Uh, well, else we're going here. Whiskey to the eyes, that must have burned. Uh, Starks' promo at the end, obviously they're calling out uh, uh, Swerve and, and Keith, mm-hmm. calling Keith a bum-ass Uncle Phil. Yep. Take that one. Yeah. Uh, that was a good promo. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was good, good all round once again. I'm glad they're staying as a tag team just now, even though we've seen a little, you know, bit where they look like they could have a yeah. bit of tension. It's, they've got that. It's not that yeah. big a burn though, is it? Because Uncle Phil's like one of the most beloved characters yeah. in TV <laughs> history. It's like, you remind me of somebody awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the pre-show, we had Max Caster and Billy Gunn, not of Suzuki Goon. Billy Gunn uh, faced members of the LA Dojo in a four-on-two handicap match after the Ass Boys run at the back to find Danhausen after Danhausen played his uh, his little theme for them, which they don't like. I thought it was weird how they ran off. Yeah, but I yeah. see why. I, I can't. Well, no, I don't see why they did it because all it did was make Billy Gunn look really good. Yeah, all I, <laughs> all I can, fifty-nine-year-old is nice. All I can think now is that I really do want Billy Gunn. <laughs> I want that as a stable. It needs to happen. Just imagine him and Manuru like. You look so <laughs> goon to me, yeah. <laughs> oh, get them posing together. I'm, I just, I, the acclaimed get stuff. Get them in maximum male models. Get <laughs> yeah, the oil yeah, out. Go on. Him in the, oh, God. Um, yeah, it was all about Billy, wasn't it? Getting the hot tag from Max Caster yeah. and then flatten everybody and just basically laying it up for Max Caster to hit the elbow for the win. He's a terrifyingly large man. He is a large man. Yes. You wonder when Terrifying. he's going to go pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll get that big just go it's just the height of him more than anything yeah. I'll never forget what, seeing him for the first time and just be like that's Billy Good because he looked <laughs> he looked normal size that's when to me like, as a kid but there were obviously so many big people he'd, mm. be, he'd be facing you just kind of average them out it's like well it must be about six foot and then you see him in real life and you're like Billy Good like yeah. looking about 100 meters in the air like what it's perspective's weird isn't it because yeah. Rock's out your look of going Billy Good bloody hell but when the Rock does it he's like I'm Billy because <laughs> he's bigger than Billy Gunn anyway on to the main card we go now we have Jericho Sammy and our pal from uh, Billy Goon uh, Manuro Suzuki <laughs> defeating Eddie Kingston Wheelie Utah and Shooter Umano I like to call him Shooter very Jericho Shooter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Because, just because of John Moxie used to do it back in the day that's one bit of New Japan I know yeah, call him Shooter um, thereby gaining the numerical advantage for blood and guts therefore the heels go in first and yeah. the baby face yeah. Yeah. what do you think of the match I thought it was fantastic fun it was yeah. really good. <laughs> to have Suzuki and Jericho on the same side, to have them, you know, just working together was alien enough a concept that I couldn't stop watching. So it's just at the moment of Suzuki and, and Eddie Kingston getting in the ring together and oh. the match, they just just beating the life out when of each other. When he gets his tits yeah. out. Oh, yeah. I was there with Eddie going, go on, whoa, yeah. whoa. do it for the big lads. Slap those tits. <laughs> go on, yeah. I enjoyed because it had everything. It's like you just schooling Jericho early on. I thought mm. it was some fantastic wrestling. The stuff with uh, Manuru and Eddie was good as well. I didn't realize how big Shooter is. They were saying that like, he could be a main eventer in the future for New Japan. I was like, no, a little shooter. Yeah. But you, you're, you forget, like, John Moxley's like six foot four. He's tall, reckon, yeah. Because he's obviously, he, his home base, they kept saying, was obviously uh, UK ref pro for Europe and stuff. So he, he's on excursion. So he will go around, you know, territory traditionally anyway. You don't always have to go home because there are New Japan stars in Mexico who've <laughs> gone there and decided, no, I like it here, I'm staying. But often it is kind of you'll do a few years around and about and then you'll go back home and either they'll give you a whole new gimmick or you've made enough of a name for yourself that you're allowed you know your own stuff and, and to go mm-hmm. but it's like when master watto got his entrance jacket i remember they did a whole tweet about that and i was like 
a whole tweet for a jacket. Amazing. And he's like, call him Shooter. Shooter's a, yeah. Just give him Carl Anderson's gimmick with a different noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shooter. I'll shoot the guns. Comes out with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I like the fact that they showed the, the stuff, I don't know what Wrestle Kingdom was from, where Jericho attacks a young Shooter. Oh, yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. I'm glad they showed that, though, because it made their stuff feel a bit more monumental than it might yeah. have been yes. beforehand. But I, I thought that everything there. Clash of Styles, moments, lovely opening to the card. Then we see Dax Harwood. Um, but yeah, the tag team match, sorry, for the uh, the, 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 the IWD, uh, GP tag team and the Ring of Honor tag team championships. Dax Harwood is injured early on. I was thinking it was legit when it first oh, happened. Yeah. I was like, not again, not again, not yeah. again. We've, uh, we've <laughs> since learned that it wasn't... Re- Wait, maybe it could have been a little bit real. He was sort of selling it on Dynamite, yeah. but he yeah. looked fine. Um, but yeah, that played into the thing. I thought when he came back out, oh, it was the pop. Goose yeah. oh. so it was. It was like that roar that slowly rolls over the building, wasn't yeah. it? It's just great. I thought it was a bit weird to do an injury angle in the midst of all the real injuries, though. That's like, the only thing like, guess but it does uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess we're, does. we're sitting here going well, was, we thought it was real and yeah. Yeah, we're talking about it I guess it does yeah. make sense then doesn't it I'll just talk bollocks here um, <laughs> Great O'Conn uh, Great Ass that's all I've got to Sunday say. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the big way he was sitting on Cash Wheeler's head. Yeah. Well, just like Eddie and Manure in the first match, I was thinking, oh, God. He's been, he's been enjoying his time in America. Yeah, oh, especially yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, much so. Quite yeah, a bit. Been, yeah. Just grabbing strippers' asses in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photographed. I'm kind of happy we didn't have time to go wild in Vegas when we went. I don't we think I would have grabbed days. the strippers' ass anyway. No, no, no. You say you didn't have time to get wild. You got married. Have you not seen like Have you not seen like the Channel 5 or All That's No Breaks videos in Vegas where it's just like, I'm happy I never wound up on the strip at like 5 a.m. <laughs> off my face. So happy. Yeah, we <laughs> working too hard we were back then. Uh, but I thought I was another good match, and it was I thought the right winners as well. Yeah, I just, yeah. Just, just to bridge the gap between the two companies, I thought that was the especially with the fan investment that they've got. Yeah, it builds the FTR up quite yeah. a bit. Give them that big match with the young bucks it all out. They are the best tag team. Japan. Thing is, I feel Japan. like they feel more important than the young bucks, In despite the them being the tag team champions. Yeah, FTR seems way more important. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they, if they yeah. were the EVPs, we'd be saying that beyond any yeah, shadow of any doubt. Well, FTR aren't booking themselves to be champions. Yeah. So they're yeah. bastards. Yeah. Next up, we see War Johnny Pack. It's coming home, Newcastle. Wish oh, never been a song. I'll walk the street. He defeats Clark Connors, <laughs> Miro, and Malachi Black to become the first ever AEW All Atlantic champion. Bloody Nora, he's finally done it. Richly deserved. Oh yeah, a fantastic match as well. Like I think that was my match of the night. Maybe no, maybe it really was a solid match. It was one of my favorites. Fair. My um, biggest thing with it is is just do we really need another belt? No, we don't, Sam. No, <laughs> not at all. Have not we all. got another belt? What's going well, on? Well, Jack made it made sense in the Forbidden Door pitches video where he he, he was like it could be the the. the Another bridge between the companies where you go over to New yeah. Japan and bring it back. And yeah, if it's a touring belt, that'd be yeah. quite cool. Going around the world. Yeah. That was that was it was like representing all the fans from around the world and AEW, this new championship. And it's like uh, Wardlow's on the bloody promo package for it. Mm-hmm. He's an American man. Ooh. American male. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the story of Clark Connors in the match because I was thinking, I'd never heard of Clark yeah. Connors before that event. Yeah, but during the match, you're thinking, he's bloody good, this yeah. match. This rootin' tootin' cowboy. Took, he milked every <laughs> minute of it, didn't he? And I like the, the fact the crowd were noticeably getting on board as well as he did more and more in the match. It was the spear on Miro on there, you yeah. say, that really got the Through crowd. Through the table. Yeah. On the, in half. On the All-Atlantic, though, can you only have it if you live somewhere that touches the water because well, that should be the rule know. well no because Miro is in Bulgaria well it doesn't it's touch not the water you can't be champion Nashville, is Nashville Tennessee on Nashville any, Tennessee any sort of border no, I don't no. think it is no no that's landlocked you want to live in New York Florida um, <laughs> Delaware <laughs> I know that's on the east coast on Reddit someone pointed out the flags on the belt there's like yeah. three of them don't actually touch the Atlantic 
So maybe well, it's because the plane you have to get into to go to the places goes over over the Atlantic. Yeah. There we go. You figured it out. <laughs> I thought the finish was fantastic as well with the the sequence of events that happened: the mist to Miro's eyes, then the four fifty mm. from Pack to uh, break up the uh, Black's hold, and then the the submission hold to to bring the thing home. Yeah. And War Geordie Pack is a bloody champion. He... Brings a tear to the eye, doesn't it? Where's Sunderland's representative? Eh? That's what I want to know. Nowhere. <laughs> 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 Next up, we have Darby <laughs> Allen Sting and Shingo Takaki. Ta- 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 <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shingo. Uh, the dudes with attitudes, they beat Young Bucks and El Fantasmo at the start of the match. That entrance was amazing. Because yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, he's, a, he's a, almost a pensioner getting lost. Like, oh, how have I got to appear, young man? <laughs> have you seen my bus pass? I'm, I'm lost. I'm terribly lost. But it's not as Marty Jannetty dressed up as Sting. Yeah. And the real Sting's jumping off the thing because that's what happens now with him at 63 yeah. years of age. I can't believe how old he is and he's doing that. It's the it, camera pan up. It needs. It just needs somebody to edit in, I'm the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very bad. <laughs> Um, I've got to be honest the stuff with the Unbox and Phantasmo doing the sort of cartwheels with the breaking of the backs that did nothing for no. me it's yeah like there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot more of the kind of pantomime-esque I guess if you want to call it that it, that kind of reduces it so it's probably not the right thing to say but um, there's there's a lot more of that kind of theatrical stuff in New Japan that you mm-hmm. see a lot more. Like, I mean, Kenny Omega, it, it, it was one of the biggest weird things was getting used to him in America because the whole, the very theatrical style of him in the way that every movement during a promo, every little thing is done in a way that almost makes him M. Bison from Street Fighter, like the big bads, you know, video game guy. It, it's it just works over there for whatever reason and, and the audience leans into it a lot more. And I think when you take it out of that bubble, it's a little bit kind of whoop if you don't really watch a lot of it. Mm. So it, I get why they did it. And, you know, it, it makes them look even more like a dick, which is... Yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did look like uh, dicks, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the nipple... So, so far in this pay-per-view, we've had the Eddie Kingston tits bit, we've had the Great O'Khan's yeah, yeah. arse, and now we've had some nipple play as well. I was... It's a great night. Tired by this point. Titillated. Right? Does the night end with somebody getting uh, a can of links, spray it right on, flick it off? Oh, Submission victory. Stop it, Sam. Stop it, Sam. But that <laughs> it was goes fantastic. flying in the front row, some fans like, yeah! Something I missed while watching it live, though, is when Sting goes out of the floor, Nick Jackson's like, go back in there! You need to oh, go over yeah, there! Yeah. It's like, no, that's not your spot. Go back in. <laughs> that was fantastic as well. It was just another fun match. This is the thing... Like a lot, the the build to the show got a lot of criticism, and I think you know if if you're not watching every week, probably rightfully so. Like yeah. a lot of people weren't explained who they were, but when you sit back and just think about it, it was just it was a night for wrestling fans to enjoy some wrestling. The quality so far, yeah. even how many matches were in, it was just a, a league was, above what seven, eight, eight in. Yeah, in total. So you, even if the build was half as good as the quality of the show, it's still an incredible. Sh- like yeah. the show was incredible. It was like, such a good show. You could have you could have taken the pre-show out and just started the show and had a small package before each match kind of running down each mm-hmm. competitor. But that becomes so boring so fast mm. because you, it's just, uh, all right, well, I'm going to get up and go to the toilet. I'm going to go make another drink. I'm going to come back and you end up YouTube? skipping it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's out there if you want to read it or watch it. And if not, as you said, fun night of the wrestling's all that matters, right? Just for wrestling fans, yeah. all the references and whatnot, mm-hmm. it was nice to see. Uh, Jericho then fireball shooter right in the face. Uh, which, yeah. which at the time I was thinking, that what's he done that for? But then you remember the stuff from years ago. It kind of makes sense. I like the wee backstage, but Matt Menard coming up, just <laughs> swinging his jaw, <laughs> cocaine, Matt, <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> running his mouth, and then sh- just uh, so Jericho can get the fireball. Right. Like, come on, come on, let's get it going. I, great. I liked it with him, like paying his respects to Shooter, then just like 
putting a fireball yeah. in his face. Roller coaster emotion. Because he's the wizard. He is the wizard. He's the wizard. Thunder Rosa then took on Tony Storm in what I thought was a fantastic match again. The finish was weird because the commentary team did mention it, but they didn't really hammer up as much as they would have to for it to be the finish of the match where yeah. Dustin Rhodes is Thunder Rosa's uh, mentor. Yeah. And that's why she used Dustin Rhodes' old move from back yeah. in the day. Obviously, the crowd can't, can't hear the commentary. Yeah. So when they see that move and then that be the finish, they were confused because that's never been made a thing really on TV. I feel yeah. like they just went, oh, that's that's Dustin Rhodes' move. Yeah. That's their, their mates. Gimmick infringement, that guys. Mates. She can't be doing that. Yeah. She's going to kicked out the locker room. But then is that, not a, is that not a damning statement on us as wrestling fans now? No, no, they should be explaining that. They should that's... be, but at the same time, like a finish can come from anywhere. Mm. So we should react the same regardless. But I feel like they should have, they should have built it on Dynamite and they've just not actually yeah. had Thunder Rosa on Dynamite to really utilize. Oh, who's false that though? Mm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Matt-based stuff at the start of the match was very, very nice indeed. Then Tony just slapped her. And I think we're off for the races with the Germans on the apron. Another th- uh, gnarly moves like that, bro. Cowabunga and all that sort of stuff. Uh, bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, Storm with a good <laughs> kick out after the Death Valley driver and the, th- the Fire Thunder driver, which I didn't see coming, but it was a good moment yeah. all the same. And obviously we said already the, the finish was a bit weird. Then we have our, well, not our, my match of the night. It was, was, that's my second match of the night. Your second like, one? Was my, yeah. Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. Our friend Will. Good old Will. Our friend. Our you know, he's he super kicked Jack. I, that Jack mentions that all the time. <laughs> there you go. What I just want to say is a dick. Yeah, there's a dick. Go on, Fraser. Go on. Go on. He's been super kicked by Will Osprey, and I've heard it a hundred times. hundred times. What else? That, Jack no, is on no, a train no, no, no. right now listening he's, to he's this. Less, yeah. He knows he's where alive. you live. He does. He, he knows where you live. Punch the window. You're going to be just cooking up some pasta or something later, and then boom, front door. Front door goes, and it's Jack the Jobber. Porter, out here now. What else you got to say about Jack? That's, that's all for now. There's got to be. He said so much disparaging stuff about you. I want to sink to that level, Ross. No, you should. <laughs> you're no better than that. Come on, you're only 23. I'll, I'll the go, arrogance I'll, of youth. You've got time to, to mild out in your older I'm trying age. to think of all the things he said, but we'll, we'll keep on with this oh, match. There's been so we'll many phrases. What do you want to say about Jack? There's been so many. <laughs> if anything, he's making you like a pussy ass bitch right what? now. Oh! You're like that lady in the rap battle with Owen. Owen has spat some he has, fire he has in her direction. Fire. <laughs> You've got no retort at all. I, yeah, currently none. I'll come up with Shame something. on you, Fraser. <laughs> Owen no, did it in a deck chair. He did do it. Yeah, <laughs> you were pretty cool. Here. What was his rap? Uh, my name is Owen. Owen. I like to edit stuff. Buff. I wear nice clothes because I'm not a scruff. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, she got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, she got murked. Um, Orange, <laughs> Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay, though. Uh, Gargano didn't show up on this pay-per-view, but this match was very much like him because there was a million kickouts and they were all done by yeah. Orange Cassidy. I did like how it went up through the gears. It was the perfect blend, I thought, at times of stupid wrestling, which I like, uh, the silly bollocks, and then also very, very good wrestling that was like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I think about that bit where he's doing the spinning tornado DDT thing and then all the sort of stuff that happened. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I think if anyone hadn't seen a Will Ospreay match, they'd be a fan after this one. Mm. I think it really sort of showed why he's considered one of the best in the world. Yeah. And why Orange Cassidy kind of should be in that conversation as well, being up as one of the best. And yeah, it was great. Really, really good. That was sort of it. I, I didn't really know what to expect going into it because it could have gone one of many different ways, but they they found a way to make it all fit together, like this mishmash jigsaw made of offcuts of other puzzles. Yeah. And it just came out beautiful. It was good because... Early on, Osprey wrestled the Orange Cassidy match, and then later on, Orange Cassidy wrestled the Will Osprey match, mm. and it was a lovely blend, a lovely blend, like that loaf of bread where you got the best of both, brown and white. 
I'm, I'm on the four-seeded batch now. Well, four, you Tory. Well, I just like seeds. <laughs> I just like trues as well. No. What do you I, eat, Fraser, in terms of bread? I do have a, I do uh, have a Sparks card, though. I imagine so. what do I use? A lovely sourdough. I just make my own sourdough. No, um, no I just, uh, <laughs> just got white, white hovis. Hovis? Sometimes a hovis, sometimes just the orange Tesco one. I bread this weekend, and it's going to be amazing. You're making you bread? Right? Yeah. What kind of bread? Uh, probably focaccia and probably oh, just some like nice... Focaccia. I reckon you should make a ciabatta in tribute to Shibata, who turned up <laughs> at the end of this matchup. <laughs> I'm a professional presenter. Even though, you know, I'm not very well versed in New Japan. I made that very clear down the years. I know the story of this man with yep. the headbutt. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't realize it was this bad. Apparently, I've just spied everywhere there. Very sorry. He apparently had a bit of his brain taken out or his brain lowered and then put back in or something. It was, it was an incredibly <laughs> complex procedure that it was like, you know, you'll be lucky to kind of get by after this. Yeah. Like, so don't push it any further. And then it, it's just sort of one of those things where it, it's, it's been a lot less, um, a lot less dangerous as it's gone on, it seems. And it seems like he's starting to get back into fighting shape. But the, the whole thing with Shibata is that there's, there's heartbreak throughout his entire story. And, you know, he left New Japan when they were in a very big time of need and turned his back on the company only to return later and be shunned. Uh, and then he kind of fought his way all the way back there only for at that big moment at that precipice to then have the injury, to then have it all fall apart. And now it's just nice to see him back. It's like, I don't care if everything he does is like run-ins. I don't care if it's all UWFI rules where there's not really any striking or anything. I'm just happy to see him back, happy to hear the music. And he's, he's having a right laugh, training thing. all those lads. Isn't he? That was the thing as well when his music hit those first three notes. Like, yeah. oh, they're so lovely, aren't they? Yes. But everyone goes mental. So it was a good moment as well. They made the, I thought they made some of it as well with uh, Orange Cassidy putting his shades on, yeah. Yeah. on Shibata. A moment we'll never, ever forget. We'll tell our grandkids <laughs> where we were when Orange Cassidy put his shades on Shibata. <laughs> yeah, but it, it seemed to be setting up a match, I thought, for Osprey and Shibata down the line somewhere, if it's possible. I, yeah. I think that there's potential for anything in Shibata's future. I mean, there was the talk that uh, Wrestle Kingdom was it when he came out uh, and he was like, no, we're doing normal wrestling rules. And apparently everybody was like, whoa, backstage, like that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, but I think, you know, provided he's fit and healthy and he's able to safely do it and, you know, everything's signed off, there's no chance he's going to get mm -hmm. hurt, then I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all did. game for it. Yeah. Next up, we see Zack Sabre Jr. who's just calling Brian Danielson a fanny. Potter? Yeah. <laughs> You're a fanny. You're doing ten of Potter. <laughs> when I see him speaking, Malfoy, even though he's more cockney than Harry Potter people are, I just picture like Harry, Harry, Potter, Harry people. Potter people. Harry, you know what I mean? All those, all those wizards and the muggles and whatnot. Potter. 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 You're a fanny, Danielson. <laughs> you sound more like Terence and <laughs> Philip. Hey, buddy. Hello, buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Brian Danielson can't be there. Obviously, he's, he's, he's brought along someone who he trusts to be as good a uh, technical wrestler as he is himself. And that man is, I don't know who you might have him before. Just, um, who? His friend. When? His friend. Oh, it's Fwen. Fwen. Yeah. It's Fwen. Did I say Fwen? No, no, it's Terrence and Philip. Ter oh, right. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's Claudio Castagnoli. Who comes back? He wrestles the match. I thought they kept the story alive for Danielson versus Zabe Jr. alive well here. Because yes. in the match, I thought Sabre was the more technically proficient man. Yeah. Whereas Claudio was doing more power moves. A power move, which he won the thing with, of course, the Ricola bomb. <sighs> Hook the what? arms. Woo! What a power bomb. What's a, what's, what's a power what's a bomb? Power bomb? It's like Andy Gray sat here. <laughs> what's a hat, son? What's a hat? I think we've gone, what, an hour and a half, and that's the first Scot... No, second Scottish yeah. impression. How's, how do you say butch again? Butch. It was more pronounced butch. than that. The first. Butch. 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 Anyway, what do you think of the match? Uh, yeah, I would loved it. It was Claudio. Claudio was... It was uh, he was the expected choice to appear. 
And I was kind of glad that they just went with the obvious one. I would rather have seen him than Gargano, which was the other rumor, um, or Thatcher. I know that was that was another one that yeah, we'd sort I of mentioned on the news. Down very well, yeah. I, I I might not have quite got the pop, but I think it would have been a very good fit. Yeah. But I, for me, I was just really happy because I I got in after uploading the news and everything, crashed out and didn't bother looking at any socials, didn't go on any like wrestling sites all day, and then just put the show on, and then it was like oh. Didn't have it spoiled for me. Lost my mind. Uh, woke up Steph's neighbors, probably <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest Saber Junior fan in terms of like it's just not my style that I like watching. Really? You're not a fan of Techers? Get out! I know. Not a I fan just of Tesco meal Tesco deals. Meal, yeah, no, I'm not either. After the last month, up yours, Tesco <laughs> bastard. He's very, very good, Lick but it's just like, I found rocks. some of his matches a little bit boring or really? I'm not engaged with. Whereas this one, I think I may be wrong. I think this has kind of turned turned that N- corner. Fraser Poitier admitting he's wrong. Yeah, it was a nice clash of styles, though, yeah, wasn't it? Because yeah. it, as Ross said, you've got somebody who is very technically proficient and was able, like, kind of busting that stuff out, but really kind of going for a different route against somebody who is possibly the best technician alive right now. Yeah, so. yeah that, I thought he turned it down well in, in terms yeah. of going for the power moves instead of that. I just thought it kept the storyline very well. Mm-hmm. And I like I like seeing Claudio in the in the in the BCC. Yeah. Just because of his allegiances with Moxley like ten years ago. There's all the stories about them traveling the roads together and whatnot. Then having Regal's last match that mm-hmm. ties in with Danielson. It's the perfect fit. He's probably really Utah's father for all we know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Next up we have Jay White retaining the IWGP heavyweight championship against Adam Cole against Kazuchika Okada, as he likes to say in promos. Yes. I thought it was Kazuchika. Very, very pronounced. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I've only ever really heard it said as Kazuchika. Kazuchika. Unless it is J. White. I don't know if it's just a Jay White thing, but that's what he does. And of course, Hangman Page was there as well. Obviously, and of course, Hangman Page. <laughs> he was, he was, there. Just, there. He was just, there. just there. And Hangman. Sat in a glittery shirt watching. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the big news from the match is that there's the finish. Uh, Adam Cole's injury, of course, playing into the finish and it being, I think, a lot quicker than everyone thought it would be and yeah. I think it was designed the match designed it to be as well mm-hmm. uh, I think the finish was how it was intended to go I think what uh, Cole thought he was buggered so didn't make See, contact with the Rainmaker yeah. which was supposed to knock him down for Jay White to pin him he yes. down anyway which I think was the big disconnect for a lot of people but I think that's that's how the finish was designed to get Jay White just sort of escaping with the title yeah you? I think that it, yeah. it looked that way anyway. and I'm really smart of them all in there to sort of call that audible because you don't want to yeah. risk another yeah. A worse injury than whatever oh, occurred. Yeah, definitely um, not. There's still not much come up about, it, is it? Just concussion or yeah, injury, oh, yeah. one of the two. Uh, Khan came out himself, didn't he? He said, unless it dramatically impacts storylines or, you know, it's a serious injury, then AEW's not really the company that's going to be out yeah. there like WWE or like a sports team going, it's a torn patella tendon, all this. So they, they just like to kind of keep that private. And I guess it does work in their benefit because... You know, people can be ready to come back without everybody already hyping it, and then they can drop them in as surprises. And I thought Cole was like the the standout performer of the opening stages. Yeah. That super mm-hmm. kick he delivered to Hangman's moonsault. I just love oh. those spots where oh, he does a mid-air super kick. Yeah. And I like the story of how in the build to Forbidden Door, Jay White sort of underestimating Adam Cole, but then Adam Cole in the like halfway point through the match just literally stabbed him in the back with a backstabber. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely moment there. I thought it was just a good match, but what do you say? It was just a shame it had to end the way it did, but what can you do, eh? Yeah. Injuries happen. There's just some ballet back out. Even though you look at ballet dancers' feet, and you say that again, Jim Ross. I'll say this again. Open yeah, ballet yeah. dancers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. ballet dancers' feet yeah. must be... They're hard as balls. Hard as balls. Uh, in the main event, of course, we have John Moxley defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi to become the interim AEW World Champion. Thoughts? A go right, race. Right choice. No, I don't believe in any of this. Go ace. John Moxley can't do a sweet-ass guitar solo. No, John can't. Moxley can't be in a movie called My Dad is a Heel Wrestler. 
John Moxley's never been the ace of Japan. What's John Moxley ever done, eh? Except made me eat a hat. He made you a hat? <laughs> Tanahashi. Yeah, 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 hat. Tanahashi. Should, no, it was, of course, the right choice. Moxley's like, he's recently held, the, well, recently, but, you know, he is a, a, a fairly recent title holder. He is somebody you know can carry that title and carry the company with him for as long as needs be. Mm -hmm. And then the blow off between him and Punk to unify them, to get back to one belt. It's, it's, and he if never, he holds on to it that long, I guess, but you know, the potential blow off there is huge. He never really got his chance to, to be champion while having crowds. Yeah. So like... Keep going, Fraser. So yeah, it, it was, I liked having Moxley yeah. take that belt. I would like to have seen Tanahashi go into Japan just to and see, with the AEW belt. Just to see how it would have been. Because <laughs> I think everybody would have just been like, eh? Yeah. And it would have been just a really damp note on the end of the night for most people. But I just, I would have been very intrigued to see it. But yeah, the right person won. Like the, there's no way it couldn't have been Moxley really going, you know, for the fact that what are they going to do? Keep Tanner in America for ages? Like you need somebody who has to be there. Right. Yeah. Locked in a basement <laughs> somewhere, Tony Khan's house. Uh, but I thought it was a really hard spot for these two lives to be in, with it being a five-hour card, or well, close mm. to five-hour from yeah. the start of the kickoff show, or the buy-in, sorry, until the, uh, the the end of the main. And especially when they wrestled a match, which was more like, was more of a traditional American-style main event, I thought, yeah. than a, a spot fest with 100 kickouts like a lot of the matches were. I admit, that made me sound really old there, and I didn't mean to, but you know what I mean. But Tanahashi's <laughs> he's quite, a, he's quite a direct wrestler yeah. uh, with a, quite a traditional style, so you know the, the hard-hittingness is there, the speed is there, the agility is there if needed, but largely, I mean, it's not like he's getting on, getting on, but he's a bit older, slowed down a bit, and the style is just generally, it works very well with American-style wrestling. There was a weird spot as well where Moxley Blade... On the floor, weird, it, went, yeah. it went stomps from Tanahashi to Moxley's head and shoulders and whatnot. Yep. Then there was a sling blade, then Moxley rolled out of the floor, and he was pissing blood. It was, it was very graphic. <laughs> we were sitting there, and Owen's going, oh, I'm going to have to make this black and white for what happened. Ah, this is not good. A very strange moment. I assume it was the stomps, maybe, that bust him open. I mean, I think... Because, of course, not, he was wearing I mean, stilettos, wasn't he? Yeah, Tanahashi, yeah. Slay, queen, slay, etc. It was, it was a bad blade. And it, yeah, it was graphic. It was graphic. Yeah. Uh, the, the good moment as well. Good <laughs> moment as well where... Uh, it's the, it's nails. <laughs> it's just a bad blade. It made me think of Beyblade. Imagine Beyblade. Bad oh, blade. Yeah. Cutting someone over with a Let it rip. Next week, the New Day on SmackDown. Aren't going, we're not having a match. We're not having a dance contest. We're Beyblade Bay <laughs> Bay battles. There's no ring. There's just a big plastic <laughs> Beyblade. Life-size, <laughs> right, here you go. Life-size Beyblades. Attach your favorite wrestler to a life-size Beyblade. Let it Hang rip on, and see who wins. Why haven't the army been just doing that? Get a big Beyblade on the bottom <laughs> of a helicopter. Let it rip. And then it'll just keep going. Because they hurt you. Me and my brother yeah. had metal. Too much oh, yeah, me, yeah. We had... We'll play the game where you put your hand in there. And, and you... then the last one is... Last Growing one. up in Northumberland's boring, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really Resort was. to nothing yeah. but pain. Yeah. Or you could farm. That's all yeah. you could do. And let's just pretend the stuff after the final bell didn't happen because that felt like dynamite, dynamite. Or, yeah. and or WCW 2000. And I guess my rationale was they were making up for the lost time with the Adam Cole injuries yes. just to give a bit more, I guess, but it was not needed or no. wanted. Yeah, take that one. We're on to Monday Night Raw. Lovely. John show. Cena's entrance into the building was cringy as balls, but also the most wholesome thing I've ever seen in my life. I did like Ziggler keeping the magic alive. Yeah. Excuse me. And Billy Kidman looking like Billy Dadman. <laughs> My God. 
I never thought he would age, that man. He was just a, just, a fountain yeah. of youth for so long. And now he has aged. But he just that happens walk. to us all, doesn't the, it? The, the curse, not the curse, the deal he made with the witch has finally like worn off or something. Billy just, Kidman. All right, now, nah, I thought you actually did that. No. no. <laughs> yeah, he, he took some of his hair, gave it to this mysterious <laughs> witch in the woods, and he stayed young forever for 30 years. I liked R-Truth getting to hug his childhood hero. Yeah. That was yeah. great. I'd like to Becky just sitting there going... <laughs> Michael Hayes did that thing again and just let everybody where he puts his hand like that and goes, I don't know what doop, that means. Doop. Doop, doop. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If you know what it, what it means, let us know down below. Then we have a battle royale which took the place of the heavily anticipated matchup between Kevin Owens and or Ezekiel yeah. and or Elias and or Elrod. It, couldn't, Elrod it, couldn't, yeah. it couldn't do anything for it, could it? No. There's, there's nothing that would have come close to seeing Elrod live. <laughs> no, there wouldn't. We don't know what Elrod is yet. Who is no. he? I don't know. But this was T-Bar's world and everyone else was just living in it. He's had, <laughs> we had massive eliminations in this matchup and the one on Reggie was the standout for me, the ones he did to other people. But then the one he took from Trevor, Ricochet, mm -hmm. was also fantastic. Take the Hurricane Rana yes. off the apron. And there's some lovely uh, Pura Rezu uh, from Riddle on Nakamura for that brief spell in the middle of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Some lovely what? Puro Resu. <laughs> Pure Resu. <laughs> Next up, we see video packages of tributes from various WWE legends and a few cheeky little AEW scams as well, such as Chris Jericho. How dare Jack just ignore Brian Danielson and Paul White as the same? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How dare you, how dare you Jack? Is Max... it Big Show the first one to pop up? Or one of the first uh, ones? Yeah. I th yeah, possibly. I think yeah. it <laughs> might be actually. Backstage, Cena wishes the Street Profits good luck against the Usos and tells them to never forget how good they are. And he mentions some sort of like mythical thing, gigawatts or something. It's, I it's, can't remember it's, what it was. it's Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh. Gigawatts. Yeah. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. yeah. I was going to nominate Back to the Future for the Hall of Fame this week, actually. Have Why? you never seen Back to the Future? No, I've never seen it. You're an animal. It's You're so like, good. I've just started Game of Thrones and you've not seen Back to the Future. <laughs> I haven't even started Game of Thrones. Oh my God. I was God. just a bit for the podcast. Oh man, my it's good. God. Yeah. It's good. Until Wheels the last within two seasons. <laughs> Huh? Until the last two seasons. Yeah, watch. Oh, thanks for the spoiler. Watch phrase. up until the last season. Then maybe watch about two or three episodes of that, and then just make up your own ending to like read a the song you like. Like who could it be now by by Men at Work? One thing I am going to start uh, soon is I watched many years ago. Now it must have been three or four years ago. Now I watched the first season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. and, then so just, good. and then just stopped. Yeah. And obviously after Kate Bush. Kate Bush. After it's all Indeed. running up that hill. Yeah, that right. was another, I was going to nominate Stranger Things. I've, I've been trying to mull things over in my head for what I was going to nominate. It is a big responsibility. It is, it's tough. Fame, it's it? been a lot of stress. <laughs> anyway, Montez Ford then beats Jey Uso in the middle of the ring, meaning the street, prof street Profits get to choose the stipulation for their shot at money in the bank. What did you think of the match? Yeah, it was, uh, it's just your standard sort of standard match. I've seen it? it a thousand it's, times yeah, now. Yeah. So it's I sort thought of, it was textbook. Yeah, it, have it's, the it's, it's, if you, if you were to, Put a dictionary definition of this match into the, you know, the Webster's dictionary. This would be what was there. It was everything you'd expect. Mm -hmm. Couple of little, you know, it, it was all right. Yeah. Montez Ford is really good. I thought it went up through the gears yeah. this match. Yeah. Tez's dive to the outside was terrifying, as they always are. The finish, it was scintillating. The height he gets on his frog splash. Four. Yeah, We're kind of before. spoiled by it, though, aren't we? Where it becomes to the point where these amazing wrestlers that can do things I could never dream of doing, uh, you watch them and it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Better than Rob Van Damme. Very spoiled. Yeah. Oh, the oh, height, man. The height yeah. is god tier. It's one of a kind. little bounce at the end. <laughs> <laughs> then we see backstage the Judgment Day try to tempt Dominic Mysterio into joining their group. Very Mysterio is angry and challenges them to a tag match next week. But crucially, the face of Dominic Mysterious is being turned, hasn't he? He's been wooed by Damien Priest. He needs to get out from under his dad. He's stifling him. I agree. <laughs> 
Yeah. Literally. <laughs> What's the, the other line <laughs> Finn uses? <laughs> That's a leap. Can you yeah, get can you edit that job. <laughs> Get out, get out from under. Dan's getting blender on the go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Dom, this is the start of the turn for Dom to go to the dark side. Yeah. Because look on his face, it was like, oh, maybe you're all right, Damien Priest. You and Ray's tall. just going to be wandering around like Charlie Brown, sad in peanuts <laughs> every week backstage. <laughs> just like, <laughs> could the turn happen in this matchup, which is taking place on Mondays? We're sat here now on. Friday, possibly they're what they're having a tag team mm. match, but is there a stipulation on it? If they got, I think so. He just was. He made a big point of where it's taking place. Yeah, it's next like, week, next week on Raw in, and he said the city. My knee, I can't remember where. <laughs> my knee, my knee, my knee might be there. I don't know what I'm doing. How that. do you learn a fall off a twenty foot ladder? <laughs> the Miz then does an in ring interview where he talks about Logan Paul training to return to the professional wrestling ring. He says that at SummerSlam, they'll be the most awesome tag team ever. I don't think you will be, Mizzles. Yeah. And denies that Logan Paul will be angry at Miz after the Miz did what he did after the final bell at WrestleMania 38. He explains that it was a teaching moment, which he should have asked Andre Chase for permission for before spouting out of his mouth. Still his gimmick. Yeah. Teachable moment. Andre Chase. Chase you Chase for the you. win. Uh, Miz talks trash about AJ Styles, who then flies down to the ring and attacks. Them. They have a lovely little match, which AJ wins by count out as the Miz runs away like a what's, pussy ass bitch. What's this whole Miz thing with his his testicles? Oh, it's a running gag now on Raw. Yeah. I forget where it started. I missed someone... this. It is. Uh, it's when he started. It. I have stupendous, uh, very yeah. voluptuous, cream, silky, amazing, and then he gets cut off. I, I like that AJ just literally kind of goes plod 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 punch, and then Miz is like, "What are you doing?" I but I think it started with. I think it might have been Riddle was in the ring with Miz and Maurice and. And he was, you got little bows, Miz. And then <laughs> Maurice is like, they're average. And then Miz is like, oh, they're gigantic. Oh, they're the biggest baller there. And it's, it's become a running thing. He's trying him. to say that he's Mark Corrigan. <laughs> yes, he is. He has got massive balls, hasn't he? But uh, he, the best one was when he just looked at Byron Saxon, I think it was, in the eyes, just speaking about how big and girthy and juicy <laughs> his testicles are. It's fantastic content on Monday Night Raw. What did you think of the match between Miz and AJ Styles? Stop I, reading it, my notes, you cheater! It's <laughs> again. I, it's it just feels largely that Raw is is a collection of matches that you know. It's always people that are going to work well together. Mm -hmm. It's it's always kind of what you're expecting. AJ's always going to be class. Miz is always going to be chicken poo. But I I, I didn't oh, really agree with the, the Miz. I didn't really agree with. But I did at the same time. The count out finish was just a little bit kind of air. Eh. But it's the Miz, isn't it? It's the Miz. It makes horses sense. for the course. Yeah. The course. And he's horses. Chicken poo. The course, so. yeah. Chicken poo for the chicken horse. Chicken poo. Course. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was way better than I thought it was going to be. We had yeah. Miz whapping out new moves for the first time since mm -hmm. I think the figure four was added to his arsenal oh, all those yeah, years ago. Uh, we did a code breaker in the corner, which AJ Styles sold devastatingly well, I thought. Uh, Styles unleashed the... the play play. Uh, that's what man wanted from him many years ago. Oh, the pit bull. Yes. He's going to be the pit bull. I thought it was a really good TV matchup until the finish, but you know, raw DQ, count out. Count out yeah. yep. Then we see Cena and Ezekiel backstage. Ezekiel asks if Elias is around. No, Cena asks Ezekiel if Elias is around. He tells Ezekiel never to forget who he really is. Like that. That's good. Oh, yeah. He also that, says right. that he's Zeked up. Yeah. 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 Don't be a geek. Be a Zeke. Be a Zeke. It's like walk of the... <laughs> That's had a malfunction there. <laughs> I was trying to think of the, I want to beep, trod beep, with Elrod. Beep, That's what I want to do. Trod with Elrod, yeah. yeah. Do you want to trod with Elrod? No, Geek with Zeke. I want to see Elrod first before I make up my mind yeah. whether I'm going to support him or not. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to. I hope he's bald. I hope they somehow make him bald. Yeah, just to make it extra. Like, what? How are they going to do this? <laughs> I think it was Matthew last week. We said just put him in a mask. Put him in, like a lucha mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. El- Elrod the luchador. Theory <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sh- Elrod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it El was. Rod, the, yeah. I tell you, the the person portraying all three people allegedly of Ezekiel, uh, Elias, and uh, potentially Elrod, his acting is on on par- on form. Sorry, I yeah. should say. Yeah. His acting where it was like, don't f- uh, just be who you really are. Don't forget who you really are. And the look on his face, it's like, oh, maybe I am swindling all these people in the WWE universe. I the hope that people. the rug gets pulled and we find out as uh, Elias is actually triplets. <laughs> Nobody's known. That would be fascinating. That would. It was a convincing beard last week. That's all I'm saying. Theory then shows up behind Cena and tries to belittle Jonathan Cena, take, uh, talking up his own accomplishments. He tries to take a selfie, but Cena walks off because you can't see him. I thought this was nice because after Theory was like, "Who wears jaunty middle-aged creep?" Basically, <laughs> yeah. Cena had no retort, which is not. It's what they usually, normally yeah. do normally after that from theory, Cena would then say something doubly bad and make theory like a, a massive. No, they clearly weapon. are quite behind theory here, mm. and it was strange the first time sort of noticing that theory's quite a big guy. Yeah. Like he was yeah. towering over Cena in that sort of little segment. You've just read my notes again, haven't you? I've not. You have bloody not. well have. Stop I copying hope that his this. This becomes a crisis of confidence. <laughs> so the next time we see Cena, he's just wearing tights. Yeah. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's from there. And he's just like, lengthy. he's trying more indie-rific stuff. And Cena's just trying to like get all the pleather on the go. And yeah. Because I was going to extend them or bring them shorter. And do like just wear nothing. Oh, Daisy sure. Dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daisy Dukes Cena. He needs to get those thighs out. He gets them out in the movie Blockers and it's like looking at half of it a does. cow. It's mental. Half of a cow? You never see Cena's thighs because he's in George. In Peacemaker, he but walks around and just Googling John Cena thighs? John Cena's thighs are like... It's <laughs> like John Cena's you know thighs you see those like 200-year-old trees you see in America Cena, that are like the size of a... Like incredible leg workout. Oh, look at their veins. They're gargantuan. John Cena peacemaker underwear. That's what <laughs> <I'm doing. laughs> Oh, it's not even there. 
It's not oh, even. No. Oh, it's that Um, aye, they are lovely thighs. Big, Who's big, that? In the, that's not thighs. John Cena. That's The Rock, isn't it? In the middle. Yeah, it could be. Either way, we're just we're just now just trying right. to find photos of us from a naked to do what on a, on a vlog Let's, maybe yeah maybe uh, there's the go. one of the great Cali with his his chins <laughs> out his chicken legs yeah ah. <laughs> oh. Bless his chicken legs. Anyway, let's move on from John Cena and trotting with Elrod and speaking with Zeke. Uh, Bianca Belair is now in the ring. Um, she is cut. A, Jack writes down here. She's cut a sick promo. Sick. Everyone's sick. on yeah. their feet for how sick it, sick is. it was. On uh, Carmella, who interrupts and cuts a sick promo on Belair. It was a pair of sick promos. Sick. Promo. Six. It was both. They both were sick. Carmella then leaves, but sneak attacks uh, Belair. Uh, from the rear, but uh, it, it didn't quite. Uh, you know, Belair catches the foot, and that's it. Fends yeah, her off. Uh, I'm yeah. a little bit disappointed. We haven't already done more in the way of Bianca stealing the victory from Becky, and and can we not just make Bianca heal? Can we not just no, really make what Bianca heal? What are you talking about, Sam? She's a generational talent. She's inspiring a generation of young ladies around the world. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is it'd be a very <laughs> nice dynamic that I don't think many people would be you ready. Just Want to see the world burn, Sam? Little bit. Have all these little girls turn into assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Nora. Can't have a turn heel for many years. We've got Ronda Rousey. She's going to lead the charge. She, for yeah, the she's tomorrow. Oh, no. She's the inspiration everyone wants to look up to. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I thought it was a very nice, thoughtful promo from Bianca Belair because yeah. she was. She was having a go at the heel, but doing it in a very nice way, like saying how she, she's she's not a good person. But she can also be the person she's not been. She's been at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might pig's ear with that. Right, she, it, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like a typical snidey sort of retort you would expect. Yeah, she's like WWE. she's a bad person, yeah. but she could be better. Could, it's yeah, like be a good. multi-layered character, which is quite nice because we barely ever see those. Yeah. I think the segment fell a bit flat, but both were decent promos. I yeah. thought. Yeah. I thought Bianca's material was a lot better than Carmella's, though. Yeah. So the writers be a bit more fairer. Okay. Okay. Force Fraser. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it's built up the match a bit better than what because it's been thrown together quite late on with, yeah. with Rhea Ripley being pulled out of the match. So this did help kind of pull that intrigue there. Mm. Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss are interviewed backstage and denied being friends because they both want to win Money in the Bank. Liv then beats Bliss in a singles match with Asuka doing things on commentary. That really should have been my Hall of Fame pick. Asuka's commentary is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> She's just screaming and ranting in Japanese and then shouting, nobody's ready for Asuka. They keep trying to ask her questions and she just keeps replying in Japanese and then occasionally it gets lightly translated when they kind of pick out an English word. <laughs> that was the highlight for me was Corey Gray was being Asuka's translator. It was more distracting and entertaining than the match itself. I'm not too sure if it was. And just kept coming back to her just looking outraged. It was great. I liked how Liv Morgan finally had a bit of sass. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. She's like, I'm not your friend. Because for, for for too long it's been Liv Morgan being like, oh, I'm so happy with everyone. Yeah. I'll, ruffle any feathers. I'll I just want to be here. We're all good yeah. friends. Nice to see her have a bit, a bit of a cutting edge. Yeah. yeah. The match was fine, I thought. Yeah, but it was I just thought the, the, yeah, the, the Corey translator gimmick for Asuka was a lot more entertaining than yeah. that. Just pair them up regularly. Just have Byron be I'm sure that would it end very well. Me, it reminded me of like classic commentary, that kind of exchange yeah. that was going on. So more of it. Bobby the Brain. It. Yeah. Byron the Brain. <laughs> uh, then we see, oh God, Vince McMahon introduces John Cena to the live crowd. Uh, so short and so pointless again. Um, he couldn't have given his own tribute. Um, he, he should have given his own tribute, but he just went, <laughs> what yeah. needs to be said is what he said. Just to translate that back into English for those who don't speak Vince McMahon. <laughs> and <I'll... laughs> I just don't get why he's still out on TV with everything that's going on. He's got to show that he's still around at tapings. Oh my 
He's just showing business as usual. Yeah, yeah. This whole investigation isn't bothering to the people who maybe want to see him leave. Yeah. But there we go. I saw someone on Twitter. Was it Brian Gewirtz saying, like, um, I hope week by week by week he just comes out and says more random things? Yes. Just like... <laughs> In three weeks' time, he's just going to be like, toaster, tinfoil, <laughs> and elephants. <laughs> and also the great Carly. And then he slams the mic down yeah. and walks out. <laughs> just, yeah, just, if you're going to do that, why not? I just, it's, yeah. He's just trying to show everyone that business as usual. He's not being amazed yeah. by everything that's going on. But then he introduces John Cena, of course, we've just said there. Cena comes out and thanks the fans for always being honest with them, whether they like him or not he says that uh, he isn't sure when he'll wrestle again but it won't just be one match if he does it'll be more than one it'll be a series of things against austin sorry just theory, well, theory yeah. he like he he it sounded a little bit like he was about to well up as well so it was a bit like oh John, speaking John. speaking emotionally speaking yeah. from the heart yeah. i liked i liked see, it's great to see you in a back big big did you see back. him did you yeah. Wow. Why not? You're the first person. Know, right? That was the, the, the Street Profits bit where it was like, John Cena, and it panned over to nothing. And then like, he's <laughs> over here. And then he panned over and he's like, Wonderful content. Great banter. Uh, Bobby Lashley then takes on Alpha Academy in a handicap affair. Uh, they were doing so well before that massive electric chair from Lashley to Otis. Yes, you heard me correctly. Yeah. Lashley doing an electric chair sort of maneuver to How? Otis was absolutely fantastic. How? The strength of How? It, it's, uh, he's a big guy, but how? Yeah. Like, I couldn't even fathom that. And after seeing that match, I've come to the conclusion that Theory might be a bit buggered tomorrow night at Money in the Bank. Think he's, you think he's yeah. going to lose? I think his, his reign could be coming to an end <sighs> because the match with Cena doesn't need a title, does it? No, it doesn't. No, really, does it? but if he beats Cena and we can keep the belt on Roman-ish, he could beat Roman and that would be it. That would be the king-making performance, right? Goodness me. I mean, that's a big... Uh, yeah. snapper. Four. Well, you're talking a couple of years down the line yet, so he's got a lot more time, but... That's <laughs> right. I want, to, I want Roman to hold, want the belt hold for a couple more, more years. Yeah. Four-year reign. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Reset the whole thing. Make it mean something again. I'm not on Whoever board with Whoever takes it now, that belt no. off him. If he's not going to turn up for work, I'm not on board with him. He's doing one hey, smack one He's got Fast and the Furious 48 to be in the background of. You Piss, know? Off <laughs> then, huh? Piss off then, Roman, if you don't like us. Huh? That's what huh? they want you to feel, fast, Ross. Fast That's fast what ten. they want you to feel. Yeah, Keep well, I am feeling, feeling it. it. Good. I'm an effing mark, Sam. Now imagine three more years, six more years, ten more years of this. Oh, I my. just miss his glistening muscle tits. That's all I miss. <laughs> One of them tattooed, one of them not. Uh, then we have a beat-down bit with Theory trying to beat down Lashley afterwards. But Lashley clears the ring of all three men involved, with Alpha Academy, of course, also being involved. And Theory runs away. Who will win their match at Money in the Bank? I think we answered that already, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, I, I'm, I'm thinking Theory, though. Why? Are you being, just, are you just being facetious? No, I, I do just think that they're very behind Theory and Lashley doesn't need the belt right now. And it's not a bit early Bobby for him Lashley. to have the chance to go for that gold, though. I think have... No, th keep... The US title in theory and have his match with John Cena have a bit more history with mm. with, with with Cena's. How is he going to win? Then? I don't know. Just roll up. Alpha Academy it's, get involved. It's, it's WWE. Be I don't think. So. I, hope, I hope if that match happens and the US title is involved with Theory and Cena, that Theory brings out the old Spinner, Spinner US title. <laughs> Just a bit of mind games because yeah. it's a disgusting belt, but it means something to Cena. Cut a wrap on him. Yeah. Dress the Cena. Get some knuckle dusters that say because word life. Yeah. My name is John and I dress really well. <laughs> I wash my clothes so I don't smell. Just like Owen Mawson. Uh, then we get a pre-recorded interview with Curdy Rhodes who reveals he'll be out for nine months. Oh my God. When is nine months I hear you ask, dear viewer? March. Yeah. What happens around March, April time? The wrestle of the mania. It yep. all fits together really Same well. Same night as Darren Hayes at Newcastle City <laughs> Hall. <laughs> really? Savage Garden 25th anniversary tour is oh. the Saturday of mania. Can so you tickets? could literally finish 
sprint to the office and catch the pre-show. I was thinking of Darren Styles there, Sam. I've yeah. got mixed up with me, Darren's. Inconsequentially, no. uh, <laughs> uh, we could go to uh, Wyland Brewery in December <laughs> yeah. um, for Martin Kemp Disco oh, what? 80s Disco Boogie Night. Are you thing. for real? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go, oh, mate. We should I pitched do it. it to upstairs and everyone just said no. What? Sorry. Have you seen like the 90s festivals and stuff Martin, that are doing the rounds? Let me just say this again, Fats Fraser. Fats and Small yeah, yeah. are doing something. Mar- Martin, Martin Kemp. Kemp. You yep. know what, what band was he <laughs> Spandau Ballet. Spandau Ballet, yes, that Martin yep. Kemp. And the Standers and DFS. Yes, yeah, yeah. Was it SES or DFS? He's one of them. The son of a man. The sales of Sofa man. Father of Roman. <laughs> Ronan. Yeah. Ronan Kemp, not Ronan, Roman Kemp. Yeah, yeah. Um, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> he is going to host a DJ set playing 80s tunes just before Christmas. Yeah. 18th of December, Sam. It, yeah, and you don't want to go. It's it's a big night. It's a big night. I'm tickets busy. I'm like busy 20, that night, including the booking fee. Yeah, tickets were twenty one pounds. My only gripe with Wyland Brewery is that it's so popular and all of their beers are so nice that it's impossible to go to the bar without having to order three drinks at once. Usually, because the queues are just obscene. I was at a wedding a couple of weeks ago and Jake had. Oh, Jake had brutal, oh, but uh, it's three it's, pints. Yeah, gone. yeah. Anyway, Cody's pre-recorded promo. We should get back to the wrestling, so we should. Um, he's <laughs> really, really nice in this promo. Just putting over everybody individually in this mm. match to show why they're dangerous and why they could win. But if Seth wins, he would be the first to congratulate them, even though Seth has done some terrible things to his peck. Oh my God! Back in the arena, Seth acts obnoxiously towards Cena backstage. They're interrupted by Omos and MVP, and Seth seems intimidated by Omos's size. He's a big boy. I wonder why. He's a big boy. He's a big boy, isn't he? Like double his height. Oh, yeah, very <laughs> <a> big boy. <laughs> you do a good uh, Seth Rollins laugh, don't you? I'll do a really can, good. Can one. you do a Seth Rollins laugh that he did the Cena theme? It, well, if you do that <laughs> and then. There you go. It's like he's in the room with us. Yeah, that's it. I time out. Where are we now? Oh, yeah, he's just intimidated by the height, as we all are when we stand next to Omos. Um, we've all done that, haven't we? Just yeah. Next to it's just next still, to we've all been there, yeah. They should really sell a cutout of Omos just to show you how big he really is. Mm. We've got Hasbro upstairs, so we could put him we next to... Oh, wow. We could put him next to Omos. Jack Atkins stole Hasbro and brought him back to the UK. <laughs> Really? And he's living upstairs. <laughs> now, and there's one in the time bar. If you go in there, it's like hidden behind uh, all the spirits on this little shelf. Yeah. He's just peering out. Yeah, yeah, we've got him just sitting. He's a little coat stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like, of course, uh, Rollins reminding Cena about the time he smashed his nose across his face. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Lovely time. Summer back slam. In the summer of 2K15, 15, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it was a long time ago. Uh, then we see Becky Lynch winning a multi-woman elimination match against Jaya Nikki A.S.H., Shayna Baszler, Tamina. Screwed once again. Uh, Dewdrop as well was involved to qualify for money. Int Bank, as someone from Yorkshire mm. might say. Thoughts on this one, guys? I'm was glad it... Becky won that one. Why? Because uh, she needs to have a match and Money in the Bank needs to be in there. She's one of the top stars. It makes sense. It was an interesting final three for me. It was good to see Dewdrop kind of hanging in there right until, you know, bitter end with Becky. I thought it, it worked really well. I thought it was the story of the match. Dewdrop yeah. and mm-hmm. Becky battering fools until Becky battered Dewdrop. Yeah. Which I didn't, I didn't like the setup for that finish because Dewdrop just sort of got on the middle rope willingly. Yeah, yeah it was. It was a bit like, oh, she wants to take that manhandle slam, does she? Bit of a weird kink to but have. At the same time, it was, it was just good to see her getting a featured moment and you know going toe to toe with Becky Lynch and holding her own as well for a little bit and you know it was... oh, that's a Mandela effect lads this is the match where the ref got in the middle of them I made a right is it oh well gonna have to go back was. and revoke I don't know what the excuse was for Smackdown then let's just say she slipped on a banana peel that, yeah oh. that's what happened bloody banana yeah, peel screwed again I've made a right mess there there's just so much wrestling to keep up with everybody that just seems to happen don't they but that's uh, Becky's 
Becky's there. Yeah. Becky's she got, do you think she's got a good shot winning? Becky's going to win, isn't she? Yeah. Her or Liv Morgan? That's my two yeah. favourites for the match. I kind of want Liv to win, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. More on that at the end of the podcast, because of course, with this being a pay-per-view week, we must answer which will be the best of the matches. Of course. Ooh. But of course. now we get on to the highlights of the professional wrestling week. Everyone's favourite television show. I'm not going to bother doing math for impersonations anymore. <laughs> NXT 2.0. First of all, we see the Cowie Girls, which of course are Caden Carter and Katana Chance. They lose to Cora and Roxanne Perez in a number one contenders match. There, Fraser, you there, young man. Yeah, hi. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I, I'm, I'm glad who went over. I think they make sense to go through and have a shot at the belts. We've seen them... But Roxanne's got the contract. Yeah, yeah he's got the contract. Yeah, why does she care about the other ones? <laughs> More bit titles, greedy, more titles, greedy belt collector, but yeah, it's, it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm not been the biggest fan of NXT 2.0, I think you, you hear it a lot from me in the office. Um, but I, I enjoyed this. I would love to have a podcast where I don't feel like the third wheel when Matthew and Jack are here. <laughs> the sexual tension's off the scale, so I feel like the third wheel there just caught in the middle of a sex thirst thing, and now <laughs> I'm here. Two people who don't like NXT, like NXT 2.0, oh, I'll, I'll fly the flag. I'm quite I, I positive about it, this episode. It feels like it is starting to find its own. Because that was my, my largest takeaway when I've been able to get the time to dip in and out of it. Because it's one of those things where I've kind of just got to get all the cliff notes on everything else through the week and then just try and see if I've got time. But like the... The times I have dipped in and out, it's just felt really unsure of itself. But now it seems to be starting to hit its stride. And it's like, this mm -hmm. is when NXT got good last time. So potentially, you know, this is the ground floor and we're only going to go up from here. So we need to rename it NXT Hybrid because it is black and gold and silly bollocks. Early days NXT 2.0. Now, yeah. this match was very 1.0 in its, uh, in its, in its, in its Kavorka. Mm hmm. Mm. In its Kavorka. You know what Kavorka is? No. What did you tell oh, us? Oh, what... LA Knight would tell you all about it. Um, but I'm a big fan of Wade Barrett claiming that he's got a ticket for Toxic Attractions VIP section, only for it to be a valet parking ticket thing. He's quite thirsty on commentary. Well, we make him a bit, of a, a bit of a pest on the podcast here, just like <laughs> if Matthew and Jack were here, no doubt one of them would be saying, oh, I'll park on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're just that's what he does, they're randy yeah. old cockney geezers. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he is now. No, Wade Way Barrett. Barrett yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. oh, I, thought oh, saying, I thought you were saying Jack and Matthew talk like that. I was like, what? <laughs> no, we, we, we put words in, uh, in the Wade Barrett. Right, okay. So we yeah, do. Yeah. But uh, lovely tandem offense from the Cowie girls. There was some liquid wrestling from Roxanne. She's got great fundamentals, so she has. Uh, not much of a shock for the winner, but two good teams doing good things there. It was, it was very, very good. Good opening. Good opener match. Then we see Diamond Mine and Joe Gacy backstage taking us on a bloody roller coaster of emotions. Gacy tries to recruit members of the Diamond Mine. Then Diamond Mine claim they are the strongest family. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> In all of NXT. And I know that Fraser didn't like that, did you? Yeah, I did not like that. Because how many folk have, have left Diamond Mine or been released in the past? No one, what are you on about? That's not the, that's not the, <laughs> the, the strongest family. They didn't work here the, in the first place. That's not making the family weak. That's just getting rid of the, the rid of the weak ones. Right, like my weak. family's My brother got kicked out. <laughs> right. He's had to change his name to Nelson. Oh, no longer Tweddle. Well, um, yeah, they're, they're not the strongest family. And he can't, he did kind of jinx them, I guess, here, didn't he? Yeah, so it looks like they're a strong family unit. Then all of a sudden, right at the end of the segment, my God, the dagger to the heart. Roddy only cares about Martin Kemp. I know it's Damon <laughs> Kemp, but I like to call him Martin. Uh, they could both be MMMs by the time this podcast... Well, not just after this podcast comes yeah. out on Friday. Could you imagine Damon Kemp as an MMM on SmackDown with Max Dupree? I would no. Be. All I want, <laughs> all I want, is a world bodybuilding federation style. You know, Gary Strider entrances. That's what I want for Triple M. That's what John I want. Cena's thighs. This as well. <laughs> Look, I, I'm just, I've got very specific tastes here, Ross. 
I want to see them fulfilled. Moving on to wrestling's lovely. for everybody, including me. Well, this will be right up your street then, because now we see Giovanni Vinci. I I came. I saw my last name. He defeats Eichmann Giro, who is a fashion icon in all of his own right with his jacket. Oh, his jacket. Lovely jacket. Um, but yeah. I, Giro, right, might just be the greatest seller the professional wrestling world has seen since Shawn Michaels because his selling of the chops all of the around the ring, all of mm-hmm. around the ring, I'm having a stroke here now, and his sell of a Tornado DDT and the look on his face when he was getting pinned as well, it was Shawn Michaels-esque and a little bit better. I would he did suggest. well. He did really well. Eichmann Giro is a better seller than Shawn Michaels <laughs> ever was. I imagine Shawn Michaels' influence is uh, having quite a lot quite of uh, taking sway. things to new yeah. heights. What do you think of match? I, I quite like Giovanni. I think he's. I think he's great. I've... You'll never guess what, right? What, what? He used to be Fabian Eichner. Oh what? Yeah. Don't you ruin things like that oh, for me? But they look completely different. I know. Yeah. One's got a beard. One. One, one points to the camera. And, and it takes a little. It takes a little push. Yeah. If they wrestle each other next week, your your theory's dead in the water. Well, I'll be wonderfully... It's like Elias and Ezekiel <laughs> and Elrod. <laughs> hey, but it's a fantastic, another fantastic gimmick on NXT 2.0. Yeah. And next up, we see JB and BJ, who apparently won the NXT UK Tag Team Championships over here in Jolly Owl, bloody England recently. Apparently so, I yeah. yeah. Hey, I think someone had told us, at least, bloody hell. <laughs> um, but apparently Brooks has been getting all the phone numbers since winning the titles, which means I just hope he got his end away finally, because yeah, that's what his gimmick has been, Sam. Yeah, He's, right. The son... <laughs> Of the son of Bull Buchanan, his yeah. gimmick, his right, his gimmick in NXT 2.0, the show, great the show is, is that of a hillbilly masturbator. It's all he does is masturbate while being a hillbilly. It's fairly spot on, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Vince huh? strikes again. No, no, no this is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Is. Oh, Shawn strikes again. <laughs> But hopefully now he's got the gold around his waist. He's getting some yeah, yeah. action. Yeah. Uh, you, you deserve a chance. <laughs> I'm going to go home and stream tonight. Uh, sorry, after streaming tonight, I just put this straight on. I need, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. I need to see it. The you deserve a chance for the new NXT UK Tag Team Championships might be, just be Jack's most conclusive evidence yet that there are plants in the crowd inside the NXT he's, audience. He's, he's big on this campaign. Is, I yeah. thought there was for LA Knight. Oh! Back in- Get out! Back in, back in well, day. We've seen before that, you know, they, they seem to like to leave certain signs on certain seats during certain episodes. And, you know, some people do what? get in for free and there are, like, instances Who? where... Come on! <laughs> Who? Nobody. Okay. I, I'll, I'll just the entire NXT UK audience gets in for oh, free. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but 2.0, yeah. I think it's not so much plants as in, like, please come in and cheer only for these people. That's what it's, Jack suggests, though. No, it's more just, like really think you should cheer for these yeah it's completely like, organic hey here's you've won some free tickets here's some Ike Majiro t-shirts and some signs that's what I'm well, thinking well if they're watching <laughs> I'll come along I want to chase you Jumper okay I do like chase you I yeah. want to be a, one of their plants I mean this was a brave brave episode of NXT 2.0 because we've got one this week where there was no there was two of the four pillars were missing right no chase you segment and no come Tuesday there was no Grayson Waller, right, as well? Like he was there for a little bit, we, trying but, to get... Uh, well, he, but he not was, like a big we'll presence. Get on, we'll, get, we'll get on with it later. Well, there yeah. was a big... Because he said he got himself a title match. You're not going to go anywhere without your four pillars. Well, you, can't. And you need to make sure that you call them the four pillars as well, so everybody knows. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah, knows. Yeah. On this, yeah. you, you don't want to call the wrestling podcast. How many follow you the four pillars of <laughs> uh, Just Andre. Just Andre. Andre, yeah. He's the only one who knows. Uh, yeah. But then we get... Uh, where are we there? They get. I guess they're being used as an advert for NXT UK, but I think it's a little bit too little too late. Yeah, because I don't like it when yeah. there's a lot. As AEW show, I don't like it when there's too many, too many belts, and these are like belts that don't even they don't even go here, fam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey? They don't even go to this school. No. <laughs> Any more thoughts on the the masturbatory? No, no that's the, and his friend. I do like the title I, designs. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> 
I wish Matthew and Jack were here. <laughs> Share my enthusiasm for NXT 2.0. Then we see impressive Indy Hartwell, that's her full name, everybody, who loses to Kiana James, who is the clever one in the NXT UK women's uh, NXT uh, 2.0 women's division because she wears glasses, and that's how we There's know she's clever. There's a lot of depth clever. to these characters and, well, and these wrestlers. Everyone says the strength of the Attitude Era was you had these defined gimmicks that you could do, be yeah, summed yeah. up in a sentence. In NXT 2.0, that's all they're doing. So. That's, it's very fair, and I do the, appreciate the that. Yeah, yeah. critical for you to criticize NXT 2.0 when you tickle the balls of the Attitude Era. So I, I, I wasn't. Well, yeah, I've seen your phrase. Are we comparatively <laughs> in like 1993, 94 now? Compar- Is that where now, we are? We're, we're prime 97 now. We're prime this 97 now. Gang warfare. you got Tony D'Angelo's family. I'm on about generally like, in Legado. the business. Oh, in the business. I don't yeah. know where we are. But NXT 2.0, we're on the cusp of the Attitude Era. All right. <laughs> it's gang warfare. I'm more of the ruthless aggression. Give me that in NXT. Uh, well, I feel like that was like 10 years ago. Ruthless, ruthless aggression. Yeah. Um, yeah. Attitude era, nothing. Get out, you child. <laughs> As for Kiana James, I was expecting her to be like the Serena Deeb of the NXT 2.0 women's division because she wears the glasses and therefore she is the more mm. clever. Would that one. not have been performance center coach uh, Serena Deeb? Yeah, 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 yeah if yeah. they just utilized her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. It makes sense for the best wrestler to teach you the wrestlers. But it also makes no sense for the best wrestler not to be not wrestling. Not be wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a really, this match did nothing for me. I've, you've got to call it when you see it, lads. I thought this was a proper, proper missable match. We've a, we've a dud. Nothing happened until but the cheating at the end. It is developmental. There's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, it was, but it was the same with NXT, you know, black and gold. There were weeks where, you know, you'd have nothing but standout matches and weeks yeah. where it was just at a standstill. And it was like, Christ. But, you know, the, at least it's down to just instances of it on a show. I'm not really hearing any mega, mega, mega bad negativity around NXT 2.0 anymore. Because, you know, initially it was just like, it's all changed it's and bad. we don't like change and it's bad. And now, it, as I said, it seems to be, you know, on the right path. So one one sort of dud in the middle of uh, an all right show is not too bad, is I'm it? I'm telling you, it's not as good, obviously, as NXT Black and Gold circa 2013 to yeah. 2019. Yep. But it craps in the face of black and gold 2019 to 2022. Yeah. 2021. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, to be fair, I did drop off NXT boring, black and gold. It yeah. Just, yeah. It, it has injected some more fun in it. circles for a while, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Right then, this is where business picks up by God because we have kayfabe murders back in our professional wrestling. If there's one thing that's been missing in my wrestling for a long time, it's kayfabe murders because we learned that Tony D'Angelo has made two dimes sleep with the fishes. Love this. Wow, wow, he probably shouldn't be putting that on in that internationally broadcast TV, but you've got know. to admire the bollocks on the man for doing so. Yeah, it was a great segment. I thought, like, I now appreciate this segment. Kind of actually see gang warfare turned WWF ninety seven yeah turned the page it's on like my, the DOA. my appreciation nation domination you got yeah. Tony you got Legado you got the other lads and lasses I thought it was great I thought it was really funny in the way they did it and it's very Sopranos let's um, well, I'll stand by what I said on the news and I I want a bottle episode of NXT that takes place you know just following Tony D'Angelo around on his own. Uh, and then he kind of comes into contact with other people and then slowly but surely, you know, just kind of takes him to that bridge over and over again. Uh, and then it ends on a cut to black. I just want a complete pastiche of The Sopranos for one single episode of NXT. No announcement, no nothing. It just starts on a gentle kind of pull up from his shoes as he stood in the street corner just going like, hey! And then it goes from there. That's what I want more than anything. But Two, well, two Dimes was released recently. Well, it's interesting. They, they've Fraser. said that they might, he could come back. Because... 
The, the not after that. Not <laughs> after yeah. The sequence of events was two diamonds was released, yeah. but the days before they released them, they recorded two weeks of NXT yeah. TV. Yeah. So he was on TV for the next two weeks, and this was the first week yeah. where he wasn't signed to the company, so they killed his character off. Yeah. He but did say he, he was a back? good swimmer. He can come back under a different gimmick. If you have the right sources, you will know that Two Dimes is still alive because while this was happening on TV, he tweeted out something along the lines of "Jokes on you, I can swim." Yeah. Before, oh. delete, before deleting the tweet. So where is Two where Dimes? Where is he? Well, he's, he's he, he he might be able to swim, but he, he's not. Yeah, I think they might sleeping. have just kind of hushed him up a little bit, and yeah, he might be sleeping with some fishes now after the <laughs> just, tweet. Just in case he's just, just in case he is dead, I think we should hold now a moment's uh, reflection and silence in the memory of Two Dimes. Should it not have been a ten bell salute? Ding. Wow. Wow. Hold on. Bada bing. Hold on. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> I think that's seven. All right. One more. Thank you, Sam. Oh, that was beautiful. Sam. That was some great Got podcasting. Tears, everybody. tears to my eyes. <laughs> Who was that on the phone, though? Oh, who Doing was the maniacal it? laugh at the end of the segment. Was it Joe Gacy? I couldn't work so, out who so it was. I, I watched this uh, slightly sped up. <laughs> How? <laughs> Just ever so slightly. How? I didn't notice because <laughs> it was that little bit, but it changed the pitch ever so slightly. So it's just enough to make it sound slightly off. And I was, Who, who's talking about it? He's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> going far too fast. And then it, proper Grand Theft Auto it one did, phone call. It like. sped up so much that the commentary of the next sort of segments were all going. <laughs> it was like, this is this is trippy. I understand yeah. why you like this. Da- download VLC. <laughs> <laughs> for me it was Joe Gacy because he was like can I speak to the former North American champion or whatever and he did a maniacal laugh which was very Joe Gacy let me know down below who you think it was because I haven't got a clue then we see a weird segment where Carmelo Hayes compares himself to John Cena with the HLR of John Cena turned into, turned into HLD of Carmelo Hayes because disrespect mm-hmm. instead of respect nice then Grayson Waller appears to get Carmelo to sign some merchandise those NXT contracts must be as bad as we've heard if Waller needs to turn to this getting his comrades to sign some <laughs> yeah, yeah. merch for him to sell <laughs> on the black market speaking of which do you want to buy a cameo Ross <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that Sam? wasn't that the, uh, the, the Hebner situation he's got to be careful <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that was a nice tribute to Earl or Dave was, no it wasn't Dave was it was Earl Dave Earl Dave, Dave, Dave the, the, from what I understand it wasn't selling hooky merch the crack was they um they actually owned like a, a business that made like print to order stuff and embroidery and you know work shirts and stuff uh but they'd made some for like wwf backstage like staff with just the logo on it like wwf wwe logo on it and then by the time they got to the building and people saw them it was like who made those where'd they come from and it turned into this whole like oh kind of situation i still think they were a bit cruel there you know, I think <laughs> losing out on Earl and Dave Hebner over some T-shirts now. Hey, Ridiculous. Uh, earnings. Legends. That money. <laughs> Later in the night, we learn that Carmelo has actually signed a contract to defend his North American title against his boy. As Trick shouts really naturally, that snake, he tricked you, man. Like trick, you call trick. trick. Yeah. You should be able to spot this trick. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how he did it because looking back at the footage when he signs the merchandise, there's no contract on play. Maybe the ink was still wet. Yeah, yeah and it's soaked like through. Or <laughs> quickly yeah. got one of those eraser pens. That bloody no good Grayson Waller's got himself a North American title match next week at the Gab. 
The Great American, Great American Bash. Bash. Nice. Then we see a, a baby-faced promo from Wesley where he's, he's, he says Carmelo shouldn't mistake his kindness or his weakness or whatever. Soppy, bo- you know, it was just a soppy bollocks baby-faced yeah. promo, <laughs> and they're going to face off. What the? Where was he speaking? I might have written down the wrong notes here. Was he speaking about Carmelo Hayes? I th- it was just a soppy bollocks promo. I got it? lost. In I'm the gonna tears. face off uh, against somebody Whoever at some point facing, soon. They're probably gonna face off at some point in the future. And I was just lost in his tears once again. Diamond mine. <laughs> then get themselves in a bit of a pickle against the diehard. Strongest and Joe family. Casey. Huh? Strongest family. Yeah, they are. Strongest family. They get rid of the weak ones, like yeah. a like a pack of lions. Yeah. <laughs> Disregard the weak young. Just eat the young. <laughs> yeah. Leave the young to the high. The strong will inherit the earth. That's yeah, in the Bible. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we have the big dyad member who many believe to, well, I don't know if it's many, I believe it's Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson, yeah. Uh, I think he did a better Rainmaker than Okada in this matchup. It was absolutely fantastic. The suplex attempt from Julius Creed, where he was sat on his arse with his legs crossed and then somehow stood up in the suplex position. Incroyable, as the French might say. Uh, the finish happens, of course, when Roddy tags himself in and Julius doesn't like it. Further dissension in the strongest family in NXT 2.0, the Diamond Mine. Um, and I guess that's the end of the Diamond Mine as we, as we know it now. Roddy will go off with his new lad. At the moment, they've got match next week, right? Great American Bash, yeah. where it's him and thingy, Damon Kemp. Martin Kemp. Martin Kemp versus, uh, <laughs> versus the Young Boys. Versus the Young Boys. The Young That's Boys. The Creeds. The Creeds. Yeah. Creed Brothers. <laughs> Forgot the name for a moment there. These are the. How could you forget? It's Julius. They're, and they're very Creed. good. They're very it's good. Julian stuff, yeah. isn't it? Greek and then when they things. go to the and then when they go to the, the main <laughs> roster, they can be the Crudes, and they can tie it into whatever they do what with the Crudes franchise. Yeah. And oh make them cavemen. That make them come out and like. Yeah. You know, we got Vikings. See why aren't you doing that on NXT? You want Brutus and Julius Creed, masters of the squared circle. Pirate Paul Birch are back. Get all the gimmicks on the go. Artists on the amateur wrestling mat to be. Well, okay. give, them, give them a Bob Ross gimmick then. Oh my goodness. If they're artists. Interestingly, <laughs> though, I thought the Dyad were going to hit Ticket to Ride when they did the finisher with the elevated DDT. Mm. But they didn't. They didn't did an know. elevated DDT. Yeah. But they could mean that we found out who they were, finally. I think it's them. It, it, they dis- they it disappeared and went, you'll, nah, you'll not see us again. And then these two appeared. Yeah. Back in the locker room after the match, Roddy promises to teach the Creeds a lesson while teaming with Martin, Damon, Kemp. We've just said that, haven't we? But I'll read it out anyway. There we go. <laughs> I jumped we ahead. Get a, a medical update on Alba Fire. We're about to learn what it's about. Then Lash Legend, that no good, dirty cult leader, she interrupts the, interrupts the doctor, man, to say that she doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. And I reckon she's going to get a ring of fire when Alba comes With back. Alba. <laughs> Alba Fire. Fiery her her name still annoys me. Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Why? Because it's, it's meant to be pronounced Alba. So it's slightly different. Alaba. Alaba. Like David Alaba. Alaba. Yeah. yeah. Like Alaba. Interesting. Not Alba. All I could think of when I saw it was the BBC Alba logo. BBC Alba, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, blue t- box the, with the, Alba, the cheap yeah. TV brand, Alba. Oh, oh God, yeah. Alba I saw a Daewoo car the other day and I <laughs> lost my mind. I think we had like a Daewoo TV. We had like, the, they made like everything from like toasters to cars yeah. and then they just disappeared. And you could do, you could drive both, couldn't you? you could drive the <laughs> on the road, fantastic. Um, but I don't know what this means. I, Alba Fire is going to come back and just torch Lash Legend, which would be a good thing. And then Lash LaRue comes out. <laughs> she's got a cult as Lash Legend. I thought you'd said something else there. Cult? Yeah. <laughs> she's a, and then something. She's a cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cult leader. Yeah. She has a cult <laughs> of people who just laugh at everything she said, yeah, like yeah. she's prime Billy Connolly or something like that. Just keep things Scottish. Just keep things Scottish. Thanks for the Scottish. Then reference. we see Sanger, who has a new look. PK, wouldn't have done that. I know. Frankie Boyle. Frank- oh, yeah, yeah. Love right. it, Frankie. Frank Daniel Sloss. 
All of them. Daniel Sloss. Daniel Sloss. No, I don't know that one. Oh, you don't know Daniel Kevin Sloss. Bridges. Kevin Bridges. Kevin Bridges. Kevin Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I love him. He's got a good one about house like he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sanger with his brand new look then defeats Sion Quinn in a glorified squash match. I was thinking at the start of the match, I don't know what they've done to Sanger because a couple of weeks ago with the lasses who do the dance, and I've forgotten their names already, uh, he was a playboy. That's what I described him as. It's his moustache. Yeah, no, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's had, what I mean. He had two ladies on, his, on each arm, well, one lady on, each, on mm-hmm. each arm, and he was twiddling his moustache. He was such yeah. a playboy. Then he comes out in his black gear and his MMA gloves, and I was thinking, oh, what have they done? They've stripped him down to nothing. But he wrestles the match. Match, and he does uh, a couple of impressive snake eyes and I don't say that with you know yeah. I mean that really impressive yeah, snake yeah. eyes and he hits a choke slam and ends a really ugly and boring match but I came away <laughs> thinking with the MMA gloves he looked really hard I did yeah yeah he mm. looked tough couldn't Zion Quinn with his nice pretty <laughs> muscles he's got Sanger there looking like a bruiser like, like a fighter like that fella off Popeye that fights Popeye Bluto yeah I thought you looked good my thoughts on this match? Yeah, it was a yeah. I mean, it was what it was. It was a squash sort of thing, but I, yeah, I, he, he looked good with his mustache, as you said. I mean, it was basically what you said there. He, he fits the look that he's got. Add more playboyness. Add more playboyness. What do you want to see? Playboyness. Uh, Hugh Hefner name. robe. I want to see some, uh, some Mardi Gras chains and yeah. a pair of sunglasses and a big cigar. Big cigar, yeah. Naked Sanger, but with a bigger mustache and with still the MMA gloves on. That's a what big, like, Walter style jacket, but it doesn't close. It's kind of like one of those capes that goes all the way around the shoulders and yeah. it's just nothing underneath but the, you know, the, 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 the trunks and the oiled up body. Mm-hmm. It's what we need. You've got a lot, a lot of these. What's a theme, here, yeah. Just. Wrestling is missing its baby oil, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Me and Tom have been seeing a lot of American males matches and it just doesn't stack up today. Something. It doesn't stack up today. Fair enough. It's when... all about the body oil. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Chu has a nightmare about Tiffany Stratton calling her tragic and a joke and whatnot, but then has a nice dream about her assaulting fools with weapons. But not nasty weapons, wholesome weapons like silly string. Uh, Jack Atkins is a massive Wendy Chu fan. Oh, yeah. He, he's all over the Wendy Chu bandwagon. How can you not be a massive fan of Wendy Chu? She's a Home Alone it film has, come to life. Uh, right. So, yeah, your favorite Home Alone is three? No, no, no. You keep getting this wrong, Fraser. It's not my favorite one. I'm just saying a lot of people crap on it. Right, because okay. it doesn't deserve as, to exist. And it doesn't exist. Thank you. No, you go into HMV. You go into HMV. four and five, Sam. Number three is a perfectly nope. good film with you, Mrs. Hess. You no. go into HMV, and if you see anything other this than one and two, town. you pick Watch them up. Watch your step as I come you around. You pick them up. You take them somewhere, you hide them underneath That's clothing. four and five. You don't want children having one. a terrible life experience by having to see an awful movie like Home Alone 3, 4, or 5. It's Home Alone 3. What's, do you like Home Alone 3? It's like Dennis the Menace 2. No. no. Dan, you're no. a good film. What? It's just not as Are iconic. You for real? It's just not as iconic Dan. as one of the It's not good enough to be good. Film. Stops a missile attack. Yes, he does. <laughs> he should have been causing the missile attack if you'd seen the first two. There's a chip for a missile in a remote control car. Mrs. Uh, Hess ends up. Oh, she's a hostage for goodness sake. Is it Kevin McAllister? No. No, it doesn't matter then. No, it's Alex. Yeah. Who? What's he done since? Yeah, he who's, grew up who's and Alex? became Alex Abrahantis on AEW. That's, who he did. That's what he did. So. But Wendy Chu is she's she's Home Alone one. That's the quality of her. <laughs> I, she could be one. She's two or three. she's done really great stuff with the character. I'm really enjoying Wendy Chu. I liked her little rhyme. It was like unnerving levels of Doctor Zeus for me because she's like <laughs> Tiffany Stratton. I get under your skin. I go for the pin and I win. She's a psychopath. She's unflappable. Fantastic. You're not selling this at all. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm going to sit here and speak to myself. <laughs> I, she's I great. Think, well, I, she's, she was good, Ross. I agree oh, dear, with you. Ross, I when it, when well. it, she oh, is man. great. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing really good stuff, and it's the first sort of time in a wee while that I've seen her. Um, tuning in NXT 2.0 this I weekend. I missed Tian I'm, I'm impressed. You missed Tian? No, this yeah. is better. I, I think this is it's, better. It's cool. I, it is probably a lot better in terms of, you know, the, the career lengths it can go to, but the whole Tian Sha thing was just like ominous on a level we'd not seen in a while and I was like oh this is going to be great and then Zaylee got called up and it was like it fell apart big ups to my man Boa by the way yeah yeah. I did that thing that Adam said many years ago and I got the blue tick Sam unfollow everyone in wrestling but then follow them back again because you got a blue tick I just did it the NXT 2.0 roster and big Boa was one of the three that followed me back what lad along with Dante Chen and Andre yeah. Chase well, Andre Chase oh, is the one you want to get Andre Chase though. is a big one yeah. yeah. next up we see Nikita Lyons who defeats Mandy Rowe but, but Mandy Woes uh, fired uh, disqualification when Toxic Attraction get involved. I like the story early on with Keita wrestling rings around the wily veteran who wasn't being wily. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not really. She's She's just just Mandy. I watched the the podcast. Who was it? Was it bloody Bubba Ray Dudley and Stone Cold Steve Austin? I actually watched that recently. And they spoke about the classic match structure Hmm. being uh, shine, beat down, come back, then finish. This was shine beat down comeback without the finish because to- Toxic yeah. Attraction got involved. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing sort of finish. Nearly a classic matchup, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was it, the, all the build up got you there. You're going get excited. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, all right. <laughs> I guess it was always good to happen, but I do feel that like one of these big takeover events and, and showing in front of two to three thousand people, as we saw in Dallas over WrestleMania. I hope they don't do a matinee game for that. No, that was weird. I, right? I just it needs to feel special. You can't just throw it on earlier in the day. It's like, what, 11 a.m. or something over yeah, there? It's yeah. too long ridiculous. But I do feel that whatever next big event they have that isn't the Great American Bash, Nikita Lyons will be the one to take the title off. You think she'll take the title? Mandy. Yeah. yeah. It's a good we, show. Yeah, good, it is a good show. Yeah. Thank you, Fraser. Yeah. And then we see Sola Sakoa, who was angry about losing to Grayson Waller last week. What a shock that was, eh? Couldn't believe it. Oh, it was a procession yeah. for Sola Sakoa and Grayson Waller does a little bit of cheating with a little bit of long to, long-term storytelling. So with a top turnbuckle. It I was re- good. I really like Grayson Waller. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm really disappointed. I like though. him now as well. <laughs> good, yeah. Because he says rubbish things every single week. Therefore, it's by design. It's on purpose. Yeah. 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 I'm glad someone else did. Yeah, no, I think he's really, he's really good. And uh, that's why I'm gutted that he, he wasn't on the show more. <laughs> I wanted to see more of him. Anyway, he's speaking to the brand new Apollo Crews. And Apollo Crews, Sam, mm. has got the best gimmick in professional wrestling today. Yes. Because Apollo <laughs> Crews, no matter what situation you put him in, he could be sitting at the diner having his tea. He could be walking down a dark alley after going to the pub. He can see the future. Then he acts the future that he's just seen inside of his head. He predicts the future, then acts it out. Is that not just thoughts? No. Have you seen the, have you seen the, the video package that they did for it? No. But because I can tell you now, I can imagine myself right now doing a cartwheel, right? But if I was to go over there and try and do a cartwheel, I couldn't do it. Yeah, but so like he he'll imagine exactly what's going to happen. Last week, Sam, he walked past so the dark alley. He's with... like a he's like a medium esque. He he's he's been touched by an angel or something, and now he can see the future. Yeah, he is an angel. Okay, so you call he... him Angel Cruz because he's an angel. He can see the future. <laughs> he's getting visions of the future and then it happens. Like, okay, and it, I can it, get behind it. It plays ridiculous. into this segment because Cruz says that Solo has a lot of thing, a lot of big things coming his way. Now, normally that's just a throwaway comment, isn't it? Yeah. But when you've got Apollo Cruz <laughs> who can see the future saying that to you, that means something. That means a lot. He's, yeah. he's like an X Men. He's got some X. He's got like some X Men powers. He's got some of that X juice in him. Yeah, and and it, it, it's made him see the future. Yeah, everybody yeah. else can fly, go invisible, yeah. shoot lasers he out their eyes. He can see specifically the specifically see. Is it dangers though that he can? No, because this implies that he can see anything but then. 
Right. No, what he sees. So it, he's he basically just... got like Spidey Sense premium package. Yeah, yeah Spidey yeah. Sense is, is, is exactly what it is. It, it's, it, 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 what we've seen so far has been danger, but I think it can be applied to any sort of situation. Right. It can be applied to anything in, happening in the future. Apollo Crews can see it and then he just makes it happen. Has he, he had a match? To somebody, you're going to have toast later tonight. <laughs> <Just walks laughs> that, that's that creepy kid from Scary Movie 3, isn't it? Everyone knows they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> has he had a match since this? Gimmick change? Uh, not since the gimmick was debuted, I don't think. Okay, he might have had one where he teamed with Solo Sokoa. But I'm that might really have been. interested to see how they do this in the ring. Yeah, he can't lose. So he should be champion within a matter of weeks. Well, hopefully. Yeah. It they, probably will happen. they show on screen <laughs> what's about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, Everyone, he just keeps pausing. His opponents just have to go. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's like, like, a, like a live freeze in theatre. Everybody stops and he's just there going, oh my but, God. <laughs> and the screen's just showing vision. That's like very Ultimate Warrior in the mirror yeah. sort of thing where it's like if we see it on the screen, it's just it's just been filmed. Well, Is it in his head? You had didn't you? Maybe they do just Go stick a TV behind a mirror and he's stood there in the dressing room and he has a vision. And yeah. you see it. <laughs> anyway, he's promised Solo Sokoa's big things in this future. So therefore, what's going to happen? Zion Quinn arrives on the scene. And to be honest with you, Zion, you can't be telling anybody that you are the perfect WWE superstar <laughs> when you don't ever win matches, right? Can he's got quite a bad, bad record, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah. You, don't, you don't just go, um, I could say I'm the best WWE superstar with that win record. Yeah. But you're not, are you? I'm not. No. And then Apollo, once again, <laughs> predicts the future by saying Quinn's future doesn't look good, which means Quinn's future doesn't look good. I assume they're going to have a match. What? Death. Death. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously. Sorry, sorry mate. Well, not, not hopefully for a while. <laughs> I just hope that Apollo Crews beats him in a match. Oh, right. That's what I was <laughs> hoping for. Fraser Portier, bit, a bit of a dark human being, a bit of a dark boy. Uh, Bron Breaker and Cameron Grimes then face off ahead of their NXT title match next week at the Gab. And Grimes just talks about the injured shoulder, but not a very... I like this Cameron Grimes character because it is an onion, Sam. It's right. layered. Layer he's lost layer. his big title where yep. he's been all silly bollocks like to the moon, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. And that has brought well, back the market. The, the market has crashed. So he's yeah. followed the market's trajectory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riding the GameStop stock. Riding yeah, the GameStop yeah. stock. Brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> all that crypto that, that he's got is gone yeah. as well. Shiba, gone. Dogecoin, gone. Oh, Bitcoin, gone. All done. Yes, yeah. but he's used this loss not not to get pissy and money like Drew McIntyre does on SmackDown. Oh, it's not going my way. Adam Pearce, you bastard. <laughs> he's just used it to get very serious indeed. And like He's passing off knowledge to Edris Anofi yeah. and Malik Blade and people like that. It's a fantastic little change to his character without going too heelish. And it was a, a fantastic dynamic, I thought, having up against Bron Breaker as I bore Fraser to tears. Look at him, he's yawning. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a fantastic, because obviously Bron Breaker's a big baby face. Cameron yeah. Grimes is still a baby face but with an Edge. I thought Grimes was a, a lot stronger here in the promo. I guess they're just going to smash each other next week, aren't they? Just going to yeah, smash each other. Uh, yeah. I think it'll be a good match. I re- both uh, Bron Breaker. I think we've all said it many a times, but he's so talented, and I think Grimes will get a really, really good match out of him. Well, this thing like Grimes <laughs> has uh, a lot of knowledge he can bestow upon people anyway. So you've got to imagine any situation where it's a like a high profile mm. matchup between mm. you know him and a rising star. Then for sure, I think it's going to be off the chain. Plus, I love David and Goliath style matches, and you know anything where it's like, oh, Bron Breaker's got like a huge reach, and he's going to be able to pick him out of the air. And it's sort of any match where your standard kind of fair as a competitor, if you're if, if you're going in against him, and he's got a counter to that, and you have to change up your style, that's like my favorite type of thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to most out of that one. And that was. The highlight of the week, NXT 2.0. But now we move on to a little thing called AEW Blood and Guts. Orange Cassidy and his new old theme, Jane, defeats Ethan Page via Scoop Slam. 
I really like Dan Lambert when he's not just calling women slags. Yeah, he's, he's got. A, he's good. He's really, he's really good at the start of this segment where he's like, "Could you ask those two gentlemen there to produce their uh, Michigan State license to be managers?" Oh no, he can't. Get them out of here. I like so, that sort of stuff. Um, wasn't the wrestling license abolished? I don't know. Possibly. I yeah, need to know that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, back in the day, you had to have a wrestling license, but I, companies have to be licensed, I think, but talent don't. So to be New, fair, New York's think, the big one. That they all have of, a big all one. of Dan Lambert's sticks about being from the 70s, basically. Yeah. So I thought it would fit. I wasn't no. very good. Um, it, I thought the match itself, there was a bit of a standard Orange Cassidy versus a larger man affair. The finish with the, sa- uh, the slam and the orange juice was like Hogan versus Andre, but at the breakfast buffet. The, the buffet. The buffet. The buffet. Don't the look buffet. at the screen. Oh, uh, don't look at the no, screen. Um, Someone get the remote. Oh, it's gone. Go. Well, fine. Um, then we move on. Any thoughts on that match? Uh, I'm glad Jane is his theme. Uh, it was weird because I really liked um, Where's My Mind. Did you? I, I don't think it fit him. It, no. I don't think it fit him that well. Two but on it the was nose. Just, it's, it's, it's just good. I, I don't know. I'm a big Pixies fan. Always have been. But it, for me, it just wasn't a good fit. I didn't like it. And, and the, I'm kind of happy it's gone now because it, it, it's not there's nothing about it that screams like wrestling, which I get is the point, but it's like... Yeah, but where is his mind, Sam? He's like Orange Cassidy. Where is his mind? Uh, his mind is in being as lazy as possible. That's the whole. You don't oh, need to. The question. Yeah. It was, this is just wet hot American summer, which is exactly what Orange Cassidy is. <laughs> so having Jane there, great yeah. theme. I hope, they don't, I hope they change Moxie's as well. I don't like Wild Thing as his theme. I think it fits. I think I, it's, it's growing on. It's growing on. Maybe he had a yeah. really good theme beforehand. He did. I like that's this that's a shame. Better. Nice to see Chuck Taylor back. Yes, that's the first time in a while that he's been back. Jockey T. Uh, and nice, nice tracksuits. They were nice tracksuits. Yeah. Where do you get them? Let me know. I want one. Uh, Christian Cage then wishes Jungle Boy's entire family was dead. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> apart uh, from his mom. Yeah, call me. Call me. Yeah. Oh, I hope good. she does call him. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy Christian Cage as an evil man, a yeah. twat and a turtleneck. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit interesting <laughs> that both him and Edge are heading up uh, what's looking to be a couple. Well, not anymore not for anymore, Edge, yeah. but uh, yeah. At one point, they could have both been heading up heel factions, which would have been uh, spicy to see go head to head week to week. Two two modern broods yeah. versus against each other. But no, Christian Cage since turning heel, his promos have been like I MJF level yeah, sort of brutal. People call it tasteless and whatnot, but that's the point. But he got everything point. down to the cheap heat. So it started off with some like a dig at uh, Detroit, just being like, you know, the only good thing about you is you're close to Canada. So cheap heat, and then straight in with wish your whole family was dead. Fantastic. And it's like, Whoa! Oh, and it goes for, like next week, the aunties and stuff get involved. Like, oh, I hope your aunties. His ma turns <laughs> heel and joins Christian. Next like, time with him on stage. Yeah. Live sex celebration with Christian and Jungle Boy's mom. <laughs> The possibilities are endless. Uh, but anyway, then we get introduced to a dark Luchasaurus who mauls Serpentico, ending it oh. with Jungle Boy's snare trap with a nerve hold to make it a little bit harder than Jungle Boy's. Now, I like the look of Luchasaurus as yeah. this like, darker persona and mm. whatnot. I think it's fantastic. But I hate the trajectory of his character. Because back at the early days, if you're a fan of AEW from like when Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus became the champions, yeah. this makes complete sense. But if you've been watching AEW from the start, and maybe Luchasaurus before AEW, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. He was a big master's degree fellow, wasn't he? Was he was intelligent. Very, he could, very eloquent Yeah, man. he was like the, the mouthpiece almost. And last week on AEW, we see Christian going, yeah, I've got him, everybody, winking towards the crowd and whatnot. Why, why is he going to back down to a stupid dinosaur just, and just go just grunts and roars? Yeah, yeah. And it is, I don't, I don't because he's sick of being overshadowed by that pretty jungle boy. Yeah, but you must be able to see the Christians playing him like a fiddle. Yeah. Look, who's better, 
in terms of pure history and title reigns, I think Christian might have a few on Jungle Boy. Here. Yeah, but Jungle Boy's only 12 years old. Yeah, he's a, well, he's a boy. His problem. He's a boy. That's, that's his problem. <laughs> he should have been born earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, he wanted to be an Attitude Era legend. He knew when he had to pop out, and he didn't. So yeah. I think there's yeah. a good use of Christian Cage as well. He's oh, been yeah. kind of not forgotten about, but like he has been taken a back seat yeah. in the past, what, since All Out last year. So yeah, give a good heel run. I like just, heel Christian. I'm really happy he doubled down on the dead thing. Because yeah. I thought it was hilarious, mate. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, my dad died many years ago, and I burst out laughing when Christian Cage last week was like, I, I, could, I don't want to be your father. What was, what was the actual line? I can't remember what it was I now. Remember. I could I be your dad. I remember the impact of it. <laughs> I can't yeah. be your dad, Ooh. but your dad is dead. I'd laughed at it. So if I'm finding it funny, good. Um, <laughs> then we move on to Scorpio Sky, who stood backstage with Wardlow in a segment where there was no contact promise. Mm. Yeah, good yep. on the lads for promising that. Uh, Wardlow says he'll make the entire American top team like the security guards who he spaffed all over a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Next week, there'll be a street fight between Wardlow and Scorpio Sky, where I assume the entirety of American top team will prevent uh, Wardlow from capturing the TNT championship. Uh, yeah, it, Has uh, he bitten off a bit more than he can chew? I kind of want Wardlow to get the belt, but I think it's a bit too soon here. Because they've just given yeah, they've given Scorpio Sky this nice custom belt. Yeah, well, everyone gets it, custom. It's, everyone had, gets a, custom it's had a few short reigns. Oh, not a few, but yeah, because it went back what, and Miro, forth. Sammy, uh, interim, interim, Cody, Cody, and it, it's it, it. I think Miro's the last one to, and he was the second champion, but he was the last one to have over a hundred days, wasn't he? So it, it's yeah, I think just let it have a bit of room to breathe. He said it's gone it's gone to SHIT. He did, well. but the thing is with the with the Mid-Atlantic belt as well, unless that does become a touring belt, then it needs to be, TNT needs to be defended almost weekly on TV then because it yeah. is it, it is a TV title. It's named after the TV channel. Mm. Do it. Like, if you're going to do that and build somebody in an open challenge fashion, I think it'll be good. Yeah. Then we see Danhausen, who has a mystery set of tag team partners who turn out to be FTR. Oh. Could he have got any better oh, tag team best partners? Best tag team partners. <laughs> I don't think he could have. And they defeat Max Caster and the Ass Boys after Anthony Bowens twats Austin Gunn upside the head with a big old crutch. Glittery he Ass Boys he can. as well. He can walk. I think he can walk. I think they yeah. could have made a bigger deal out of that yeah. Yeah, at a different time. Um, I've been a big fan of the Acclaim for a while and I wanted a big moment where they turn on turn on the Ass Boys. And he, like Linda in, at WrestleMania, oh. where he's, gets up out the seat and, and does a, a turn on them but but um, I guess that's just symptomatic of AW as a whole at the moment where a hundred things must happen every yeah, minute yeah. <laughs> well that's just life isn't it if you're not constantly doing something huge and shocking then everybody just looks at their phones yeah so, I guess so yeah, yeah they've just but got it is to a keep, bit too much all keep the time, everything going 100 yeah. miles an hour it's just a little bit too soon but I love the love the match actually I really yeah. enjoyed it that, that old big twat upside the head of Austin gonna allow Dan Housen to pick up the winner's share so of the Toast House. I'm a big fan of the glitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy Gunn siding with his other sons, not his actual biological Obviously, sons. Yeah. Oh, of course. He's been good. He sees where the money is. Yeah, yeah. Good. He's a carny. He knows the crap. He's a big carny. Um, I thought it was just more classic stuff with the heels beating down the baby face until the hottest of hot tags happened and FTR came in. I was surprised that Cash Wheeler didn't break his hand when spanking an ass boy because let me tell you, Sam, those buns, they look they look tight. Buns <laughs> of steel. Yeah, buns yeah, of steel. Do. I just The start of this AW, I felt was like a house show, just like a happy house show. Yeah. Before like blood and guts. Yeah, because like you, 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 everybody knew where the night was ending and mm -hmm. it was ending in a lot of destruction and a lot of bleeding. And, and it is just kind of like, yeah. The card wasn't really put together until the day off or the day before. It was kind mm. of thrown together oh, last minute. Were you there? Were you afraid? Are you the leak? Are yeah, the... oh yeah. That's... Tony pays us each. We know more. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'd announced anything. And I think I'd seen online this morning that they were like, they were like, we're, we're not sure who's going to be available, who's injured, who's not injured. So let's get... Mm. People on last minute, so we don't have to... Put heads blood, together. Blood and, and guts sells it, it enough. Yeah. Um, 
Then we see Jay Lethal challenge Samoa Joe to well, for a Ring of Honor TV title match at whatever. What's, what's it going to be called the next pay per view? Death, it's it's death, death before the yeah. On July the 23rd, which means we learned that Jay Lethal will be challenging Samoa Joe for the Ring of Honor title at Death before, before Dishonor on July the 23rd because there's nobody else involved in this. No, nobody else. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So there we go. That's definitely going to happen. Then we see Jade Cargill who defeats Layla Gray, a tough girl from Queens and from OVW as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is a tough girl mm-hmm. from Queens as well. Taz married a tough girl from Queens. Did you know not that? Not the same one. Not, no, not, no, not the, same the same one. one. <laughs> After the bell, Jade says she's tired of the fans and the wrestlers bitching and moaning and doesn't appear to be happy with Stokely halfway for setting up this match. But then Stokely explains that nobody else stepped up and then accused uh, Athena and Chris Statlander of being lazy for not answering the challenge. But then Layla appears to try and join the baddies. Yep. But then Jade swats away Stokely and Layla's hands just that are about to touch. So that's not going to happen. Because I thought a bit of a weird little squash match to have with someone being brought in out of nowhere. But at least it was sort of set up something. OVW but, uh, champion yeah. as well, right? Uh, is she? Well, Possibly. Uh, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. Recent, if not current, then a, a fairly recent. I remember it being mentioned on the news. <laughs> but it just felt, it did feel very throwaway. Not really. It was just to kind of get Jade Cargill on the show and sort of being like, look, she's... Yeah. another win they just got another one because I thought it was set, like obviously setting up Layla joining the baddies just to make something of the segment but then mm-hmm. that got battered away then maybe that could set up Layla trying to join week after week but yeah. then she's not signed there so maybe not I don't know bit weird wasn't it <laughs> nice pump kick from Jade though yeah up, up the pump kick then we see the unbox who are all alone there's no one there beside them there's Donkey from Shrek one sign um, they will face Yoshihashi and Gotu 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 they kept saying Gotu got, they kept on saying Gotu I got, I got confused yeah but it's Gotu. it's Gotu right Gotu. and then but he made a pun Haruki Goto yeah. Goto Haruki Goto yeah. Yoshihashi's partner the one he wrestled with at I assume so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. yeah, it's Haruki Goto. Yeah. Goto. Bucks were saying something else. They kept saying something else, didn't they? And then oh, they made man. a pun. Did they? That didn't work with how they were pronouncing it. Go on then. What was they it? Were, they were saying like Gota or something like that. And then they were like, oh, we've got to go to Rampage. Oh, okay. On Friday. Yeah. But it just didn't, didn't work yeah. with the way they were pronouncing it. Uh, they'll be facing those two on Rampage anyway, because I assume the New Japan lads' flight isn't booked until Saturday or Sunday. They'll probably be, <laughs> yeah. There'll probably have been a lot of uh, a lot of layover, right, just to maximise kind of screen time in that. Yeah. So they'll win there. I assume it'll be a good match, though. If if the kickoff show, sorry, the buy-ins, anything to go by from Forbidden Door, X, New Japan, bollocks, whatever. Then we learn the Royal. <laughs> They said Royal Rumble there is happening. The Royal Rampage will be happening this They're this not going to get away with that, are they? Sure yeah, they, they try bash at the beach. WWE are going to go, Royal! Yeah. Slap it. A 20-man over-the-top rope battle royal. They might have to add an E. Royale. Royale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be taking place on Friday. 20 men over the top battle royal with the winner, who I know who it is, but I'm not going to say just in case people don't yeah, want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very interesting matchup going to be because the winner of Good that Good choice. Battle, yeah, good yeah. choice. I know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll win. No, but, but it's, I think it's, I think it's a very good choice out of the well, lineup they're in there. Yeah, whoever wins this Royal Rampage will get a shot at Moxley's title. And then we get on to Blood and Guts, where Sammy Guevara is murdered. My goodness, that was a stiff landing um, off the top of the cage. As the BCC yeah. and friends defeat the Jericho Appreciation Society as Claudio makes Magic Matt tap. Just as it looks like Eddie Kingston was about to make Jericho tap with their history, I thought that was some masterful booking with the finish there. That's great. Because once again, Claudio has one-upped Eddie. 
Um, I reckon, well, first and foremost, I hope that Jim Ross is okay, because on Sunday he did half the show. Mm. Then on this AEW, he did the, the Blood and Guts match. He did the Blood and Guts. Um, I, I just hope he's okay, because yeah. he was doing full shows, and now I, he's I, not. I don't know. Have they been kind of phasing him out of doing full-time Well, he mentioned that Excalibur, Excalibur's being groomed for his role, basically. Yeah. So maybe this is them just putting it to fruition now. I imagine he still needs some form of you know R&R &R and everything. So it's, I told, it's, Tony it's his a leg. good thing. <laughs> <on> yeah. <Sunday. laughs> it's a good thing to, you know, if, if it is that, that you know, he's, they're, they're being mindful of that and because you know. it is sad to say but I thought commentary was a, a major improvement last night when he wasn't there yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it bring him out for the big stuff but my yeah. only worry is if you only bring him out for the big stuff he'll not understand any of what's going on he'll be he, less I thought he was yeah. good last night as well like, I thought he was good he was good the... yeah he was good and he was good for this match but yeah. my worry is over time that if they just bring him out for the big ones it'll be yeah. like you'll have no context to who any of the wrestlers are yeah, best wishes to Santana as well, who obviously got oh, injured as soon as God. he got in that match last night. It goes for an Uranagi, and then his leg just crumpled. It yeah. was not nice to watch. It, we're not we're not sure what the injury is because again, he got doesn't filmed really, uh, hobbling away with the assistance. Yeah. Somebody the match, was so. saying it, it, it. Apparently, he's headed for an MRI, so we'll probably know more if it is serious, or mm -hmm. you know, potentially not know anything if it's not too bad. But the way the the weight comes down on it, it, it you kind of just, just watch way, it, every it? single yeah. joint just kind of go pop 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 and it's he, like nah. he was stuck at the side of the cage for a while as well because they, they couldn't, couldn't, they couldn't they get couldn't, him out yeah. no. he, he did get back up on his feet at one point to help kind of shove somebody which you know commendable but jesus if you hurt just stay there stay, <laughs> stay down, stay yeah. down. Uh, and he was helped out after the match, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, fingers crossed he's all right. I'll tell you what, I thought they took this match back to basics, which feels weird after all the big bumps we saw, because it was yeah. literally just the heels are locked in the cage with the baby faces, and the baby faces are going to beat up the heels inside the cage because they can't get away. I thought yeah. the likes of uh, Daniel Garcia, when he, uh, sorry, Daniel Garcia and Sammy, when they were selling for Claudio, especially in the yeah. early stages, was really good. I thought the visual of uh, Cool Hand Ange. Running away when he got in there, I thought that was a really good how, visual. How did he hang End outside? Up hanging. Uh, yeah, that visual I spot, as well I can, I can was catch incredible. It. Yeah. I, like, I, how did just, he get out? I, I think he know. maybe tried to squeeze through round the pillar. Because I like, was like, was it through the pillar? Because there was space, but it's like there's no way anybody think, could fit through that. I think yeah. he squeezed through there, but I couldn't. I went back and I'm like, how, I still yeah. missed how he got there. Uh, Box had... hitting the pile driver on broken glass was a weird choice. Oh, I thought yeah, the skewers, glass, the skewers as well. Forks were involved as well. Hager's table bump was horrible. Yes. Yeah. I've never oh, seen a yeah. stick. Yeah. Like, Why brown <sighs> table bump than that one before. Uh, the visual of Cool Angel was just mentioned there. I was, honestly, my feet were sweating when Claudio was uh, doing the spin to Jericho on top of the cage. Yeah. What if he let go? It was like he Jericho yeah. when, when he was he was dragging his foot and I was like, oh, is there like liquid up there? Has it gotten sweaty? And then he turned the around thumb. and all the thumbtacks and it was like, Jesus, yeah. stays, making stays. it Making it really slippery for him. Yeah. But I, I thought, I just, I liked how it was taken back to basics where it was literally just the heels are penned in this cage with the baby faces and largely they were just getting beaten up by the baby faces. My one pet peeve, and it's not even really a pet peeve because, uh, you know, it, it does make sense because he'd be that easily able to handle them is when Eddie Kingston comes in with the kendo stick and he just kind of goes, eh, eh, eh. And it was funny, but for me, it's like hit them harder because they're yeah. going to sell the same and it'll make, it'll surely make it look more impactful and it's a blood and guts match and go for it. You hate them, go for it. Yeah. Not just like, Eh, eh, like he's buttering a slice of toast and, he's like, <laughs> and then eventually gets to Jericho and starts laying it really and I know Jericho's who he really wants and these people mean nothing to him and he can just bat them aside and you know it does make sense and it is funny but part of me was just like what when it he made got in Jericho, I was like, hey, uh, it made Jericho running away to the door a little bit less yeah because like, he's, he's, yeah, he's just swatting them away but it felt um, I'll use a, a pop culture reference you'll love this one Ross Rogue One have you seen Rogue One? Nah. Star Wars Rogue One. Yep. With Vader coming along at the corridor at the yeah. end. And they're trying to get the... Spoilers! They're trying to get it, yeah. 
that's what it made me think of. But Eddie should have, yeah, just a bit more power. Yeah. Ooh. A bit more power. Good news. Uh, that's got nothing to do with the podcast. I'm going to put that on. Right. That was it for Blood and Guts. Any more highlights from you? Uh, I mean, just that visual. I mean, I don't know how they're getting away with it on YouTube because it's currently the thumbnail hanging upside down, <laughs> yeah. bleeding out. Uh, but yeah, what a match. Uh, pulling up the, the ring and, you know, exposing the floorboards and the big celebration on top at the end. I was, again, worried somebody's going to fall. <laughs> yeah. The amount of times Sammy would just kind of be like, Hopping up to his feet right near the edge. I'm like, just stay away from the edge There's of the bloody glad edge. It was Sammy that took it's the entirely bump. covered. Move in a yeah. couple of feet. Because obviously that I think that, that they made it a bit stiffer for Sammy after the the, the weird abuse they took last year. Yeah. It, was like, yeah. it looked like he fell on a bed. <laughs> 50 years old, yeah. falling 20 feet. What do you expect? Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it, it was a good match. He, he died. He like dived off that cell really well. Yeah. And as, as stiff as it looked, that's probably the safest they could get it while looking as stiff as that. Do you think it would have been as bad last year if they just sprayed all of the padding underneath black? Because it would have just looked like the floor had cracked up around I think we all know how these things work. Yeah, of course. I mean, the the WWE crash mats, obviously most famously with Shane and the slow deflation. (laughs) Like, it's, you know, you've got to suspend your disbelief, but it's still, you know, take some balls, I imagine, to go flying off a cage that high onto, you know, what you pray is going to be a pretty good landing. The only other thing I could think of mention was the, the, the weird how they got the rub and alcohol involved. So yeah. obviously there was a good visual with it being just put into John Moxley's open wound on his yeah. head. That mm-hmm. must have stung. If oh, it was, God. If ever, it was real. Have you ever, have you ever had alcohol, like no. rub and alcohol? In I can imagine it's it's, bad, things it's it. like liquid fire for like... <laughs> Honestly, it's it's. I can't even explain it. It is agony. You're just like screaming. But it looked like when Ty Conti was trying to get it in the cage, he got it sort of stuck in the in the mesh. Yeah, and maybe because I thought with Jericho being through. in there, I was thinking maybe he's going to blow fire in someone's face or something like yeah. that. If that's the, how that the, works, the rubbing alcohol was introduced by Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, he Eddie came in with so it. So he had it. Regal was the guy that had it somehow had it on the outside. Well, the referee took it off him. So right. I, I think the way it went was uh, he bad. comes out with the bottle and everybody's like, "What's that?" And Regal's like, "It's rubbing alcohol." And they were like, "How do you know?" And he's like. I would know. It's rubbing alcohol, <laughs> I know. And they were like, oh, of course you would know. You were in the meeting. And then, yeah, referee <laughs> takes it off, and then Ty gets a hold of it on the outside. But then it got stuck, and it was just like, ooh. I was just wondering what they might have done if it didn't get stuck in the cage. Like, if it would have Well, been... he got it out eventually. Yeah. Like, he yeah. did have it, but, and yeah, rubbed it obviously into him. But maybe it would have been just a squirt in the face cool. or something. I think we were saying upstairs, we were like, you said, or just now as well, that you expected a fireball spot. I was I expecting know, a flaming yeah. table. Yeah. Or something like that. I was expecting a flaming cage. AEW, you pull your thumbs We're going to get to in the comments now. You can't set anything on fire with rubbing alcohol, you stupid marks. Uh, <laughs> you, can, reality, you, it, you can. It just burns itself off. We're, we're, so, we're going, oh, you should have done this with a fireball. It was water, probably. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I'd just, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes with Claudio and Eddie now after that finish because I thought I was really well done. I didn't expect mm-hmm, that. Yeah. Um, but I was, I'm really happy they did that. Really happy yeah. they did that. Yeah. Anything more else? More isopropyl alcohol in, in wrestling, please. Yeah. Yeah. And more kayfabe mm. murders. That's what yeah. we learned in the weekend. Big wrestling. takeaways. <laughs> uh, on to uh, the next one now, pal. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment the mailbox. <laughs> Howdy diddlers. <laughs> Howdy diddlers. I'm writing to you from Nashville, Tennessee, USA. If you haven't marked it off your map yet, now you can. I haven't got the map. It lives with Matthew. Smackville. Um, Smackville. Uh, with SummerSlam coming up here in my home city in about a month's time, I find myself trying to decide if I should go or not. I've not been particularly happy with WWE's product in recent years, so I'm not sure. Here's So here's my questions. Number one, has there ever been an event in brackets, wrestling, concert, football match, etc., that you could have easily attended but didn't and ended up regretting it later? 
Yeah. Uh, plenty of gigs, but one in particular. And it was mainly because I didn't want to pay for nosebleed seats because it was like restricted view. It was terrible. You were like right at the back behind a pillar. It was 120 quid, but it was for Roger Waters' The Wall Tour. And it was the night where David Gilmore appeared and did the solo for Comfortably Numb. And I just oh, was so angry with myself. <laughs> I could have seen two members of Pink Floyd together the two that hate each other the most together i just no just no i've got uh, two that spring to mind one's a wrestling one one's not but the first one is is progress uh doing super strong style 16 back in mm. 2018 i want to say and it was at alexander palace and i was in london and i had tickets that i was going to get tickets it was really cheap and i was like around that area and the tube was on strike so i couldn't get along in any feasible way oh. to it which was really annoying i really wanted to see that one because it was like a full weekend i think some of the it was one chris hero was on um and had some really really good matches but the other mm. one was um a bit of theater it was hamilton mm. right familiar with hamilton uh, i went to new york in 2015 with my grandparents mm. and they were like you can go and see any show on Broadway that you want. We will get the tickets for you and your brother. And that's great. There's so many shows I want to see. Um, I had not heard of Hamilton at this point. It just opened on, on Broadway and there was tickets available. Um, but we missed out on seeing it with the original Broadway cast. And as a big theater and Broadway fan, I'm gutted in hindsight because we chose Book of Mormon, which we've now booked tickets to go and see next week. But um, I've seen that multiple times and I've only seen Hamilton once. So I was gutted I didn't get to see Hamilton on Broadway. What a nightmare for you? It was gutting. I was, yeah. I was so sad because I went in hindsight, like in hindsight, going, "Oh, I was in New York the week it opened with the original cast, and I could have got tickets, and then they go up to like two grand now." Yeah, when they were maybe ninety nine dollars. I was like, <laughs> "You've got a lot of money." I took my grand to see Book of Mormon, which is very explicit, and she was <laughs> wondering why they were cursing God. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh." I can't think of one for me. The only thing I, that struck in mind with this question was when Bret Hart came over for WCP or Dub CP Dub. Mm -hmm. Not making the effort to go and say hello and get a picture and whatnot. And I, I was too scared. And, it yeah. was like because we went out drinking with Blade and Blade was super chill and super sound and super nice to everybody. And then, uh, you know, you get drunk and you're kind of like, yeah, but your dad's the best wrestler ever. Uh, and he brought him over the next day like to say hello to me and everything and it was just surreal so i've got a pair of signed bret hart shades thanks to blade otherwise i would have been too scared to say anything because yeah. i was just kind of looking at him across the room going it's bret hart plus i was team sean back then and i've since switched my monstrous behavior you'll get there fraser team sean i'm i'm up until about two or three years ago, I was Team Sean. And he realized Brett was just better, he? See, I'm yeah. Team Sean purely because that's who I grew up watching. Yeah, you'll, you'll get there. But I think I, I think Brett. The more you watch it, Brett, the more you. He's, he's it. incredible. Yeah. All the Americans right now are listening to this and just cursing us. <laughs> uh, and if people want to know, uh, mine and Jack the Jobber's queue was longer than Brett Hart at the meet and greet. Uh, <laughs> 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 you believe that? Was Fantastic. it? Oh yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah. Photographic oh, <laughs> evidence somewhere. Um, question number. Two, this is the second part of the question. Should this man called Seth Naffle uh, go to the event SummerSlam? I would say yes, definitely. I'd say yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can I get tickets. Even though you've been off the product, there's nothing quite like seeing a show of that size live. Like it's unreal. Like I've only ever been lucky enough to go to Mania's. Uh, so me and you went to Mania twice, uh, and. It's just something else to be there in person watching it in the audience when it's a crowd that size. Mm -hmm. Like that alone 
Well, it's WrestleMania it's 32, of, isn't it? Like, everyone hates WrestleMania 32. Yeah. But because we were there and the noise that it, happened it holds when The Rock a special came place Because, yeah. yeah, like, it's just the noise, the scale of it, and the atmosphere. And SummerSlam, it's like... If you went, oh, do you want to do a mania? If it was like me and, and Steph got on holiday or something, yeah, I'd happily go because always would love to see another mania. But if it was like, right, you can only go to two more WWE pay-per-views ever again, I'd probably pick Rumble and SummerSlam just because, you know, you're going to have a pretty big show out of each. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, you should definitely, definitely go, go and get yeah. a ticket. Uh, thanks for all the stuff you do and for getting me back into wrestling. Thanks, Seth Naffel. Uh, P.S. I went to the first ever AEW show here in Nashville and Ross actually gave me a shout out on WTF Moments. Nice. It made me very happy that he pronounced my name correctly. I can't remember that's how it was pronounced. <laughs> so I probably did it wrong there. <laughs> He's just sat there currently shaking. It can head. only be Naffel or Knaffel. So I've gone with Naffel. There we go there. Cheers, Seth, for the bloody email. Hey, guys. Been watching since Name Redacted Days. Second time I've wrote in. First time my email wasn't read out. So I thought I'd try again. You see, there's a moral for life. Email the same question twice to the mailbag. <laughs> and you'll get in. Maybe your dreams, too, can come true. If you Bas- email it enough, we'll get sick and we will answer it. <laughs> Basically, I was just wondering if any of you guys had any good photos with any wrestlers that you would like to share I've been looking through old photos and came across this one with me and the British Bulldog Dan if you wouldn't mind bringing that up this was took in my hometown of Dudley (laughs) I'm guessing around 1992 when the WWF was on tour and the big names came to a small hall Um, this must have been a tour just before his match at SummerSlam there you go. Is it on the screen? Oh, it's coming it's now. Coming Here we go. Hey. Um, I was in the queue thinking I was only going to get a poster of him, and my dad tricked me into getting into an actual photo with him. I was nervous as uh, I was nervous at the time, but I'm glad. I'm so glad I managed to meet him and have a photo with him. The photo only cost how much did it cost? Have a guess. Nineteen ninety-two. Uh, British Bulldog. So if it's, it's quite... one of the Polaroids, weren't they doing those for fifteen dollars? Because five pounds. Was it five See, pounds? Yeah, I would, just, I would have said ten to fifteen pounds. Yeah, five quid. Lol. Good. Yeah. At the minute, on WCW, we're up to a point where WCW is doing so well, they're throwing it in the audience's face that WWF charges for pictures with stars and they're like, come along and meet them for free. <laughs> we don't make you pay. You can hold as many belts as you want. Get photos, and it's great. Yeah. Here, here, it, here it is, it says in the email. <laughs> Hope you don't mind me sharing it. Ignore the Jurassic Park jumper, lol. I what? Love it. That's awesome. Jurassic, yeah. Anyways, take care, guys. Keep up the great work. Wolves are, are we? Are we? Wolves are we? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and by the way, Jack's black country accent is terrible. Well, mine's fantastic. Dudley. Dudley. West Dudley. Bromwich <laughs> Building Society. And this one comes from former Wolves in England striker Steve Bull. Very interesting. Oh, Thank you very much, Steve. So I guess we'll go around the table. We've come prepared with homework we do have this some time. Photos. Yeah. Fraser, you want to go first? You seem chomping at the bit. Sure. We'll go, who have I got first? I've got one with Kurt Angle. So this was, I think that was, are you guys familiar with the WCPW? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. So that's when they brought Kurt Angle over. Where um, to? I think it was new. Uh, it was a small never mining. Happened. Just that T-shirt you wear. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I designed that. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was very, um, he was very nice. I just met um, someone else. So I think I've got a photo of. Uh, Shout out to well. Ollie as well. The Cody, Ringside uh, yeah, Ringside Ollie Ringside, he's fantastic. Um, so I just met Cody Rhodes and had a, a really nice conversation. He like really chatted Cody's quite a bit. Sound in yeah, it. Right? Such a nice guy. Are you, are you on a box there? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm tore off. <laughs> uh, so you just jumped. Uh, it timed it perfect. 2016, I would have been... How old have I been? 17? 
Yeah, you were 17. 17 going on 18. Yeah, because I remember it was like, there's a 17-year-old journalist here. We're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing press for yeah. the, the shows. The impressive um, thing you've accomplished next. I've never seen you. a mustache of acne. Oh, mate. My, oh, it's, it, was, it, it was bad. It was bad. I was, it's got a nice acne mustache there. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I had the whole face. The whole face was covered. It was terrible. Oh, it was, all uh, being there. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's actually, when I looked back at those photos today, it was like, oh, my God, I've actually cleared up quite a bit of acne but I, speaking with Cody there he chatted with us for like five minutes and he was like oh how's things you know where are you from sort of thing Kurt Angle just the weather's bad <laughs> so, <laughs> the weather's bad smile champ so like yeah because I think I'd, I'd taken off my jacket I think it was maybe a wee bit wet that day or something yeah. I'd taken my jacket off and put it at the side for the photo raining outside <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> cool we'll get the photo <laughs> and then he he did this this and I was like I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> um, there's one of that photo that I've not included, but it was my mate took one afterwards and he just went, you're right. And then Kurt Angle just was like, <laughs> they stare <laughs> off at the side and they look, he looks so scared to be there for the photo. But that was with Kurt and the other one with Cody. Um, got one with Colt Cabana. That was 2019 at the Edinburgh Fringe, mm-hmm. um, which I'd, he'd gone and done his live comedy and commentary to bad wrestling matches. If you ever get the chance when he's over for it, go and see. It's really good fun. He gets like comedians on every night and it's every night at the 25 day fringe. Nice. He does this. Bloody hell. Um, and then that one is also a quote from 2014. Are you grabbing his crotch? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's what, <laughs> that was what's going on there. <laughs> um, he, he did that face for the 2019 one, but I didn't include it. Uh, but he does the same face in most photos and selfies from that event. But that was the Art of Wrestling podcast uh, where we went along. And I was 14, I would have been 15 going on 16 at that point. And we'd gone in and I'd gone into the venue. You not said your age before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'd gone into the venue and there were, someone was filming stuff with a camera and they were doing ICW downstairs in the venue. And I'd been like, hey mate, can you just point us in the way of Coke Cabanas? Mm. And they go, hey man, like, it's upstairs, pal. You've got to just go up, go, go out the building and go upstairs. I was like, cheers, thank you. And they'd been like, yeah, we'll just go for an off take, man. Didn't realize it was Mark Dallas from ICW. <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, can you can I just get past, please? <laughs> Not a clue who he was. So we go upstairs, we get that photo um, with Colt after his thing. And it was one with Jack Jester. And I got a photo with Jester, but I couldn't find it. Um, but I didn't know who Jack Jester was at that point, unfortunately. I had not watched ICW properly. So Colt gets a photo. Jester, do you want a photo with me, pal? <laughs> 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 he was really, really nice, and we took a photo with him. And I, at that point, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, love your stuff." Never, <laughs> never. You I, I cruel-hearted. I went and watched his stuff after, and I think he was really, really good. But um, I didn't, I didn't know who he was at that point. <laughs> but that was, it was a really good show. And then that's one with Drake, who's wearing some of our lovely merch. Oh, uh, that's at training. What a swole boy. HT Drake, HT the Drake. absolute man. So I thought I'd include include one that's that's with a couple of wrestlers legit you know. without Drake I don't think WCPW could have operated he built the bloody ring didn't he the built the one. ring yeah. like it just yeah glue that held so much of it together unsung hero his Desert Island Graps with Tom was really interesting going to the backstage stuff yeah. of WCPW um, and later Defiant yeah but yeah that's that's my head just poking out of Drake's shoulder right there very Tony Khan here it is very Tony Khan uh, I've had yeah. a few folks saying that since I've started on camera they've been, you, like, you look like Khan Tony hopes? Khan and then they're like you, you've got the eyes too. <laughs> <laughs> let's get you some glasses <laughs> a loud shirt <laughs> but that's that's all my photos for show and tell um, what have you brought who's next Dan Ross I think it's you Oh, Sam. So, Sam. so Paul Heyman made me. So this was uh, 2016 WrestleMania 32 uh, press. Me and Kenny McIntosh got up at 
was it like 4.30 to get to the venue for 5, 5.15 to then sit down for about a half hour, get everything set up. And then I think we had Renee Young first. And then it just sort of, they, they'd wheel people out and we didn't think we'd get Heyman. He just popped up. He wasn't even on like the sheets. Uh, and Kenny managed to corral Heyman. It was amazing. But then when we took pictures of him at the end, he's like, don't just smile, like square up to me. And I was like, okay. He's like, turn and get angry with me or like, look at me. And I was like, okay. And so, yeah, there was that one. And then from the same event, there's Samoa Joe, uh, which was another similar situation where he was like, just, just, you can't just stand there and, and smile. Mm -hmm. uh, one above it. There you go. And he was like, do the hand thing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I did the hand thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was, balls that was another, uh, that was another of the, the access sort of, um, you were, it was like in the access area, but by where the ring is, they just set up a load of press tables. It was fascinating seeing how all the press stuff worked. But the best thing about that was like, it was really weird because we'd finished work, me and Kenny by about 7am, 7.30. And then access didn't open for a while. So they were just like, I'll go have a wander around and stuff. And we could like shoot videos by mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, we kind of wandered around filming bits here and there. And then I think we, we got to go into the elimination chamber with nobody else in it. And it was just like surreal seeing yeah. how big it actually is. And then being in it going like, but how could you jump off that into there? How do you yeah. even contemplate? This is the original one as well. Because we, one. we got to go in it later in the day. Yeah. And it's like, how, that is the thing. How it's big it was. Like, yeah. like they make it look, you know, not small, but so much smaller on TV given the size of the people in there. So when, Van, like, when you have a normal Dam. person in there, you're like, what? <laughs> Van Damme jumping off the top of the thing. Even yeah. Test. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being Test site and then jumping off the top was of it, the thing. Who was it? Was it uh, John Morrison walked along John the, Morrison the roof of it? Roof, yeah. yeah, and dropped. But yeah, there's that. Uh, who else have I got? There was um, uh, Ishii yeah. at our uh, Japanese day. I needed to grab a picture with him like five minutes before start. And it was like, quickly, quickly. Picture, picture, picture. Uh, from the earlier shows, we did an Ultranum, which was, I think, one of the first shows we had Cody over in. Uh, we had uh, Suzuki and El Desperado, who uh, we'll get onto those ones patient. in a second, uh, who that was just buzzing to me. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. But my favorite thing about this was um, as I was wandering around with the camera, just shooting, because they did like a fan convention through the day before the show. Uh, as I was just wandering around shooting stuff and we were doing bits of pickup for video and everything, um, Desperado just kept kind of peeking out whenever we were shooting in that direction. He'd like hide behind the banner behind them, like the photo WCPW banner. And he'd just wait until he knew you were filming in his direction and he'd slowly just start popping out at different heights <laughs> and he'd go back in and then he'd come out like three feet lower and just keep doing stuff like that. And it was <laughs> like there was uh, on that same show, I think it was the night before, we were in Northumbria University and I was like live mixing, I think. And I was just sat working, sat working. And you get like tunnel vision to the point where, you know, I know people are on my left and right. We can kind of communicate, but you're very focused on these tiny little screens. But then uh, I remember I kind of just sat back. I think just as a match was coming to an end, it was going to be like hard camera, final shot, whatever. Clicked it, leant back, and there was just this massive face here. And I turned, it just looked like a skull. And it was Desperado in full mask, full <laughs> gear, just next to me, just kind of peering over. Absolutely crap myself. <laughs> and then if you go two back, uh, I met Great Musa at um, Dallas WrestleCon 2016. At the end of the day, it was super late in the day like i was so lucky to get in and meet him but then uh, i sent the picture and i was like mom i met the great mover and then a while later i'm go over to my mom's house and i see this 
<laughs> now she's not just done this with great motives. She's done this with a couple of people. Uh, so she knows who Paul Heyman is. Anybody, anybody yeah. she knows. And <laughs> she uh, she cut him out. And I was like, Mike, you cut the great motor out of the picture. Like, That's, he's one of the, the biggest legends in Japanese wrestling. Like, how could you do it? And she's like, well, he was ruining the picture. <laughs> <laughs> And so she's just got all these, like, there's all these shots of me, like, looking really awkward around the house. Just kind of like, <laughs> pointing at something that's not there. <laughs> it's it's the, the one with the great I lose it every time. It looks like he's getting the foot with you. I know. He, uh, well, he sat, <laughs> he was like, just sat, like, yeah, he was like, sat oh. down and the guy was like, look, you, you're going to need to kneel because his knees and stuff, he's been out all day like, at it. So I was like, okay, no bother. And the guy, like, I wasn't really supposed to have jumped in, but he was like a viewer of the channel at the time. And he was like, oh, go on, go on real quick, last person. Uh, and I got signed poster from him and everything. And he said about three things to me. It was just sort of like, hello, hope you're well. And then thank you very much. And then just kind of patted me on the back. And then I left and he got up and went home. for the <laughs> <day>. <laughs> It was great. So he's got a foot with you. He's taking that home and cut you out. Yeah, he, that's why he's throwing that too sweet because I was the leader of Bullet Club at the time. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh all right. Your turn. Now, now, you might not believe this, but that's not actually Kurt Angle on my T-shirt. That is Martin Kirby doing his <laughs> library album. That's after one of the big shows that WCPW had walking into his locker room and he he, he told a joke about uh, having the, the, the stuff in his mouth and yeah. don't tell Oh, you wife. can see, uh, yeah, there's a picture of him dip with me and he's just a big lump in, yeah. under his lip. He's like, don't tell your wife. Just sitting there like, oh, what's she going to think that is, Kurt? Uh, so that was just in his locker room afterwards. I can't remember anything about that. So I'm glad I grew a beard. Uh, that was like the, the end one. of a four-day run, wasn't yeah. it? It was a hell of a one. <laughs> that was that was weird. That's, I looked like a thumb, as I always did back then. Uh, but it was at the our little hotel complex thing at WrestleMania 33. The last morning we were there, we just sat there in the in the bar bit with our bags. Didn't get to use the pool or anything. Look over yonder to the poolside bar. Who sat there with two Budweiser? Is it Budweiser lime? Maybe. Okay. Remember yeah. the big green bottles? Was it Budweiser? Oh, it was lime. like Bud Light lime. Yeah. Bud Light lime. Yeah. yeah. Is Bailey just sat there on her own, looking depressed as out? And it's like, oh, she it's must be just like knackered. Yeah, knackered <laughs> after WrestleMania weekend, just like on the come down after WrestleMania weekend. Couple of couple of chill ones by the pool is exactly what yeah. the yeah. doctor ordered. Jack, I remember Jack walked over first, like walked over to her and yeah. was like, "Can I get a picture or something like that?" And she just was like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah. And then me and uh, I think it was Chris who worked back at What Culture at the time got her. She was walking out and had to go past her. She's like, "Oh, Pamela, would you mind?" <laughs> and then that's what we did. At least you put on a Good smile. Good photo, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with my head there, but there we go. Like a proud father. Um, that was weird. That's my brother um, uh, <laughs> taking a picture with Broken Matt Hardy after we shot some sort of intro for, <laughs> or after he shot some sort of intro for a, a, a series he'd, he did back, in, back then. Um, I don't back in, yeah, 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 yeah. Just my yeah. brother, his name was Dave or something. Yeah, uh, something like that. I can't remember what the intro was, so I'd have to go back and watch his series from back then. To I remember him going, ah, and Matt something Hardy. Like yeah. There was an audience of like, six or seven people behind the, the camera there, I remember, because I was in the audience watching my brother yep. do that yep. too uh, with Matt Hardy. And he, had to, <laughs> he, had, he had to nail it in one take, and he did. So he was proud he did that, and Matt Hardy was very nice to him. And I just could only... It's just a good memory for you to watch. Only, yeah, just yeah. watching my brother from behind the camera yeah. there, but that was good. Uh, that was behind the scenes in the O2 Academy in Newcastle, yeah. that was. Yeah. There we have my friend Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered about this video. Oh my god! It's some people, some people say it's the, the best work I've ever done in my career. Your beard's great, though. Yeah, my beard is yeah. good. Uh, you know, I could have done it back then if I just let it go. Just let for it grow in. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but with some sort of intro where I took the piss out of him for having a sparkly jacket yeah. and uh, want to play some PlayStation. PlayStation. And Hello he there. came in and just had a go at me for having no discernible talent. Talent. And so I had to resort to taking the piss out of people who did have discernible talent. I'm like, fair play, Joe. Yeah. And then he grabbed you for a fallaway <laughs> slam. He grabbed me for a fallaway slam. And every time he did that, he did about three or four times, my ass would fall and out. That was, oh, my, that was the first time I ever heard you go, Mom! <laughs> Mom! <laughs> that was off the cuff, because I was generally terrified. <laughs> my mom was nowhere near the, the studio back at the old place, but that's what we did there. Um, I don't know if there's any more, is there? Oh, God, I went to see uh, Paul Heyman's... Uh, talk show with Kenny oh, yeah. inside the ropes in Glasgow back in 2016 and just got to meet him before the show and was shocked at how tall he was he looks like he could be my father there um, <laughs> but yeah he, he gave his pull in the face I can't remember anything apart from hello sir that's all he said I remember that that's yeah. it but that's it I think that's all I've got in terms of show yeah. and tell pictures that went on for a lot longer than we thought it would do Ooh. let's move on to the last <laughs> question shall we <laughs> hey lads I'm currently listening to last week's podcast and, and we get to the mailbag section and one of the questions really hit me talking about which wrestlers you like because you met them in person the sender in brackets here Murphy from Cleveland had the answer of Eric from the Viking Raiders in his explanation, he was describing a place that sounded like my high school. And I was like, wait, I know Eric went to my high school. I know that dingy sixth floor graphic design classroom. I know those summer camps that the high, that the high school puts on. And when it got to him being from Cleveland, I was like, whoa, he is literally talking about my high school. Who would have thought a wrestling media site based in England could invoke such feeling of world smallness? <laughs> I graduated from that high school in 2013 and they said they were a junior in 2014 which means they could have been there at the same time as me but I looked at my senior yearbook and couldn't find a Murphy who would have been a sophomore when I was a senior I don't know how that works I don't know how that works no I'm not sophomore is second year freshman is first year sophomore is second year Seniors, yeah. I'll take your word for it, Sam. So I could try and find him on the... uh, He was a sophomore when I was a senior. So I could try and find him on the social media and be like, whoa, small world. So this is me trying to do that. We see we've had a few of these on the podcast where (laughs) mailbags have intertwined. We've we've had people go on dates and stuff. Obviously the famous Macho Mm. Man and Hulk Hogan thing from back in the day, which will make no sense if you weren't listening. Uh, But since this is the mailbag, here's my question. What is your biggest, whoa, small world moment in wrestling? Mitchland. Uh, Mitchell from Cleveland, bloody hell. Mitchell from Cleveland, who is trying to connect with Murphy from Cleveland. They could be a tag team. Could be a, they could. Yeah, Murphy Mitchell. And Murphy. Mitchell. Yeah, it's, Murphy Mitchell. It's one thing and one thing only. I had no idea who he was. I had no real discernible knowledge of the UK and the wrestling scene. Uh, but just hearing from Newcastle upon Tyne, England, for at the time, Adrian Neville, I lost my mind. Lost my mind. And then it turned out like, uh, like he was from a, a town near where my dad lived. And I was like, what? Like, how did, what? And it, it just felt like, you know, somebody from our neck of the woods going and doing something incredible. You never really, you know, we got the Knopflers, we got Sting, we got like, you know, Brian Johnson and stuff. But, and, but like, <laughs> you know, in terms of like world-class stars, it's not really something that there's just a lot like pops up from here. <laughs> and so when, when it was like, when it was like, you know, Pac Sting. Being, being a Geordie, I, I lost it. I just yeah. completely lost it. Mine's also Pac for a couple of reasons. First was when the sighting of him, when he was on his hiatus from the wrestling world in 2017, yeah. And we were also on our hiatus from the wrestling world, Sam, in 2017. Mm. Apparently, he was, he was spotted in, in, in the Keyside Weatherspoons. Keyside spoons, yeah. <laughs> was it you who saw him? No, I, there was loads of, like, I think people were just posting, like, It was stuff. one of us, like, who, uh, one of us who started Cultaholic who saw him, I'm sure. 
I, I didn't see him. So, anyway, yeah. wait, whatever. He was in there. The second one was when he did that promo for AEW. Oh, on the quayside. On the steps at the quayside across the road from the Weatherspoons. He did on the swing bridge down the quayside it's, itself. It's like, I, I walked to work there. Yeah. You ever seen like Stormy Monday? No. Uh, it's another kind of crime film shot on uh, Tyneside. Similar to, you know, Get Caught on Tyneside, but it's more, it's much more kind of extravagant in the way it's shot. It's really good. You will enjoy it. I still want to watch like Get Caught. club. You've just never to, seen... I just Because I've seen, obviously, the pictures of where he's down Pink Lane. Yeah. The little well, bakery it, still it, in the it's background. like, you know, just everything about that film. The the Get Caught car park. I, I'm not a fan of brutalist architecture, but when they knocked that down to build the stage, I was good. Because yeah. it's just brilliant car chase scene ends on the route, that whole film. I got to see it with the director. Like, and the director, Mike Hodges, when he... Uh, we were doing like a writer's course thing and he was there and it was all about writing crime. Um, and he was kind of dissecting the film and the script and everything. But uh, he took a liking to me, and we had a couple of drinks in the bar because I had the same name as his son. And so it was like, all right. Uh, and yeah, we, we just got chatting about it. But he was like, there's, there's something oddly like beautiful about like how run down parts of town are and stuff. And there yeah. is, isn't there? Yeah. Fraser? Uh, so mine was what comes in my last year of uni. I was working on a documentary with one of my friends for our final projects, and it was on the Black Lives Matter movement and yeah. what it means to be black growing up in Scotland. So we were working with the star of it, the person that we were documenting, and she was like, oh, what's your documentary going to be on? I was like, well, mine's going to be on wrestling and the speaking out movement. And then she was like, oh, my cousin's a wrestler. And she was like, oh, he's quite a, but he's a decent enough name. Dwayne The Rock. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a decent enough name. And I was like, is he Scottish? And she was like, yeah, yeah, he's Scottish. So my mind was, what black wrestlers are Scottish? I couldn't think mm. off the top of my head. And she's going, he, he works, he's worked in America. He's worked in the UK. He's worked all over. I was like, who, who could this be? Yeah. So we're getting on a bit, again, on a bit. And we're filming the, with the documentary. And I'm like, who could it be? And she was like, oh, he lives in Edinburgh. And I was like, who is it? It's Joe Hendry. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and she was like, is he a big name? I was like, he's a decent, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's not, but if you'd said, oh, my cousin's Joe Hendry, I would immediately know who you're talking about. Yeah, one of the biggest names. Not just going, I think my cousin's a wrestler. Um, so it's like, it's like, oh, that's a very small moment. Cause she was like, yeah, I was, I just had dinner with him last night and I was just talking to him about filming this documentary. I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it. I would just be name. I need a name. Well, I didn't want to be like, we were trying to get on filming and I was like, I'm, I'm like, has he appeared in Ring of Honor? And she's like, I don't know what that is. Like, but it was well, a very small he, he moment. He fights very honorably though. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Joe Hendry recently at North Wrestling and I was like, I think I know your cousin. And it was just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I she, she's also from Edinburgh. Oh, that's really cool, man. It's like, it's like yeah. So that's that's my small moment in rest or small small world moment. moment. What small world? Well, that's it. That's it for the mailbag. Thank you for all those submissions. Dude. If you want your mailbag read out on the mailbag section of the Cultaholic Wrestling mailbag, then you should mailbag to cult. What is the mailbag address? I've done a math. Mailbag. Mailbag, mailbag at cultaholic.com. That's where you get your emails sent to and then potentially read out by Matthew. Or directly to Ross's home address, which is... I'll have to have a go at Matthew for getting the mailbag address wrong. I've just done it there. Done yeah. It. yeah. It's the pressure, yeah. isn't it? Is People gonna, in glass is, houses, Is Ross? Matthew going to watch this to know that you messed up? Probably, I. Yeah. Like, I'll read part. He'll just get it on a loop on a tablet. Just constantly play it. Watch a media. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. Riss piss. Or as yeah. Fraser likes to say, 
Reese's Pieces. Ah, uh, Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Uh, Reese's Pieces. Howdy, friends. What was it you got me to say the other day in Scottish accent? Uh, Sorry, cut you off. There. Arbroath. Arbroath. Yeah. Arbroath. If you do the old football score, the four four five, he's five four. <laughs> Not football. <laughs> no. Four four five. Four four five. He's five four. He's four five. He's five four. He's <laughs> Football school thing in Scottish uh, accent. Uh, what uh, Howdy, friends. <laughs> I've been watching and listening since cult, uh, Cultaholic was just an idea discussed back in rooms in secret. Eh? How do you know we were discussing <laughs> things in rooms? Did you work, did you work, did you work somewhere else before? Yeah. Uh, my best mate, Will. Do we know anyone who had a best friend called Will back in the day? No, we didn't. Introduced me to you all the way back the morning after the Royal Rumble in the middle of a cold Maine winter. This is a weird start. And uh, now we spend <laughs> we more time keeping up Maine. with wrestling's going on from Cultaholic than we do actually watching wrestling. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> we talk about the Cultaholic crew and all your antics like you are old friends. We are. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, you have made a Cultaholic into a great community. Now that we have gotten through the sappy stuff, onto the question. Uh, the recent successful event that was Hell in the Smell 5 got me thinking that it was time to take a look back at some of the punishments you've all gone through over the years. I selected 20 of the top punishments throughout the years, and I'm, and I'm tasking you with the, recasting them with wrestling personalities. With recent news, I think we all know there are plenty who deserve them. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, whether you choose uh, who you think would be the most entertaining or you want to just see someone suffer I look forward to your choices and I think there'll be a name at the end there bloody well is Lance from Maine thank you my Lance Lance. for your email did you know us in 2016 (laughs) 17 sort of time it would appear that he did Mm. right so we'll go just in case you don't know what happens here here at uh, in the in the Reese's Pieces Reese's Pieces section Uh, fastest thought their fastest thought fastest finger forward fastest thought thirst (laughs) Peter Piper picked a pepper. Sam Fraser than me. In place of Pachiti getting his head and eyebrows shaved by me, you would have uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Could you imagine a bald Roman Reigns with no eyebrows? Could you imagine how still got the beard? He just wouldn't look right. <laughs> he wouldn't look right at all. He stood there being the tribal chief. <laughs> People just throwing his eyebrows. <laughs> Uh, similarly, Seth Rollins. I'm gone. I think that would be quite oh, funny. Oh yeah, Jericho. Just got to embrace. Oh, Jericho yeah, he's got. Like to... Yeah. He's got to embrace it, Chris. <laughs> we can see through the scalp now. It happens to us all. You've done he's well. Got to get to Fifty-two or whatever he is now with his head of hair. But now it's time to let go. In place of Ross, listening to ten hours of hashtag woke and Matt Hardy. This has got to be a wrestler you just don't like. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, this will keep you up for a few hours, a few nights afterwards, and you have to knock yourself out with a combination of night all and whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so every, time, well then, uh, every time you close your eyes, you see Matt Hardy good. Let's just let's just go uh, go all in and just say that, that we lock the entire control your narrative group in a room. <laughs> <laughs> we just put that on. Uh, I'm going Matt Hardy. Just give him a taste of his own medicine. Oh God! Oh, Could you imagine? Because it'll just be back and forth. It's like when you get two pizza companies on the phone. Just, oh, <laughs> that that is gold. That Shane McMahon. In place of Sam for his night in the woods, one and two. Um, Carmella. She, I don't think Carmella would enjoy a horrible night in the woods <laughs> in Gateshead, getting absolutely pelted with eggs and flour and a tent that doesn't go up. Hey, when the, she's used to Lamborghini lifestyle. The real nah. Rey Mysterio was there, though. He yeah, was, real yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> really, really sticking his boot in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to go for Max Dupree. Oh, how yeah. dare you? Uh, put Max in there. 
I'm going to go for... Oh, I had, I had a name and I've completely... John Cena, because of how clean he is. Oh, yeah. yeah I, mean, I saw that bit on Total Divas. The other day. Not Total Divas. Is it Total... Yeah, it is Total yeah. Divas, isn't it? Uh, no, Total Bellas. Total Bellas. Um, where Nikki comes back from a workout and puts her dirty gym clothes in... They've got, like, two hampers at the end of the bath. Mm-hmm. And she puts it in one of them and he gets out of bed even though he's got a bad shoulder. He's, like, all strapped up in bed. And he's like, no, 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 Nikki. We put our dirty gym clothes in this one, <laughs> which is right next to the clean clothes one. So imagine him getting pelted. Why would you have clean clothes, clean clothes in a hamper, yeah. like a basket? Not not gym clothes, I should say. Yeah, like clothes just, you've worn for yeah. the day. Um, in place of Pachiti on a 17-hour megabus journey to Amsterdam and back again. Matt Riddle would enjoy it too much. <laughs> <laughs> he would enjoy it too much. He'd just know what was at the end of no, that. He had to come straight back, though, didn't he? Yeah, he oh, he... yeah. No, yeah, Matt Riddle then, because he'd get there and he'd be like, oh, he'd and then just thrown straight back on a bus. <laughs> I, I was going to say Riddle, but I'll go for RVD. <laughs> Sim- similar reasons. Um, uh, Sabu. <laughs> in place of Jack in Death by Wasabi. I don't know. You it's know. a hard one to answer that. Yeah, I don't know yeah. People's palates. I don't know what people's palates are like. Let's just say Michael Cole. I imagine he <laughs> wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, let's go for Matt Menard. I think his reactions would be something. He's a glutton for punishment. Yeah, He'd yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Get off on it, <laughs> sicko. I'll go, I'll go for Rollins because I'd like to hear him scream. Okay. With his voice. Just like of a... course there's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a wounded duck just running around the room. Uh, in place of Jack getting electro stimulation while cutting a promo. There's a throwback. Oh, God, that one was nasty. Draw uh... on a blank. Draw on a blank. I, will, I would go for Bron breaking me. Because <laughs> he sounds like it anyway. You'd get like an 80s promo out of him, I think, yeah. if you elected He'd just become it. PCO. Yeah. Like... His inflections are quite like, oh, uh, oh, anyway. So <laughs> like... If, 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 if we had Bruce Pritchard in full brother love gimmick and voice, I would happily watch him get a bit electro. Uh, just to just to see how well he held the voice together. See, mine was similar to yours, and I want Scott Steiner, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Bron Breaker. Scott Steiner to get the electro stimulation. In, oh, that was very <sighs> with a plumb. Uh, in place of Ross facing his worst fear by being buried alive, the Undertaker. See how he actually likes it. That's got to be in trap doors and all sorts, getting him out of that. Uh, two dimes because he's sleeping the fishes. You. Dark and disturbing soul. <laughs> I was going to go for Undertaker as well. You got to get him in there, aren't you? Just to see if you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, he's lock, been locked in a fair few caskets, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but I, I always thought there's got to be some sort of roll away where he gets out. Yeah, obviously, like or some sort of door that comes across to guarantee. So he was, it was, it floated in the sky and got electrocuted. You saw it; he was in there. Well, I want to yeah. know how he. It must, <laughs> the story must be out there for people who were in the arena at the time. But when Kane set his casket on fire. Was that not... How did he get out? Because it was in the middle of like an open space. Like, do, yeah, they a... do they not take... Oh, no, because it's not on a stage, is it? It's on the no, floor. It's yeah. on the floor. And then he goes in with the axe, so he can't be in there unless it's like a completely fireproof box and he's in one portion of it and then the entire mm-hmm. top is empty. Yeah. But even then... The set the thing on fire. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, where are we? In place of Sam faced his worst fear of snakes? Um, Santino. Um, Macho Man. Shame at man. In place of Pacini facing his worst fear by skydiving. Devon Dudley straight away. Terrified of heights, isn't he? Yeah. That'll be entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. Genuinely. Our truth. 
Who I'm just trying to think of anybody that, that one hates. more I don't know for the sanctity. <laughs> well, I I I just don't know who hates heights. I'm not I'm not kind of up to date on. Who wrestling. do you hate? Just who do I hate? Yeah. Uh, screw it. Let's go with. You're really thinking. Really thinking. Who do you pick for it? Our truth. <laughs> for some reason, he, he doesn't like heights. <laughs> Let's just go John Cena. Screw it. <laughs> In place of me having a wrestling fantasy conversation with Penny. Oh, uh, I'd go Mark Henry, me. Oh, that would be I think his voice would suit that very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that Shane, a punishment from Shane? A gassed out, just exercised <laughs> Shane McMahon. Sweating. Just walking sitting down there, the corridor, you mean? Uh, MGF. I think Why? He, I just think that'd be funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> see, what see what he says. In place of Pachiti eating 30 hot wings in 30 minutes, which is harder than it looks. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Bastian Booger. Let's see if he can really put his money where his mouth is. Um, he always came out with half an eaten chicken anyway. I think he was lying. Who am I going to go for? I think first mine was Otis. I think he'd, he'd like it and hate it. I'm sure this will apply to thousands of wrestlers, but seeing Joe Hendry eat. Yeah, wrestlers are like the some of the only people I've ever seen just take an entire chicken wing and go... And it comes out <laughs> just completely clean. I'm sure you won't mind me saying because he looks incredible, does Joe Henry. But yeah. he used to get double dominoes, double large dominoes. Oh, yeah, but he'd work, see, he'd see work like an absolute machine. Them off. To, uh, <laughs> to, yeah. I reckon Joe Henry could do the 30 hot wings in about... He loves a challenge as well. Mm. I reckon, yeah, I reckon he'd smash it. In place of Ross watching WrestleMania X7 while locked in a dog cage. Big Jim show. Cornette. Big show. <laughs> Jim Cornette hated how that show ended. Like, <laughs> apparently the entire gimmick Battle Royal locker room hated it. But, like, to the point where when I when he did the question when me and Kenny were there, and he was like, what's, what's your favorite WrestleMania? And I said 17. He just gently kind of went, <laughs> and you saw it in his eyes, and it was like, okay, yeah, sorry, Jim. How WrestleMania big, 10. How big is the dog cage? The same one I was in, I would assume. How big was it? We used to, had to sit was, down, right? Great, great. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah. Um, so, Omos. Yeah, someone massive. I'm putting oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Someone massive. Uh, oh dear. In place of Sam and Ross getting married in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> Who like Tony Khan and you need MJF. like a really bad couple? <laughs> you need like a really bad match. Like the Miz What are you Logan saying, Paul. Sam? Are we a bad match? <laughs> <laughs> it's CM Punk and Triple H. <laughs> oh, CM Punk and Vince. Jim Cornette and the Young Bucks together. <laughs> Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. Done. Oh. <laughs> throw them off a cliff. Uh, in place of Tom eating cake to escape from a, rule, a room while handcuffed. Steady on now. <laughs> Steady on now. Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett loves cake. <laughs> Handcuffs. Yeah. Chad, dream. Chad Gable seems to be the type where his body's sacred, so maybe or Seth, because Seth's well into CrossFit. I think he'd mm. hate having to eat that much cake. Who would love to eat cake? Love the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I would do it. Place <laughs> Tom. Um, in place of Ross getting tarred and feathered. Oh, what a bad day that was. Um, I got hosed down by Kayla at home like I was oh a dog because I couldn't do my back. Yeah, that, it must have stuck to you so yeah. bad. I couldn't get... I was like, you ever seen Ross and Friends when he puts leather yeah. trousers on? It was like that getting oh, in the yeah. new one. <laughs> and then I left a massive treacly <laughs> trail. Imprint. Trail. They were in the Uber, like, he didn't have... He had, like, cloth interior and it left 
It like oh a, a no! Right up the back, and I, oh. I never heard anything back from, so I got away with it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't watch the podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who could I replace with you? Uh, let's see. Um, La Knight. Why did you keep saying him? <laughs> no, I didn't. I said Max Dupree. It's the before. same guy, though. Is it? Like I'd like yeah. to see. I'd like to see Stokely Hathaway uh, <laughs> try and try and explain away how it was actually his idea, and it's cool. <laughs> uh, Brian Cage because he wouldn't be able to reach the spot on the oh, yeah. stage. <laughs> like muscles. a T-Rex. Um, in place of Tom as a human chair for Ross for a day. He'd make a comfy seat. <laughs> Basically, you get to answer who would you like to sit on? Who would I like to sit on? <laughs> Otis. Otis, yeah. Make yeah. a good seat. Well, you prove Mandy Rose at the Rumble didn't he's a stable, yeah. stable craft. Yeah, um, that's a really good yeah. <laughs> Um, I reckon he could get down to a plank for a couple of hours while you're editing, just like, you know, turn him into a chelange. I think for that reason, I'll go Drew, just because I feel he's got a good plank. Uh, he's got that good triangular shape yeah. as well, so he could proper lie. Too hard, though, isn't he? Too hard. He might, yeah, he might not be. Viscera. He might not be comfortable. I'd love viscera. to sit on viscera. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could sprawl out on viscera, like a double bed. <laughs> <laughs> In place of Tom eating a tarantula. Oh, those. Oh, oh, grim. oh, oh God. Um... I just wouldn't wish it on anybody. Shame of my heart. I just wouldn't uh, wish it to be on fair, anybody. it was it wasn't like an actual like it was a tarantula, but it was like a delicacy. We got it off um e uh, was it no, from, from, we got Amazon somewhere. It was a tarantula. It doesn't matter. It's I a tarantula. Still, I would not put a spider nice, in my mouth. I forget no. what sort of garnish no. it had. Some sort no. of like spice on it as well. I don't though. care. No, 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 put no. in that oven. I've not used that oven since. We put it in the oven, yeah, for whatever long. I can't remember. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but I'm saying Eric Rowan. <laughs> oh god! You know he's petrified, didn't he? Um, hmm. I'd like to see just I don't know why, but Rey Mysterio sat in his mask trying to fit the whole thing in, just because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like his mouth's quite limited by that little chin strap. With a strap that says mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in place of Andrew getting chops from all of the cultaholic and triple drum crews. Excuse me. Hmm. Have you got? I'm just trying to think of somebody who would just not enjoy. No, I would it. give Eddie Kingston a treat and just have him just get his tits out and then just chop them because he Proper enjoys it, doesn't it. he? Yeah, <laughs> he does like he it. it Jenny Nightheart. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go Gunter because then he can't chop you back. <laughs> oh, yeah. What if he tried though? Oh, I'd be terrified. I'd run away. Stop him, are you? Yeah. Are you gonna stop him? Anoki. Anoki. <laughs> if he can't do anything back to be able to just chop Anoki, yeah, go for it. What, you mean currently like... No, not currently. <laughs> <laughs> currently disabled Inoki. If you meet Antonio Inoki in the street, it's an honor for him to slap you. Yeah. He bestows his fighting spirit in you by means of a slap. I've seen those videos. So if so you can bestow your fighting spirit in him by means of a slap, <laughs> or does it work by simple touch? Could you yeah. chop him 20 times and everybody gets his powers? In place in of Andrew of on a date with Beryl. Oh, the Miz. It was the journey too. That was worse. Yeah, who'd be who'd be entertaining on the metro? Um, I just think the Miz would go with it. I think he'd just be talking to Beryl. He'd be like walking around, seeing the sights. Yeah, but is that punishment for him? I guess we're not doing all punishment. I think it would eat away at him inside. Um, I think <laughs> Roman Reigns, tribal chief Reigns. Roman, yeah, Roman would not enjoy it. Steve Austin would be bad. The Undertaker, he'd Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Santino Morella. Okay. He'll make the best video, I think. Yeah. Him and Santino. And finally, in place of Pachiti for Helena Smells, one, two, three, four, and five. Shame it, man. Uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon. Maybe Hulk Hogan. 
<laughs> just, just to see if that bandana stays on and whether he is or isn't bald and the hair's stitched in because I've, I've I think it, it he's I long think gone. it's stitched on I think mm. it's it's long gone it's too it's too clean it's too straight it's too perfect yeah. I want to see him I want to see him should bald. put him in the shaving punishment and then you would have complete definition. no because I, I he'd be able to say you shaved him mm, tr- oh, true yeah and but he'd say it'll grow back it'll grow back eyebrows and facial I'm just hair. a bit old now it takes longer <laughs> Fair enough. There we go. Thank you to Lance once again from Maine. If you want your Reese's Pieces, Red Reese's Pieces. That was good. Oh, Reese's Pieces. Good. Uh, read out. It's mailbag at cultaholic.com. Just like the mailbag section. But we take them both from there, you see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Cultaholics. The question. And now, the big question. But before that, we must thank our lovely Gerthy and. I don't know what words he uses. Gerthy <laughs> voluptuous. He likes the word Gerthy. Thank you to the big old producers for producing this very podcast today. They got all the notes together ready for us and told us what to say and when to say it. Thank you to GTA John, Reno2200, Noah Anderson. Anderson. Well done, Fraser. And Nick Rabi for producing this illustrious podcast. We could not have done it without you. But now we have the big, 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 big question. It's like this what he does. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big Show and Jarek goes theme from back in the day. Which match at Money in the Bank 2K22 will be the best match at Money in the Bank 2K22? Let's get up the card, please, Daniel, and have a look at what options are on offer. First of all, we have... So what I'll do is I'll read the match out and you make a noise based on how you feel for the match. Right, okay, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm. Or just like a... Yeah. So first up, we have Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship against Carmella. yeah. yeah. We have Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omar, Sami Zayn, and Riddle in the Money in the Back ladder match for the male. <sighs> and TBD, sorry. <sighs> we have Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch in the ladies' Money in the Back ladder match. <sighs> <laughs> that was one thing I was hoping you wouldn't say. <laughs> Ronda Rousey defends her SmackDown Women's Championship against everyone's favorite, Natalia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the Usos against the Street Profits, uh, where the Street Profits, of course, get to decide the stipulation uh, for the undisputed tag team championships of the world. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we have Theory defending his US championship against Bobby Lashley. Yeah. 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 For me, it's a two match card, isn't it? Looking yeah. at those matches there, it's the either the ladder matches are where the money is at, and that Yay. will be the best match. Money, that's, that's good. I'm a professional. Yeah, he's, he's done this before. <laughs> I've, done this. I've never hosted this before. Have I done well? He's done Don't he's so good. Um, right, it'll be one of the two ladder matches for me, which will be yeah. the best match. Yeah, it, obviously, it's hard to tell which one was going to because it, it's tough when you do these because they'll have the similar spots and stuff. But um, th- who's got the stronger match, though, like out of the two? In terms of the participants, I would argue, well, Omos brings the average down for the men. Yeah. I'm sorry, Omos. Yeah. I know he'll be there just to go, whoop, and just pluck it down with no use. Yeah, but we got Zayn, who I think is going to add a hell of a lot to it. And obviously being on behalf of the bloodline as well. Riddle will be obviously be fantastic. The TBD, if it is Elias and Ezekiel and Elrod, that'll be very interesting. Then again, if it's Kevin Owens and him and Sammy can just murder each other on ladders like they like they like to do. And then Elrod can come out and cost him and Sammy wins. Yeah, I really want Sammy to win this match. Sheamus and Drew, as they showed in their big slobber knockers last year, they can do big, big, good things with your ladders. Here's some wrestling analysis. They can do big, good things. Big, good, yeah. Rollins is disgustingly good at all things, isn't he? I think mm. the sleeper match of the night up for me is the top one, Bianca Belair and Carmella. I think yeah. Carmella gets a, a rough go by in terms of how people 
look at her in terms of what she can do in the ring. I know she's been lost in no woman's land for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think she, she'll have a good match with Bianca Belair. What's it? I'm glad, What's it I'm, you? I'm glad she's getting a, another Stat shot. Shut me up. Glad she's getting another shot. She did really quite well with her last run as Money in the Bank with the Money in the Bank briefcase, and it's nice that she's getting a, a shot at the belt this time. Um, like, yeah, it'll be a good match. Bianca's kind of great with everyone that she's in the ring with. So. Yeah. I just think uh, anytime you get Bianca Bella in the ring, it, it tends to be, uh, you know, at a big show, it tends to be a, a great match. There's never really anything where it's like, eh, or anything to look down on. I think there, there's always stuff to, um, there's always kind of quite like original spots and original moments, and that's always what they're looking for. And it's something that both of these competitors are pretty solid with. So, you know, I think you are, it, it should be maybe the sleeper of the night. I have been Ross Tweddle as this freezes once again. Once again. And Sam, do you have anything to plug for the uh, week coming up? Not particularly, because I'm working. I'm just working away at you know edits, 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 edits. So it'll be just as I and am, when. I am excited for a thing you are working on, Sam. Yeah, there's. The, I'm working on like a, teaser? Uh, a few secret things. I don't want to give away too much. So I'm working on a few big secret things at the minute. But one of them is. Uh, an idea we had that's going to kind of uh, it, it's taken me off one very stressful long edit that I'm now behind on but it's going to be worth it I hope and I hope everybody's going to enjoy it that will be because it. it's mad so yeah <laughs> Fraser anything coming up uh, nothing coming up I've j- just streams on a Friday night if you if you like Curly Whirlies and Curly Whirlies. video games I was going to bring a Curly Whirly on for everyone but I forgot them <laughs> <laughs> I will have I will have just finished folk will have come in from that to watch this that's usually the, the yeah. route they take so thank, thanks for coming after our stream I hope you enjoyed it and as for oh, oh well just we've got all the normal content coming up uh, Money in the Bank is on Saturday remember everybody not Sunday yeah. so on Sunday on Saturday night sorry Tom and Andrew will be live on the YouTube channel with their live reactions to Money in the Bank if you're a lonely person or if you've got friends <laughs> have a couple more friends in the form of Tom and Andrew and they'll keep you company as the show's going on into Sunday morning we go Jack the Jumper will be back with what happened at into the afternoon we'll have a couple of news videos probably and then I'll be there to round the day off on Sunday with the WTF moments from Money in the Bank 2022 that's it for yeah, a podcast what a podcast thanks oh, for wow. having me on no. wow <laughs> your throat went there <laughs> wow wow what a great podcast <laughs> um, I don't know what to do now. We normally point at the sign and say something mm, that's related to the, 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 to the podcast we've just had. Podcast. Uh, um, what is the theme? Uh, it's a big, girthy, oily men. Yeah, uh, yeah big, yeah, girthy. On, on three. One, two, three. Big, big girthy, oily, oily men. men. Thank you, Ari Pal. It's uh, been a pleasure. Uh, bye, Bosch Media. Matthew, Ari Pal. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> All the best. Well done, pal. Nice podcast. Wow, what a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 